Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. The Brewing Network Sunday Session is brought to you by More Beer. Featuring the new easy-to-sanitize threaded diffusion stone. Check out the new threaded diffusion stone at morebeer.com. Item number KEG590. I was pouring in my mouth and it just wasn't going down. My first beer was an IPA. The best IPA I've ever drank. Mostly because I brewed it. If you have a scale that is good for measuring cocaine, you're probably good for measuring hops on cocaine. You're scaring me. <laughs> I think the information is awesome and the audio sucks. Take some sugary water, throw some yeast in there. And you're going to drink good beer. Yeah, it's, it's going to be good. good. It's fine. Damn it, man. Oh, my God. Oh, uh-oh. Live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. All right, welcome to The Session, everybody. It's good to be back after a couple weeks off and uh, headed out to Burning Man. Most of me is back in the studio. A little bit of me is left out there in the desert. You'll never miss the other part. Nah. I didn't need that. I'd say a good 15% of me is still out there right now, a week later. Will it ever return, or is it just gone for good? No, you just leave it out there visiting him next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get visiting rights. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the playa out there in the desert gets custody of part of you, and you have to share that custody. Be lucky to get a little bit of it back. Surprise how many uh, uh, listeners we have, BN listeners, are out there. It's true. We had a lot of listeners come see us at the camp, which... Um, really? How'd they know you were there? Um, I don't know. It's published or Doc told them or something. Uh, plus, we had one staying with us. I didn't even know about till the end of the week. Matt? <laughs> we did. We had these people come in from Austin. They were a whole group. Friend, and I don't. the guy didn't know he was staying with us. He was friends of friends. And he shows up and he's like, holy shit, you're Justin and Doc. <laughs> Listen to you guys all the time. Nice. And I'm like, shit, he's a listener. <laughs> Get him out of here. <laughs> you go to those kind of things to get away from the listeners. You can't oh, not, hide anywhere. Not just that. I mean, I don't want people seeing what I'm doing out there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so did you see any hop grenade art cars or anything? No, no, nothing that big. But there was a homebrew camp. Really cool homebrew camp. 
Nice. They, they brought 300 gallons of homebrew. That's it? To pour that week. <laughs> Shitload of beer, man. Wow. It was really cool. Constantly. Yeah. It was really cool to see. California the, folks? Familiar faces? Uh, they're from uh, uh, Reno. Yeah. Oh, there you cool. go. Reno. Close enough. Hmm. Kind uh, of the armpit of California. The, just well, love it. They're Washoe guys. <laughs> oh, yeah? Some of the yeah. guys from Washoe? Yeah. And good dudes. And so one of the guys was telling us you know, about the 300 gallons that basically he brewed um, a fuckload of extract batches just over and over just to, to fill beer. Because, you know, in an event like Burning Man or, or any big event like that that's not really a beer event or a homebrew event, you get a bunch of people who they could give a shit what it tastes like or how you made it or anything else. So you don't want to spend your homebrew days brewing for an event like that. Some triple decocted Pilsner or something. Right. Yeah. Lagered for three months. Just going to get wasted. Yeah, there. you save that for the NorCal Festival right. yeah. next weekend. Yeah, or or NHC. Thirsty little hippies in line. Yeah, so he just was telling us that he just brewed extract batch after extract batch, you, you know, just to get some That's beer awesome. in there. But then, of course, you know, they brought some good stuff for when, when beer guys would show up or homebrewers would right. show up. Yeah, so That would be the thing. Yeah. We spent a lot of time in the back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Tasting a bunch of mead and shit like that. It was really cool. So there was homebrew camp, and then yeah, we saw some other, met some other brewers out there. They were all very nice. I mean, I joke about wanting them to go away, but they they were really cool. They were nice people. And one guy, um, his name's Jason. I didn't even get to try his beer, but um, he brought some sour beer just for me. And he showed up on day one, which is when we're kind of setting up. Awesome. And I said, look, I'd I'd love to taste your beer right now, but um, you know, I'm I'm kind of working. I'm setting up the camp. I'm I'm not going to spend very much time on it, so I feel bad. Do you want to come back? And then we could never really coordinate. I saw him later at the homebrew camp, and he said, "Come by my camp." But by that time, it was burn night, and on burn night, you just go out and you just get fucked up. And you just ramp up and keep <laughs> ramping and ramping and ramping. Yeah, yeah you bad. can't like coordinate and organize things on a night like that. It just doesn't happen. And no. he didn't, I don't know if it was his first burn, he didn't really understand. What I said to him was, I'm going to try to make it to your camp. But, <laughs> but if I don't make it to your camp, it's because I'm fucked up. That period. And he's like, no, I get it. I mean, you're busy, you got things to do. And I'm like, no, listen to me. If I don't make it to your camp, it's because I'm fucked up. <laughs> it's not, it has nothing to do. I would love to try your beer. And I promise you, if I'm not fucked up, I'll be at your camp. Yeah. And yeah, but you got... He just thought I was blowing him no, off. No, I'm right. like, I'm not blowing you off, man. I'm telling you the truth. I will be fucked up tonight. <laughs> yeah, you got to set aside time for that. Well, when you're plus, you, you've got ten thousand things to do, and ten thousand people go. Come on, let's go do this. Let's go do that. And yep. And at the end of the week, you go. God, I didn't get to do that. I didn't get to do this because you, you're you're constantly doing something. You're right. over here. You're going to visit over there. And I'm fucked up. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> so I felt bad because I couldn't really. I was like, listen, I'm not blowing you off. I really want to go try your beer. I'm just being honest with you. You don't want me showing up at your camp. The way I'm going to show up tonight. <laughs> I just don't want that. I'll be bouncing off the walls. I'll just yeah. looking at glowy shit. <laughs> you know, <laughs> nice beer. Oh, what's that? What's that glowing in the corner? What's yeah. your wife? I'm sorry. What is beer? <laughs> I fault. So do they do they burn that dude on Saturday night? Is that when it all goes down? They torch him. They no, torch well, him that's more. just yeah, it's just one more thing. Yeah, they torch a lot of things. So are you out of there on Sunday after that? After no, we left done? Monday this time because okay. they, there's also they build a temple every year, and that's another thing that they burn. There's a lot of structures that get burnt throughout the week. Mm-hmm. The best one this year was on Friday night. A group built a actual size. In fact, my guess is even larger than actual size Trojan horse. Yeah, that was. 20, I don't know how many wow. stories. Three stories, like twenty-two tons, something crazy like that. It was an crazy. enormous. And he just torched it all. Trojan horse. Well, we had to... And there was a bar up inside of it. So throughout the week, you can climb up into the horse's ass, wow. and there's a bar up in there. Wow. 
And so it's kind of cool, and you can look out the head and see over the city, and it, it was enormous. And so they did. So they let you kind of enjoy it all week, and then they had, I don't know, 500 or so slaves. Pull it. Otherwise known as hippies. Uh, pull it from uh, where it was out into the middle of the of the scene of the city, yeah. and then they torched it on Friday. And I've never seen a bigger fire in my life. That yeah, they lit it with flaming arrows. You wow. oh that's right yeah. Oh, nice. Are you sure you weren't just really high? Yeah. Well, well accentuated <laughs> by certain substances. Actually, flaming arrows, man. Well, we did talk about that. We think that the flaming arrows were guided by cables. Because imagine you miss not a straight <laughs> shot, yeah. Because I mean, so shitty hippies standing on the other side of it, and God knows right every, everyone chest. is kindling, right, with the huge beards and the huge <laughs> hair. Yeah, yeah. Well, before they, they when they pulled it out, they had a big kind of ritual thing, and uh, my brother and I had our full Roman outfits on with the chariot and the girls in the camp <laughs> dressed up picture. dressed up as slaves. <laughs> Right, and they walked in front of us, so we had like six or seven of them. That's true. We had a, a scantily bunch of hot clad, chicks. scantily clad, walking in front of us. Slave girls. Yes, that was that was fun. I've never seen a fire like wow. this. I never seen anything. It was really amazing. We were we were really far away, and you could feel the heat coming off of this thing. Uh, you could see this fire from space. I'm certain of it. It yeah. was enormous. Uh, so that was really cool on Friday, and then yeah, on Saturday is the big night. The whole week kind of leads up to that, and you just go out and you. Do what you do, and you watch the dude burn, and everyone's got their art cars out. There's a lot of neon lights and shiny stuff, shiny shit to look at, <laughs> and and it's all, and you're all really, really interested in it, <laughs> on all that shiny shit. So much also on your mind. <laughs> so it was cool, but you know what, Doc? Uh, it, I think I'm getting old, man. Why? I don't know. It's just maybe I'm over it. I think I'm getting old. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Slow recovery. Uh, yeah, there's a little week. slow recovery. There were several times throughout the week that I thought, am I really doing the most valuable thing I could be doing with my time out here with oh, these hippies? Yeah, once you start having those thoughts, you know that then you're Then you know, you're getting old, right? Yeah, I thought, yeah. I thought old. is my energy uh, helping out this situation best spent? Maybe I should be feeding the homeless right now. I don't know. Maybe I should. <laughs> nah, it's better, better spent looking at shiny stuff. <laughs> oh, and then, um, um, like it was Friday, old. Uh, I knock on the... On the on the trailer door and, and opens up. It's a friend of mine, his wife. I'm like God, what are you doing here? Oh, then we come on by and see what it's all about. Okay, cool. Oh, I brought the family. Is it, okay, what is the family? Uh, it's two teenage daughters. Well, one's college and one's oh, nineteen and twenty one, something like that. Yeah. So who did Doc wow. hang out with Friday well, night? Well, <laughs> he disappeared. His wife disappeared and trusted me with the daughter. Can you imagine trusting Doc yeah. <laughs> with the kids? So they were immediately like on your lap. Oh, they were. Yeah, they were, they were good kids. Sort of. We didn't get them fucked up. E- they got themselves fucked up. <laughs> you, yeah. Just turned away. You yeah. can get a contact high in that environment in about 10 <laughs> seconds, I'm sure, even without yeah. taking anything. They were fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. In fact, there was a lot of kids there this year. At one point, I was out looking at a piece of art. A bunch of people were around it. And I I see it like a, I don't know, like a not even a two-year-old baby. Dancing. There was a there was a car that had parked there was playing music. A bunch of people were dancing to. I looked down. There's a little baby on the ground dancing. Not Justin was thing. watching a YouTube video of those old blockbuster commercials and he was just really high. Like, well, that baby dancing man. I'll tell you what. It's the first thing I asked. I went over to my friends and I said, "All right, guys, you got to be honest with me. Am I real fucked up or is that a baby dancing over there?" And sure enough, consensus was it was a baby dancing. Uh, like a, the baby could walk like that way. Uh, how old? How old can you walk? Like how old are you first when you Year. walk? Two. Year. A year. year. Yeah, year this thing was like not even two years old. I'm sh- I'm sure of it. Yeah. The rhythm? 
And so there's a bunch of kids out there. Later on, I saw a bunch of kids riding on bikes. Yeah. And I just thought, I don't know, I get it. I, I, I guess I like the whole free hippie parenting thing, but I don't know. It's pretty dangerous out there. Even the dust alone on those little lungs, you're constantly breathing an enormous amount of dust in. And I don't think I want a kid doing that. And then, even though they're cool hippies, everybody is fucking high as a kite yeah, out there. Yeah, it doesn't seem like a family-friendly environment. Yeah. You know? well, they, they have a, a whole area called Kidsville. So. They do? Yep. Yeah, if families can hang in there. and it, It's kind of more cloistered. Yeah, yeah, Kidsville. It's called fucking home. Yeah. <laughs> Even with the babysitter. It was a ridiculous... I don't know. Yeah. I'm not into it. I don't... I guess I don't... I wouldn't tell them they can't. I don't like making rules and everything, but I wouldn't do it. No, it doesn't seem like a good idea. Well, I, I don't mind that as much as I don't like. I'm two in the morning and you're out looking at shiny shit, and there's, look, there's like three twelve year olds on their bikes racing around looking at all the high people. <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> and you're like, get away from me, kid. Go look at another high person. Yeah, there's plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we tell. I don't need you staring at me. I'm, I'm paranoid enough as it is. <laughs> do you know how fucking high I am, kid? That kid knows what I'm thinking. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Stop reading my mind, you little shit. Get away from me. Where's your parents? <laughs> There's tons of stuff we tell kids that you can't do it. Shouldn't this be one of them? It yeah. does seem really inappropriate. Why don't they just say, no, you, you know, under 18? Yeah, they used, it's not they the used Burning to. Man thing. But oh, they did? They, they used to say that? Early on, yeah. Man, now it's supposed to be family. I don't know, before mm, you know it's it. It's weird. Yeah, Usually you would think it would be that kids were allowed and then there were problems and they're like, okay, no one under 18. Well, they started <laughs> making, right. they started making rules, so it's a little more liberal for them to be there, but... <gasps> Like no butt sex in the streets and things. <laughs> <laughs> Not like the good that's old a, days. So many that, rules. That's man. a rule. What yeah, kind yep. of world are you? In? <laughs> Did you read that in the manual? Uh, yeah, it's it's out there. Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, they even had to take down signs. <laughs> the butt sex signs. Yeah, it was a neon kind of moving sign thing. Curling <laughs> <laughs> a camp. You can't have butt sex signs anymore. What is America? What's happening to Burning Man? <laughs> really? Can't put an animated butt sex sign up yeah. anymore. Gone commercial. That's what all the hippies say. I'm not going this year. It's it has like the commercial. largest attendance ever this year, apparently. Yep. Like over 50,000 yeah. people. 50. 55,000 or yeah. something. Stupid. It's too many people. Too many kids, huh? <laughs> We're going <laughs> to lower that kids. attendance number. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kick all the kids back out. 5,000 of them were kids. So uh, Justin found his favorite thing out there is the megaphone. Oh, I'd, yeah. Uh, we had an art car, so I was on the megaphone half the time. So if I got real drunk, I would just start heckling um, anybody. Yeah, passersby. So uh, at one point, we're driving around on, the, on this big car, and during the day, we stopped. Yeah, during the day, and we stopped to look at something. And Schumann had to go to the bathroom. And judging by his uh, gated run, <laughs> he really had to go to the bathroom. So uh, it was the bathrooms were only a hundred yards from where we were parked. So we said, "All right, tell you what, we're going to finish up here. Why don't you run your little ass over to the bathroom? We'll meet you there." So he goes, and we meet him there in the art car. And there's a lot of people at the bathrooms waiting for friends, waiting in line. There's a porta potties. There's probably thirty of them. Yeah, forty of them. It's a lot. So we pull up in the car, and uh, I just get on the phone. Uh, uh, hey, Schumann. <laughs> Wipe it up, buddy. We're all waiting for you here. We got your car. It, mind you, it's this enormous, like, two-story art car pulls up. It, you know, 40 people. Uh, hey, Schumann. Whenever you're done, dude, uh, we're just right out here, okay, Schumann? 
Adam Schumann. We're just uh, waiting right outside for you. And the people are loving it. You know, everyone waiting. They're laughing. Even, even not on the car. So at one point, they start chanting for him. We're there for another couple minutes. And the, and the crowd of strangers starts going, Schumann, Schumann, Schumann. And then they're knocking on all the doors trying to find Schumann. So it's going great. My joke is going fantastic. And about another couple minutes goes by. And Schumann, God love him, delivers the punchline. Comes running out of one of the porta potties with his pants around his ankles, so he's wang out and uh, and toilet paper hanging from his ass, like a long string of toilet paper hanging, and he's just running. I'm done, guys. Here I am. And he runs up to the car, and the whole crowd of people—I don't know, thirty, forty people—they're just cheering for Schumann. That's awesome. They ended up Great. a bunch of them wanted their picture taken with them. He ends up having to stand around taking naked pictures with these. Put a little Gillum or toilet paper in this picture. We got to set yeah. the shot up here, you know. Oh, I couldn't ask for a better punchline. He really, really brought it home. Yep. It was good stuff. So, did the fact that toilet paper was hanging out of his ass get him laid? Like literally? I don't think so. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. And he had to pass on the butt sex too. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, it's not allowed anymore. <laughs> no, yeah. we, we were giving away otter oh. pops to it to twelve, thirteen hundred otter pops. Yeah. Wow. Otter pops out in the desert, man. It's, it's like. I don't know if you ever remember, like, chasing the ice cream man down the street. <laughs> kind of like that when you have frozen popsicles out in the desert. Those hippies will just chase you down the road for those things. And they'll do just about anything for it. Hmm. And so when you get some of those hot hippies, you know, the chicks, I mean, of course, yeah. coming up around the car. Oh, yeah. Let's see them. Well, you don't even have to ask no, them to flash, Tasty. We, Most we, of them are already naked. We, we pulled over to... It's uh, not like other things where you have to give out beads for nudity. They yeah. come up. You, sometimes you have to give out beads to have them put clothes back on. Ah, uh, those right. kind of... Yeah, yeah. 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 So we uh, went over to watch the Critical Tits Parade. 3,000 women on 3, bicycles. Okay. With topless. CTP. And so we parked at the end and started giving out otter pops then. Oh, we were popular. Yeah. And so with yeah. Critical Tits, like Doc said, it's like 3,000 chicks on bikes, right? And a lot of the dudes, a lot of the hippie dudes, they like to pretend that they're not there to look at the tits. Like it's a big meaningful parade. Oh, no, it's women's rights going on right now. It's critical. Whatever, man. It's a bunch of dirty broads. And by dirty, I mean like they're actually dirty. They've been rolling around the dirt for a week at this point on bikes, riding by naked. And sure, it's empowering and it's great and everything. But don't stand next to me and judge me when I'm looking at boobs. I'm there to look at boobs. Exactly. I mean, empowerment. Go do something else. Right across the desert naked. What the hell did you do for the for the race there? For the gender there? Who's judging you? I don't, no, no one's judging you. No, you weren't there. That's how, that's how it gets sometimes out there at Burning Man. Some of those guys are like, God, don't talk like that. It's art. You're diminishing the art. Fuck off. <laughs> yeah. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, yeah. It's, it's not really Burning Man to talk like that. Hey, don't get right. burnier than thou on me. You know that guy's porn collection is larger <laughs> than mine. Get out of here. Uh. Burnier than thou. And then so that's a Metallica song, isn't it? (laughs) So at the the end of Critical Tits, there's like a circle of these women, and um, they get them together and they they do like a chant. This song that doesn't even rhyme, and okay, and they have to tell them twelve times until they. Well, the song is like you ever been to um, you ever been to like a poetry slam, you know, where a guy stands up there and you know you like read. It was like a they're trying to get all these women together to like sing in unison. And the song is like the most confused. It's like reading the fucking Constitution. It's the most it's the confusing thing I've ever heard. We are women and we are here. We rode our bikes across the desert. 
And we're now standing in a circle because we're here as women in the desert. Is that bad? There's no rhyme. Is that there's bad? no reason. And they're like, come on, everybody. Uh, like, and no one's singing. You got the one idiot with the bullhorn singing this thing over and over again. Wasn't and, that you? And the rest of the, yeah, it would have been. And all I could think was... Guys, look, I get it. You make know, it this, rhyme. Come but on. at least make it easy. Don't you can't have three thousand women singing a song that does three thousand anybody singing a song that doesn't rhyme has no reason. I like, kept they, trying and trying. They came up with a song the first year they ever did it, half wasted, and they keep right. the tradition alive. Yeah, but the song is what awful. Is it, Twenty years later now, yeah. we are <laughs> standing here. It's, it's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. So I'm trying to be supportive. But all I wanted to do was wing rocks at the lady with the megaphone. Just tell her, rewrite the song already. You know, make it rhyme. Anything. Make it I, it two was, lines that rhyme. It you was know, painful. There's a reason that Hell No, We Won't Go has been around for decades. Simple. It rhymes. The whole group can do it. When people say join in, people will actually join in. Yeah. yeah. Your retarded friend can come join in. Hell no, we won't go. It's easy, buddy. Hell come no. on, Corky. It's fine. <laughs> and, but you make it more complicated than that, and you just get a bunch of chicks standing around looking at it. They're swaying back and forth. That was the only good part. I don't think they even wanted to be there, most of them. That, yeah. The song is for the way it's not the lyrics yeah. it's got to be well, the only reason. and the woman was so in it she's like okay now we're gonna sing our annual song uh most of you know it no they don't oh she must have written it <laughs> they don't fucking know i know most of you know it so feel free to sing along as we go here okay we are was she women. like 90 years old yeah i'm pretty sure <laughs> she even, yes we are women and we have skin uh, it just it didn't even make sense it was just no. stupid uh, we don't have she to. She tried have to teach him like five times, anymore. and I was just ready to throw up at that point. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> I was kind of ready to throw up at that point. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they pay us less at most jobs, we're still real qualified, <laughs> and we are. You know, it's like every message that they want. Every woman's, you know, we're not just for sex anymore or less, and. Where's here comes the hook, <laughs> yeah, and then, and then Wait, there's what? the hook and the chorus. Because we're all women <laughs> again, we are women, and we goes out like this for you know three thousand women, and you can see the other women looking at each other like, oh god. We just wanted to ride our bikes and show our tits. Why are we in this? <laughs> I'd like to sing along, but what the fuck? What is this? War and peace that we're reciting. <laughs> Crime and punishment. Yeah. At least. Oh, it was stupid. More punishment. So that's Burning Man for you. I don't know. Did I just encourage you all to go or what? Sounds <laughs> awesome. Can't wait. Yeah, a lot 3, of people. Women, yeah, yeah, I, that was I just a that. small little bit. I'll tell you what every home brewer asked is, where's Tasty and Chad? <laughs> is that right? Yeah. No, they're in, the, they're, they're in the RV smoking out. Yeah. <laughs> they're here somewhere. They never would have known whether I was there or not. No, you're right. I should have said that. <laughs> He's over. He's chanting with the ladies yeah, over there. Uh, he's writing, just, writing a song for some ladies. That's oh, we did see the midges on the segways again. The mini segways. Yeah. Just remember, Doc Burning Man. It's not for me. No, I don't want to go. I'm not, I'm not much interested. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't want to go. There's nothing you can do to me that's going to make me want to go. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember that. <laughs> All right, we got a great show planned for you today. Uh, Roger Davis is hanging out with us in the studio again. Welcome back, Roger. Oh, thank you. The new studio is very oh. nice. Air New. conditioning, huh? Last yeah, time is it on? Were... I'm sweating over here. Oh, you still are? Yeah. I didn't say it worked all that great. But, uh, <laughs> Triple rock. It is on. 
Yeah, so Roger's back. <laughs> Don't get him started. A lot has happened with Roger. Now, you're kind of the... Uh, now, of course, you're still brewing at Triple Rock, but you're also sort of the head brewer between Drake's and Triple Rock, right? Or kind of the uh, director of brewing. Is that what it is? Uh, yeah, that's what it was, basically. Okay. I've actually given notice because we are opening a brewery. We as in who? Me, myself, and I. Okay. <laughs> right. Right. No, uh, and Claudia, my wife. Oh, great. Yeah, so we're pretty excited about that. Okay, so now you're just doing the Triple Rock duties and so that you can focus on the brewery. And Yes. Do you have a time frame for the new brewery? Uh, we are getting equipment in December. Okay. So we need to find a building pretty quickly. Got it. And that's what we're doing right now. And where is your location preferably? We're, we're looking in the East Bay of the Bay Area. Yeah. We're in Nevada right now, so it's, it's <laughs> quick flight over there. Yeah, right. Like uh, Oakland area, Richmond, uh, Richmond, uh, okay. El Cerrito, Albany, kind of like the safe over towns there. of the safe area. Yeah, yeah, great. Wait, there's a safe area in Richmond. <laughs> That's my point. Yeah. So, have you already secured equipment? That's, we have. Yeah. We've put down a down payment. Claudia and I got a loan, and basically, we're we're good to go. Great. So, oh, this is good news. I like to hear that. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, it's scary, but you know, yeah. You've always we'll uh, worked uh, at a brewery, never been an owner. Exactly. So, okay. Yeah, that's a big jump. Yeah, it's it's a it's there's a big cliff and we're jumping off of it. Nice. So we'll see. And will another it another just... hat to wear? What's that? Another hat. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's well, true. I've been wearing so many hats the last couple of years, anyway. So it's yeah, the owner. Has, right the owner in. has a big hat. Well, that's that's why I brought Claudia along with me, so <laughs> she can do all that. Yeah. <laughs> is that is it just the two of you to begin or? Uh, uh yeah, essentially, but. What we're getting is a 20-barrel system and uh, some 40-barrel fermenters and some 60s. So we're going to be cranking it out pretty quickly. Okay. Hopefully. Oh, this sounds great. Yeah, it's exciting and scary, like I said. Yeah. Well, well, as you know from the show, Roger's been brewing awesome beer around the Bay Area for us for a long time. I love going to Triple Rock now, um, and there's always something good on tap. We'll talk about one of the beers that I think you brought with you today, too. Um, And then, of course, Drake's. You know, Drake's has become, over the years... Really one of my favorite Bay Area breweries. I've really liked to watch the company grow. I've liked to watch the beer change. Uh, Obviously, you were there when I met you. Um, But even now, I think great things are coming out of Drake's, too. Uh, We were talking about the Drake's 1500 Pale Ale. I love that beer. That's like a go-to beer for me. Yeah, it's a good uh, sessionable Pale Ale. Yeah. I'm seeing it everywhere now, too. Well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, so Roger's kind of been around like this scene for a long time and always putting out good beer. So I think this is a, I think it's a logical next step for you is to well, yeah, do always, your own. Yeah, it's always been my dream. You know, I've, I, a bunch of my friends and I sat at Marin Brewing Company in 1993 and we were like, hey, let's do something like this. Okay. And so I went to brewing school and they, one was a chef, one was a uh, GM of a restaurant. So we were going to all do it and they went their separate ways and left yeah. me with this, you know, dream, shitty, shitty job of like making beer for a living. <laughs> Right. Yeah. <laughs> Barely making it. Yeah, just, you know. And so, basically, I've been working at breweries since then, but, you know, when Claudia and I got married, it was, like, always our, our dream, too. Okay. So we're following that now. Do you have a name for the brewery yet? Yes. It's going to be called Faction. Faction? Faction Brewing. I like that. It's different. Yeah. That's good. And do you already have an idea of, you know, I guess everyone kind of talks about this. Are you going to have these just couple of core beers? Are you going to go nuts with a lot of beers? I mean, you've brewed. I've watched you brew almost every style on the planet, I think, since the the time I've known you. What are you going to do with the brewery? Uh, Basically make a lot of different styles of beer. Okay. Um, Faction to me is like a niche within a niche, and I kind of look at that as faction brewing. You know, we're a small brewery in a big big world essentially of this beer the yeah. craft beer world 
And from that, we're going to have different lines of beer, probably just five or six different lines. Uh, Barrel-aged beers, there'll be a Belgian series, there'll be everyday beers, which we can hang our hat on. Yeah. Um, there'll be seasonals, you know, we're just going to make all kinds of different beers. Great. And to start, will it just be kegged beers like a lot of locals yeah. do? Yeah. Yeah, so and just then be- we'll, we'll get into bottling as, as we progress. Okay. Oh, it sounds good. Just so we don't have to spend all that money up front. That's a good point. Yeah, to put in a bottling line and even the cost of glass, if you had to buy the glass inventory, is quite a lot, isn't it? Labels, the whole nine yards. Yeah. Everything's expensive now. Okay. Well, kind of, you know, our French meal doing the same thing with Heretic, just starting with draft beer and and then I think as quickly as possible he'll move into something in glass too. But uh, I think he did it the same way. You can can brew beer, sell every drop locally because of how great our area is, right? Um, and then grow into that later. Yeah, uh, that's what it's all about, is getting your name out there, getting it on tap at bars, and then people, when they go to the stores, will see it, and they'll be like, oh, yeah. Right. Before, you know. Perfect. Yeah. Craft beer market just keeps increasing, too, and you have that name recognition, too, so it won't be just somebody coming from out of the blue. That'll definitely yeah. help. You can't so put, it, you can it, put it, it might hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, formerly of Triple Rock and Drake. We're talking yeah, about Triple Rock on every label, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> put, put a line through it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've also got Chell Wygant, who's a homebrewer gone pro, and um, a lot of people, I guess, sent requests uh, for us to interview Chell yeah. over the last couple yeah. years. And so he's gone, uh, he's the assistant brewer now at Rockyard Brewing Company. We're going to talk to him in just a few minutes. Um, and then later on in the show, we got Zane Lamprey, and I'm a big fan of Zane. He's done um, Three Sheets, was his show that's now on Spike, and his new show that I think is on HDNet, is that what it's on? That's right, yes. Is um, Drinking Made Easy. And I watched this guy's show. I'm very jealous. Uh, it's a good gig he has. He just, he basically go, although I'm not always jealous, and we'll get into some of that because he has to do some gross things. I saw him eating scorpions uh, the other day. That sounds okay. It's the kind of show where he goes into different bars and different places, uh, you know, whatever the town is, he goes into the local place that has some kind of legend, some kind of something, some kind of oomph, and he goes in and, and shows it to us. But as part of it, you know, he kind of gets in there and does it, and you all know what a pussy I am. I, I couldn't do that stuff. I, I could drink the beer. That's fine. But you start giving me, like, um, you know, vodka-infused scorpions, and you can forget it. Oh, you get a big old contract from HDNet, and you never know. I don't know. They The editor would have to edit me puking an awful lot if I had to do that kind of stuff. But it's a really cool show. So we're going to talk to Zane uh, about 7.30 in the 7.30 hour today and find out what he's up to now. And he also he did a comedy tour after Three Sheets ended, and he's really kind of made a, a whole thing out of this um, drinking lifestyle, Pretty which much. I love to see. It's, um, you know... So have you. I'm, I'm following in. Yeah. It's like where there's, it's, I, I don't feel so alone anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't feel like such an alcoholic anymore, <laughs> basically. Uh, so we got that coming up. Um, we'll be doing that in just a couple minutes. Let me get to a couple of real quick announcements. Um, first of all is uh, a special event happening tonight that I, I haven't announced to anybody. It's a bit of a surprise. Um, yesterday, Bevo had her uh, baby shower for um, for little Latronda, and uh, that was the real baby shower with friends and family. And, but not us. Um, yeah. Well, what I think most people don't know is uh, today will be Bevo's last show uh, doing the chat room and the phone for quite some time. Uh, Bevo has said on the air, of course, that, oh, it's just a short time. I'll be right back. But right. I'm not buying it. I think she's going to get into baby land. And I don't know. We may never. We may only ever see her as mm-hmm. a guest ever again. I really don't know how that's going to go. No, it'll just be until she can trust Sammy alone with the baby. Wait, you're not coming back. <laughs> oh. <right? laughs> oh, wait. So never? Right. 
So I'm a little concerned. I'm a little saddened by that. I hope that, that you do come back, Bevo. But in the meantime, what I thought, you know, I, I got a lot of suggestions when we were doing BNA6 that, you know, our listeners love you, of course, and you've done a great job there uh, sending their questions over to me. Well, They wanted me to put together a, uh, a baby shower at our Brewing Network anniversary party where they could donate and help out, um, basically because they all know how worthless Sammy is. <laughs> Um, but it didn't really work out there, so I thought, you know what, fuck it, we can do an on, we can do a, an on air version of a baby shower for Bevo, and that's exactly what we're going to do right now. So for the duration of the show, and also, you know, you archive listeners, you can participate as well. Uh, you can go to go to the donate page on the Brewing Network, and you can hit the one time donate button. And in, there's a comments field. Every time you donate, there's a there's a way to put in a, a just a comment, and just put Bevo's baby or Bevo or any kind of Bevo or Sam's a douche. If you put something like that, try to make it simple for me. If you put Bevo in there, then we can search it and we know exactly how. And then every dollar that comes in today uh, will go to uh, the baby shower, uh, the Brewing Network baby shower for Latronda. So if you feel like donating, you know, just hit the $2 button. It doesn't matter. Just as long as you specify that it's for Bevo. And then we'll allow you guys to be able to contribute to this baby's life also. And for every $10 you donate, uh, $1 actually gets taken away from the Kenyan orphans and given to Bevo. So you know, be generous. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, so hit the Bevo button. It's Bevo's Baby Shower on air tonight. And help the family out. You know, they've done a lot for us and for for very, very little. uh, In fact, nothing. And so uh, this is a way for us to give back a little bit to little Latronda. uh, Because, let's face it, Sam, um, if if, if he were a heroin addict, he couldn't be less useful. And that's about how how useful he is in this marriage and, and possibly as a father. He might be a successful musician if he got into heroin, so maybe he should think about switch that. over to heroin uh, <laughs> for a little so, while. So there you go, Sammy. We're just trying to help you out and and help out little Latronda. Hit the donate button for Bevo. Okay, it doesn't take much. A couple of you putting in two bucks at a time over there. We'll we'll buy him a casserole dish or something. Hit hard. Hit it you know. often. I don't know. What did you get at the <laughs> What did you get at the shower yesterday? Anything good? It's uh, like cribs and shit. A bunch of babies. So I did get a. Um, I had Denise Brown there, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul sent me a bottle of uh, supplication oh nice which i have hidden which you can't in my home okay yeah (laughs) keep away from sam post baby yes it was very nice nice oh that's cool now you got good friends i'm sure you got a lot of stuff i got a lot i got a lot of baby stuff that's the point of the shower right just to give what you need like to help out with with what a family needs when they have a new baby right i guess you know i when i registered i i'm clueless i don't know (laughs) i'm not a bit really a baby person so i don't i don't know anything so, (laughs) so uh yeah, people gave a lot of stuff that I wouldn't have even thought to ask for. So. Right. Like diapers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> like food. <laughs> like diapers food. and shit. Yeah. And food. And shit, yeah. <laughs> now I have a closet full Seems of diapers. Seems like a waste. Yeah. Yeah, go, you go through that in the first week. Well, I hope the BN Army contributes as well. Uh, just go to the, hit the, there's a one-time donation button right on our donate page on the website, and you can do it and punch in the field that it's for Bevo, and we'll make sure the money gets that way. And I don't care. You guys can spend it on beer. You can spend it on whatever you want. Uh, it's just our way to help out and, um, you know, maybe put it into the college fund for that baby. Junior college. Like, Let's like be that. realistic. Yeah. Put it into the junior college fund for Latronda. <laughs> put it into the ITT tech fund for <laughs> Latronda. Like, who named the baby? Her name's not really Latronda. <laughs> what is her name? Abigail. Oh, you should have stuck with Latronda. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail what? Abigail Rose. Abigail Rose Moore. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a stage. You're not going to make her keep Barry Moore like you have. No, she's my name's here. not Barry Moore. She oh, it's like not. She's just Moore. It's she sounds Moore. like she's 90 already. <laughs> <laughs> Abigail, 
I'm pretty sure she was doing the critical tit song. <laughs> My name is Abigail and I like booze. I'm a woman just like you. Let's hope that Abigail does go to Burning Man and participate, right? Because you got the <laughs> Sam's jeans and then Bevo's jeans. You're gonna have the big, the big rack there, right? That's true. So I'll be attending Burning Man in like a 2033. Yeah. Okay. So uh, they're allowed younger now. So, all right, hit the donate button for Bevo, and, and that'll be cool. Okay, uh, don't buy the iPhone app anymore. New one's coming out this month, and um, yeah, you won't have to pay for the new one. It'll be free, and so don't buy the old one. It's not working, uh, but the new one will, and it will also be on Droid, too. So fear not. Droid. You can watch all this live on justin.tv slash brewing network, justin.tv slash brewing network. That's where the live studio cam is. You can hit the chat now button on the homepage, and uh, you'll find Bevo in the chat room there. She can send your questions over to me. You can call 888-401-BEER. I see somebody calling right now. 888-401-BEER. Uh, you can phone in and um, and talk to us uh, if Bevo ever answers the phone like it's ringing right now. And uh, 888-401-BEER. That's that how you get... in the way. <laughs> she can't even open the, the phone <laughs> screen or drawer and anymore that's why it's her last show folks she's, it's not that she's about to pop or anything it's that she can't fit in the studio she anymore does not fit in that booth anymore <laughs> this is unable to perform we could blow out the wall over there <laughs> all right sign up over at twitter uh, brewing network on twitter and of course facebook and you can get all these updates there uh send your show ideas to scott the jew uh, scott at the brewing network.com send feedback to feedback at the brewing network.com and um all of that sort of stuff do I need to take that phone call, Beef? Oh, no. Can I just say that that was... Are you saying drunk who we called you? Wow. <laughs> like, Started too soon, No, huh? not even close. Wow, look at the Zane Lamprey show, bringing drunk of the week calls in the beginning already. Nice. All right, real quick. Hey, fellas, if you're looking to spice things up in the bedroom or you've been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie, here's an offer that you can't resist. You can go to adamandeve.com. Adam and Eve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about uh, any item. Rumor has it that Nicole and Nathan bought about a pallet full of. Uh, <laughs> Is that fun, what happened? Fun things from Adam. Is that what changed? I thought they were. Uh, oh, 50%. I'll be busy for the next few shows. Sorry, I won't be able to make it. <laughs> the here. listeners up the dildo ante, huh? Yeah, uh, they're back. So, uh, But that's not all. Uh, when you select one item for 50% off, you'll receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration, plus a free gift so central we can't mention it on internet radio, which means it's got to be pretty essential. Uh, to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. All right, so go check out adamandeve.com and get the order. You can use coupon code BNARMY, B-N-A-R-M-Y, BNARMY. That's the coupon code for this show. It gets you 50% off just about any item. It gives you three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. So it's a pretty good deal. Just use coupon code BNARMY, and you can get all dirty with whoever you want to do that with at home. Coupon code BNARMY. I think now we can take a break, right? Sure. We're going to do feedback a little later in the program. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Chell Wigan, otherwise known as, what is it, like Jellyfish Jelly or Man. Jelly Guy? Jelly Man. <laughs> Smuckers. Jelly Man. <laughs> Jelly Bean. Jelly Bean. I hope his name is Jelly Bean. Right, you know the difference between Jelly and Jam? What is it? Jelly Man, right? Jelly Man, yes. And, did he, and he told you that's his nickname. Yeah, but I asked him if it was self-designated, and he said, no, it's because all of the... Um, 
not white people washing the dishes there at the brew pub couldn't pronounce his name, and so they just said Jellyman. Jellyman. So he's a big fat guy, pretty much. There. Oh, I, no, he's not actually. Oh. No, I think it's just the Kajel uh, Chell. His name. Oh, Jellyman. I see. They just I went think. Jellyman. Yeah. I get it. All right. Well, we'll find out. Yeah, because self-proclaimed nicknames no drive me nuts. Yeah. You know, they're never good. You know, you just got to come from somewhere else. Call me T Bone. <laughs> right. All right, it's the session. It's good to be back in the studio. Uh, Chell Wygant when we come back, otherwise known as Jellyman. Also, uh, we'll be talking to Zane Lamprey later on in the show. And don't forget, it's Bevo's Baby Shower today. You can hit the donate button. Just put something about Bevo in the comment field, and we'll get all that money over to her. Also, we got Roger Davis hanging out in the studio with us and some IPA stuff to talk about. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Welcome to the Metal Shop. This month, More Beer welcomes you to the place the magic happens. The More Beer Metal Shop. It's the place where unique products you can only get at More Beer are made. Go to morebeer.com and watch their new video about More Beer's metal fabrication shop and see how their custom brew sculptures, conicals, wart chillers, grain mills, and other proprietary items are made. Welcome to the Metal Shop. And all month, you can save on a selection of innovative More Beer equipment. Only this month. And only at morebeer.com. Nico, listen, our lawyer said that we had to do this for one hour, and after this, we don't have to talk to each other for three more months and then to the next meeting. Kids. Come on, let's get out of here. I'm supposed to have more lines. I'm the professional. <clears throat> Hey, it's Sully. And I'm Nico. And we opened the 21st Amendment nine years ago at 563 2nd Street in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park, to make great beer and have a great time doing it. That's right, because to us, the 21st Amendment is more than just the right to make beer. It's the right to experiment, to be innovative, and just do things differently. And so now, we're putting our craft beer in cans. That's right, cans. You can find our world-famous Hell or High Watermelon Wheat Beer and Brew Free or Die IPA throughout California and Alaska. And now it's also available on draft at select accounts in the Bay Area. So next time you're at your local neighborhood pub or good beer store, be sure to ask for 21st Amendment in cans. Because everyone likes it in the can. Tasty Crack Cans. Tasty Crack Cans. Hi, I'm Jamel Zanishef, and in addition to my work on the Brewing Network, I write the style profile column in every issue of Brew Your Own magazine. Hi, I'm Sean Paxton, and when I'm not prepping for the home brewed chef on the Brewing Network, you can find me writing articles on how to cook with your home brew for Brew Your Own magazine. Greetings, cretins. This is John Palmer, and when I'm not writing for Brew Your Own, I'm reading it. John Palmer, Sean Paxton, Jamil Zanishev. If you love listening to them on the Brewing Network, you'll love reading their articles, tips, and recipes in the pages of Brew Your Own magazine. Join Jamil, John, and Sean eight times a year in Brew Your Own. And when you subscribe to BYO on the Brewing Network website, half of your subscription price goes right back to the BN to support great beer and food programming. So sign up for Brew Your Own magazine through the BN website today so you can listen and read. Read your way to better homebrew. That's it. I've had it. I am never putting. 
putting hops in my beer again. What? Why? It's just too ridiculous. Insane prices, stupid contract, high shipping costs, crappy selection. Dude, you need Nico Brew. Nico Brew will rock your f***ing face right the f*** off your f***ing skull. $5 shipping to all 50 states, plus fantastic international rates get you low prices on Nico Brew's great selection of hops and more. Whether you're a home brewer, a pro brewer, or a homebrew shop owner, Nico Brew can get you the hops you need in increments big and small, single orders, spot buys, or full contracts. And there's only one place to join the Uber Special Secret Elite Bare Bones Club where you'll get the best deals anywhere. Holy f***ing shit! NicoBrew.com N-I-K-O-B-R-E-W Nico Brew, your bare bones buddy in the brewing business. Sit down next to it, grab yourself a paper towel, and watch those yeast have sex. You're listening to The Brewing Network. The Brewing Network, saving your life one beer at a time. Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. we got Chell Wygant coming on in just a minute here and Zane Lamprey a little bit later on in the show. Roger Davis is in studio with us today. And uh, I've got some beer to talk about a little bit later, Tasty, because the NorCal Homebrew Festival is coming up um, right. this weekend, uh, You know, a few days from now. And I've got two beers to pour there. I'm bringing two of my homebrews. Well, let's try those today so we can uh, see well, what they're Well, they're not in kegs yet. They're still in the fermenter. One of them's ready to transfer right now, so right. we could taste a sample of it um, uncarbonated. It's chilled. Is it uh, one of those Sriracha Ace beers? But that's the Sriracha Ace beer. Oh, I tasted great. it the other day when I came home, um, and I liked it. What? Um, I kind of liked it. It needs a little... Uh, it's kind of bitter, so I'm hoping that the carbonic acid, when I carbonate it, will kind of cut it. Well, when you get the a, a yeast out bit. of it, it'll... Uh... And it needs that. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I haven't tasted the hoppy red ale yet, uh, but i got to do that one, too. Basically, I, I need to keg um, my Sriracha Ace one tomorrow and get that ready to go. And then I might still dry hop the red ale for a couple days and keg it at the last minute. Uh, I can still keg it clear, and I'll just shake carbonate it. You there know you what go. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and just do whatever I got to do to get it on tap. Right. Now, if you're a NorCal home brewer and you'd like to pour at the Brewing Network booth up at the NCHF, we'd love to have you. Um, we're going to be setting up there as the Brewing Network club, uh, not necessarily as the Brewing Network. Um, I know the Woods are donating some beer to pour there. Nate Smith has donated some yep. beer to pour there. Doc, do you, did you have any beer to pour there? Yeah, I probably have something. So Doc will have some beer to pour there. And if any of our uh, club members in the Bay Area uh, or or close by can get the beer there or to me, then I'm happy to pour your beer there, too. And we're just there to represent the club. And I'm going to bring the trophy out and have it on display and uh, rock our... Come by and kiss it if you want. Yeah, rock our Club of the Year thing. You can come kiss the trophy. We'll let you. Our plaque isn't even on it yet. Nate, you can come kiss the trophy oh, if you want. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me some little you know glimpse of glory there. I lost it at, at that comp this year since you choked <laughs> yeah, entirely oh, at the comp. Man. we haven't even really given you too much shit about that i know you should about well, well i didn't even get the score sheets back man i don't know what happened <laughs> <laughs> did you get your score yeah sheet? i did yeah and uh how did you do i did well but just not well enough i see like uh gordon says brew better beer I guess. right you know? <laughs> yeah. how many 14 beers in the second round no i had, I had uh seven 
Oh, seven. Yeah. Oh, I thought it. Oh, I thought it was some enormous amount. No, no, it was seven. That's still a fucking choke. Seems it's kind of like enormous total amount. Choke. <laughs> that, that is an enormous. Especially amount. since I rebrewed three of them, I was like, man, at least one of these is going to punch through, right? Yeah. No, nothing, nothing. Well, how, how many did Paul have in the second round? He had over a, tw- over a dozen, right, or something like that. Oh, is Paul that had right? eight. Eight. Okay, fine. Yeah, just over. Yeah, not a choke. No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, he, he, he had two plays. I mean, that's not a great... Uh, a handful victory to Paul on that yeah. one. No, I was going to make a whole joke thing about it, about being the most uh, points in the first round and the least amount of points in the second <laughs> round and do this whole Nuncasi award and all this stuff. Yeah. And then I found out there's actually probably somebody else who had more points than me, and I don't know if they'd want to own such a dubious award. So oh, right. <laughs> I didn't want to do that whole thing. None yeah. Yeah. Is that yeah. what you win when your beer sucks? That's, That's what you win when, when, you when, you, when you choke in the second round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's true. I actually think we should develop this because it's not for just doing bad. It's for, do, it's for being like the favorite. It's yeah. for being um. such a hopeful... And then choking. That's the nun. It's like the all star player going into the World Series and then totally sucking that kind of yeah. thing or something. And, and then can't play clutch. Bats yeah. like 115 right. the whole time. Yeah. That's <laughs> well, what you do. You like, batted zero, actually. I batted zero, yeah. <laughs> it's the Patriots a couple of years ago when they won 19 in a row and then lost Blew the Blew it in the finals. That's a nun award. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. The choke of the year. <laughs> Well, don't worry, Nate. You will not go unrecognized when the BNAs uh, return in January. Oh, great. At the Brewing Network Awards. <laughs> I can see it now. Or like that picture, the Giants paid $150 million Shut up, Eva. Oh, where's for? Her, where's her microphone? There yeah, it is. Not her no, that's not, there we go. All right. Zito. Zito. <laughs> Brian. Uh, we very, your very Zito. Thank you. All right. We should have Chell Wigan on the line. Chell, you with us? I am. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. How you guys doing? We're doing great. Thanks for being with us, man. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. So, Jelly Man. Yeah. <laughs> how, how did you get Jelly Man? It's because no one can uh, pronounce... Because let me tell the listeners, it's... What is it spelled? K-J-E-L-L. Which... But you yeah. pronounce it Chell. That's correct, yeah. Well, that's not it's, too difficult to pronounce. It is if you're... It's a Swedish name. Of, uh, of Hispanic descent, apparently. No, because there's Chewy, and you you never knew a Chewy? <laughs> no. It's like the most popular nickname in the Mexican world, and is Chell really? is not too far from Chewy. Well, then what's their deal? I don't know. I don't know. Like, honestly, they, sometimes they come in and they, they, they tell me that uh, food is ready for Jelly Bean. So yeah. you're right on the money. Jelly Bean once in a while, but most of the time it is Jelly Man. Jelly Man. Maybe, okay. maybe they just couldn't you know, pronounce it after they read it. Wait, they can't read. Yep. Oh, <laughs> What just happened? Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, Chell, do you have your radio on in the background? No, or I think he's computer? doing air traffic control. Oh, it is a little, yeah, there's kind of an echo or something. but No, I, I'm actually in the basement. I have nothing. Mixing up nothing. the medicine? Got it. So, Chell, now a lot of our listeners uh, wrote in about you and said you got to get this guy on the air because he's really doing good things for homebrew. Why yeah, don't you give us a little bit? About that. Oh, is that right? Well, give it. Where are you from? Give us some of your background. You know, I'm. I've been here in Colorado and Denver uh, about twelve years now. Um, honestly, I moved to Colorado thinking that uh, Coors Extra Gold was a good beer. Oh. Uh, <laughs> But later on, I realized, you know, there's a whole lot of a lot of better beer here to be had. And, uh, you know, I, I was started out as a home brewer because I was a stay-at-home dad, had a lot of time on my hands, and took it from there. So that was about seven years ago I started brewing. Okay. Well, so pretty, fairly recently. Uh, yeah. Hey, Chell, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw a whole wrench into this thing. Can you see my chat window open on your computer there while I'm talking to you? 
I can. Do me a favor and just send me... Do you have a phone down there, like a regular telephone? Yeah, sure. I'm going to call you instead, because we're getting a weird echo, and it's going to drive me and our listeners crazy if we... It basically, yeah. it's me, like, 30 seconds ago, and it... Who wants to hear that? Uh, I didn't want to hear when you said it. So, do me a favor, just <laughs> type me your phone number uh, in here, and I'm just going to hang up on you and call you right on the landline. Let's try that. Okay. <laughs> hey. It's, but like a, it's like a midget me in the background mocking myself. Hey, Dustin. <laughs> yeah. It's not Chell's voice. It's always just my voice mocking me. It's the last thing I need. It's like a nightmare. <laughs> All right. We'll try this again. We'll do it on the phone. Um, that way we could have a clean conversation. Maybe. All right. This should work. We're going to try this. Good job, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Way to fill in. Way Let's describe in. the beer yeah, that the I poured. In technology. We've already poured one of Chell's uh, beers. Um, have you guys tasted this? It's a Berliner Weitz. Oh, this was, is Chell's? Oh, cool. yes. I was going to congratulate you on being able to use a phone. No. Hey. Hey, Chell. How are you? I'm doing well. <laughs> still. No, yeah. see, it's his radio because you can still hear it. Yeah, do you have your speakers on or anything back there? Something's coming through your computer. <laughs> Kill your browser, maybe. Let me hey, let me just close the computer. You know, I'm just I'm trying to watch it on the on the computer. Uh, I just that's what it is. So Chelsea's just fucking with me is what's happening. Me, no, there's nothing on in the background, Justin. <laughs> just me watching. Just me. No, no. Yeah, exactly. All right, you closed okay. the computer now, didn't you? Computer's closed. Noise gone. Look at that. Now we should get back on Skype. That's perfect. Amazing. No, because no. he closed his computer. Oh, we don't want to even tempt fate. It's going to be a whole thing. Okay, all right. We're just going to stay right here. We're going to hope for the best. That's what we're going to do. <laughs> so how'd you get into homebrewing seven years ago? Actually, I I, in, I uh, inherited the equipment from a guy that I used to work with at EchoStar. I was a, a satellite technician designing you know video distributions for commercial buildings. And uh, the guy was actually being transferred back to New Jersey, and he didn't want to lug all of his gear with him. And it wasn't really a lot of gear anyway. But uh, he gave me all the gear, and I had already been seeing, you know, the, the Mr. Beers. I'm glad I didn't make that mistake, but the Mr. Beers on the on Sky Mall and uh, picked up the ingredients and made my first batch. Made a lot of mistakes, but uh, luckily I kept going. I would love to find the statistic for how many homebrewers uh, Sky Mall is responsible for. You're Probably sitting a there lot. on the plane. I love Sky Mall. I got to admit, I, I fucking love it. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do too. And like every other page, you're like, man, that's a good invention. I need the shit out of this. <laughs> you know, and you know it's some idiot in his garage, make, but it's a good invention. And But the Mr. Beer Kit, I could easily see myself 10 years ago, you know, flying southwest and reading it going, oh, man, I could make, I could make that jug of beer at home? I'm into it. Well, Dad, if you don't get taken away from that Harry Potter wand. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> don't judge me. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, okay, so you started with that, but then you inherited uh, all this, this beer equipment. Yeah, and it wasn't, like I said, it wasn't a whole bunch. It was a about a three-gallon pot, stainless steel pot, uh, bottling bucket, small five-gallon carboy, you know, the basic stuff. Sure. So I, that was plenty to get me going, and actually, you know, word out to everybody out there i mean you can make fantastic beer with very little equipment you don't have to be have all the special stuff and all the all the most expensive so um 
It's a good point. And you know? we've kind of talked about that before because we can really geek out on shows. You know, some of the advanced brewers ask us to do that too. But it's an important thing for us always to come back to and remember that, uh, and, and Jamil's great at saying it, it's really all about fermentation anyway. So oh, yeah. you get those small, you know, uh, partial boil if you have to. A full boil is better. Uh, but if you can control as much of it as possible in fermentation, you can still make great beer with, with next to nothing, like you're saying, right, Jellyman? Man? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I've got a, a brother-in-law that just got into brewing, and I'm trying to explain to him that you don't need all this fancy stuff. Yeah, and, and, and his beer is fantastic. Make sure you let him know that if he does order the fancy stuff, to use coupon code BN Army. Right. Absolutely, absolutely won't. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, that's just for dildos and shit, not for oh, beer stuff. I see. More right. beer does not have a similar uh, oh, coupon code for us, but you can go to More Beer and get it. Well, and one of the first upgrades, like I kind of just mentioned, that we've always told people is is to just go to a full boil if you're doing the partial boil thing. And Moscow just brewed uh, uh, Janet's Brown. I bought him an extract partial boil kit of or extract kit of, of Janet's Brown. Yeah. Your last brew you did partial, but this time you went to a full boil, right? True, because I'm pretty sure that uh, the infection came from the tap water, the the cold tap water um, that you added. That you yeah, that I added. To put in there. <laughs> yeah, and I had a big enough pot, so I figured why not. So just for folks at home. Um, how big is the, is a pot to do a full boil? What did you have? Uh, I actually have a huge one. We used a 10-gallon pot, but we only did a 5-gallon batch, so there's plenty of room. And you were able to do that on your kitchen stove? No, we bought... Um, we actually, I was talking with my buddy about this. We're surprised that more people haven't done this, especially because we talked to uh, Cal with the all-electric brew setup, and that's almost unheard of. We bought one of the camping electric single range tops, and it works great. It's totally uh, powerful enough to, to uh, do the big 10-gallon uh, kettle. What, so when you say the camping, like a Coleman? Yeah, exactly. But it's uh, yeah an electric range, exactly, like the Coleman single... I've never seen where, that. Yeah, where do you camp mm-hmm. where you have electricity? Yeah, yeah most people plug question. it into the tree. You plug it into the fire, Roger. <laughs> yeah, the fire's hot, isn't Stupid it? Man. So is electricity? I'm sure it's electric. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't know. Maybe you plug it into your RV Where's the generator? and you plug it into your Westie. I'm not sure. But it's not, it's not propane. It's electric. That's right. Okay. And that's 110 yeah. volts. Uh, no, yeah, standard, yeah, it's a standard 220 standard. twist lock. You're not We unplugged the dryer and plugged that right in. No, it's just the 110, yeah. And it goes into a normal 15 amp circuit. Okay. Sure. Okay. Yeah. 15, and how long does it take to bring a... He bought this at JewCamping.com. <laughs> I don't, they, it's very different the way Moscow camps. Yeah, who are these people you got this from? Come on. <laughs> they really just camp down at the... at the What is it? Is it a mosque? What do you have? The Y. The church? No, it's a, it's a, I guess it's called... A synagogue. It's a synagogue. A synagogue. synagogue. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, how long does it take to bring uh, your... Your uh, batch to a boil. Uh, Three from, days from cold. Yeah, well, <laughs> it does take a little longer than than it should, but it doesn't take as long as you would think. I would what? say from from cold tap water to uh, a full boil, uh, it's it's about fifty minutes. That's not bad. It's not, not bad. Not for, not for that. Not no. an hour, but fifty minutes. So not we're quite. we're awaiting the results. The point is that he's done. You know, kind of the easiest step that we've always said was the first thing you can do is go to a full boil, right. and then um, you know the other thing, the next thing to do, Moscow. I don't know how you're doing it right now, and and maybe uh, Chell would agree is uh, temperature controlled fermentation rather than just sitting in the corner of your living room. Right. Well, it's and it is sitting in the corner of a garage, and it is uh, no light, and it's a very consistent temperature, um, but. I don't know. Yeah, how do you do that on the cheap, Chell, if you want to do something more than just an ambient temperature? On the cheap? Uh, let's see here. Actually, I I have a utility shed inside of my house that I converted half of it into an insulated closet with a air conditioner that I picked up for free on the Internet. Nice. Uh, it's, it's on a Johnson's controller. That was at JewEbay.com, by the way. Yeah. Jewbay. 
Yeah, then I actually, uh, that's obviously to chill. I needed something to combat that with some heat. Um, so I just put a 100-watt light bulb and then put a curtain up. So the 100-watt light bulb warmed up the, the small space. The air conditioning knocked down the temperature and kept it within range. And just one of those uh, Ranko digital temp controls, is that what you have? Yep. yep. Yeah, the Johnson control, the analog. Yep, yep. Very nice. All right, so pretty easy and cheap to do if you're if you're resourceful. You know, you got to go and find yeah, the free to be resourceful, like, exactly. Yeah, you can't be in a rush. And oh, I'm brewing today, so uh, you know, because then you're gonna have to go buy the AC unit or whatever else. But if you're a little resourceful and a little patient, yeah, you can build a tiny little cold box. It doesn't even have to be a closet like Shell did. It yeah. could be a box. Um, Absolutely, it could be it could be a, a cabinet in your garage. Right. Right. All right, very nice. So you quickly moved up then. You got this equipment from a friend of yours, and did you start doing all grain right away? or No, it, it took me probably a year, maybe, uh, a few batches to get into all grain. And, and, and all grain was at first a nightmare, but luckily I had some friends here in town that helped me out. Um, I, I tried doing my first all grain when it was about 20 below zero, and I was in the garage I pretty much just heated water all day long, about six hours of heating water, and never actually got to mashing. Wow. Um, made all the mistakes. My grain was in the garage. It was 20 below freezing as well. The uh, the mash tun, which the cooler, wasn't preheated. So all those problems stacked up to me just heating water all day. Right. Oh, yeah. I would be pissed. I was, I was a little bit pissed, but, you know, my buddy came over to help me out, and I, I simply turned to him and said, you know what? It was great having you. We had a bunch of bunch of great beer, and uh, thanks for helping me boil beer, uh, boil water today. Right. So I'll look forward to next time. Then you went and passed out because uh, <laughs> that's what you have to do <laughs> on a brew day like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, when you we use equipment for the first time, you can't set the expectation too high. You know, you got to be prepared for. Yeah, no, make, absolutely. No. Be, pre- be, be prepared for failure. Yeah. And my wife was like, "Hey, how'd it go?" And I was like, "Dad, it sucks. We sucked. just boiled water, no beer." So. so by looking at your resume, too, it sounds like you really kind of dove right in, though. You got into to homebrewing pretty hardcore right from the get-go. Yeah, when I, I guess when I, when I get onto something, I really get into it. Um, and that goes for a couple of things that I have in my life. But uh, brewing was it, was, it was fun. Obviously, you guys all understand you make beer. And then when your friends enjoy it, that helps you it warms your heart for like a better word so yeah i haven't had that happen yet but i hear it's great <laughs> i hear it's, I hear it's I hear really it's. good <laughs> still one of your well <laughs> things you're striving for yeah and then, and then of course as soon as they try your beer like holy cow this is fantastic why aren't you doing this why aren't you working i get it why aren't you selling in stores and i guarantee you that's a question every single home brewer gets sure eventually yeah right, Maybe. <laughs> right guys some longer than others but, uh, <laughs> yeah but eventually you're still waiting at that yeah. And so did that become a, an aspiration of yours, then, to become a pro brewer? Yes and no. I mean, I, I like to brew variety, and uh, I, I didn't want to get locked into a commercial brewing position where I was brewing the same five beers day in and day out and getting bored. So uh, that was not what I was looking forward in the, uh, in, the, in, in the initial. Um, that's I don't know if, uh, if Moscow mentioned that my initial run-in was, was to open up a BOP, a brew on premise. Okay. In Denver? Yeah, I was looking in Denver area. I mean, this is a hot spot. There's an absolute ton of breweries. There's, there's a great community for brewing. And there's a lot of people that are trying to get into home brewing but don't have the space but have the money. So that's what we were trying to play on. Okay. 
And did did it did it make it to fruition? No, it did not. Okay. No. Brew on premise is tough, and I I think they're a great idea, but I've only ever been into one that was busy out in Cleveland. Uh, out in Cleveland, that's yep. right. And it was very busy, and they had really cool equipment too. A lot of their uh, they had all these little copper. Steam jacketed kettles, yeah, that's that's awesome. like yeah. tons of small yeah. copper. It was so. I mean, really, they had they had done well, uh, but there also was a bar and a brewery attached to the situation. That helps. So I don't know how much of the money was just coming from the brew on premise, but it, to me, the brew on premise is such a great idea that it's just hard to make work. And I think part of that is you know people come in to brew that beer and they go great, so we can take it home and drink it now, right? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're thirsty. Uh, we're done here. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, m- most of the m- most of the uh, in regards to research, calling these successful locations, they're like, "Yeah, you're high. You shouldn't get into this. It's not what you think it's going to be. It's a lot tougher." Um, but we had been working on, you know, doing wine, soda, fresh ground coffee, beer, smaller batches of beers because we didn't like the idea of someone coming in to bottle fifteen gallons of beer. That's a whole lot of bottling. And could be actually pretty boring, so we wanted to do half batches. But again, it, it didn't happen. But with it, part of the business plan was for me to go to Chicago and attend Siebel. So I got a bunch out of it. Oh, that's good. Hmm. You yeah. just took the good parts of the business plan. Yeah. 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 So how was the? So what course did you take at Siebel? I did the uh, concise brewing course, the two week course. The two week one. That's the one that Chris Graham does too, right? Doesn't he go out and help Chris Graham and Chris White? Or they yeah. do even the one week. Maybe they I even think theirs is a one week. Even a short yeah. wrong. That's yeah. one week. So how was that course? How do you feel it improved your brewing? You know, it was fantastic. I, I was part. I was one of forty in the class. We have about half home brewers, half commercial. Um, I highly recommend going there. It was, it, we're all marinating. Uh, there was not a waking moment that you weren't with another brewer and talking beer, drinking, studying. You know, etc. Uh, it was fantastic. The, the crew at Siebel did a great job. Okay. And then you, you've been a competition brewer as well, right? You've entered your beers yeah. into, into various things. Yep, yep. I've got mixed feelings on judges, and most of my friends know that. Which is uh, what? Tell us about that. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm not a stylistic brewer. Um, so essentially, I get a lot of feedback from judges that the beer isn't to style. And, of course, I know that. Then I ask myself, why did I even enter it? So Yeah. You know, that, that, that's what I get. And often, uh, you know, when it comes to judging, the feedback isn't as detailed as you would want it to be. Well, we've talked about that, too. Sometimes that can happen. Yeah. Yeah, that's unfortunate. So, but, uh, you know, I, it's, I just wish there was, there was more input sometimes. So like, I get frustrated. But I did enter quite a few competitions. Uh, I still do once in a while, even though I told myself I swore it off. But... Uh, well, a few of them, a few me, early ones, landed some some decent medals and some best of shows. So that's helped me uh, go on in my career. Let me ask you this, because uh, I think you're right that sometimes the feedback is a little bit lacking. Where else can a home brewer who wants to be uh, objective and find out good, you know, constructive criticism about his beer? Where else can you go besides competitions? That's a good question. Um, obviously, research local homebrew clubs. A lot, of, a lot of local homebrew clubs are active. And then uh, to help get those clubs to 
you know, kind of unleash and do an open critique, the good, the bad, the ugly. You know, it's not everybody grin and bear it and say, hey, this is great beer. But, yeah, it's great beer, and it could be better if you did this. So that, that's kind of what our the Rock Hoppers started out like. We we really critiqued each and every beer. Often it was, you know, obviously there's something wrong here. What are you doing for sanitation? Well, I just throw the bottles in the dishwasher. And they're like, well, there's your problem. Got it. So Well, so that's good because we've also talked about that not everybody, not every homebrew club is is quite so objective either. And it depends on the makeup of the club, and I think it, it depends on the leadership of the club, too. If you create an environment where it's comfortable to be uh, critical about people's beers in, 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 way, in the way to try to help them, then, then I think that's necessary. But I think uh, a lot of us have been to homebrew club meetings where you go, and you're not really allowed to say anything negative about a beer. Everyone's just blowing smoke up everyone oh, Well, you can ass. tell right away that what you're supposed to do is say, oh, thank you for sharing that. It's really good. And that's that. And you're not yeah, allowed to say much more, you know. Yeah. That's unfortunate. And often it gets into a more of a party mode where, you know, the general question goes out, how did you like Johnny's beer? And everybody's like, it was great. No, no feedback there. Right. Well, so. it feels good in the moment. I mean, let's give it some credit. Uh, mm. uh, no, uh, absolutely. Well, what if it's yeah. not great? <laughs> you guys can feel free Here. to tell me my beer. Well, you great can drink. You can drink beer anywhere, but at a home brew club meeting, you're there for a purpose. And I think the the most noble purpose is to make each other's beers better. I think. Right. I, I think we lost Doctor Scott. By the way, <laughs> he went down. He's, he already fell asleep. Yeah. Well, here, here's so here's a good example. Uh, you know, Tasty and I, uh, Nate's going to go to, we're going to be at the NorCal Homebrew Festival next right. week. And you can tell right away who kind of wants uh, actual feedback about their beer and, and, and who doesn't. And a, and a homebrew festival like that, it's a little different than a club meeting. You didn't necessarily sign up to be critiqued. Uh, my impression is that if you're going to pour your beer there, you are you are somewhat opening yourself up to honest feedback. But, you know, every if, if someone says, hey, here's my pale ale, it doesn't necessarily mean that they want me to tick down everything that I just found wrong with, with their pale ale. Right. It's a festival, and they're there to share the beer that they made, and, and, and that's fine. Yeah. But a homebrew club meeting, if I, go to, if I go to a Doze meeting, for example, and I bring my pale ale, I fully expect anybody I give it to to give me their honest feedback about it. And, and that includes whatever's wrong with it, you know, and it's really the best way to improve, I, I think. I just ask right off the bat. I either say... Do you want me to smile and say thanks, or you want me to tell you what it is, right. or what do you think about it? And usually they'll come up right away and say, "Yeah, there's something in there that I don't like." And That's maybe, a good approach. Maybe you can yeah. tell me what that is, and now it's probably this. Is that what you're kind of tasting? Because a lot of times uh, they they can taste something wrong, but they can't put the name to it. And if you kind of can help them do that, it'll uh, it trains their palate. Yeah. But then again, you don't want to just right off the bat. You know, fire on them, and, and then you hurt their feelings. Right, done that before. <laughs> so you'd be a little diplomatic about it. Make sure they want to have the feedback. So, Chell, after a little while, it looks like in 2010 you you actually went pro and you started as an assistant brewer at the Rockyard Brewery. Is that right? Yeah, that, that was uh, that was after the bop kind of fell through. The economy went in the crapper. I lost a couple of my investors. Okay. And decided to, sh- to shift gears and go a different direction. Um, yeah, the assistant brewers position opened up. We we were holding the uh, Rock Hoppers meetings at the at the uh, Rockyard Brewery, and uh, I didn't even know the assistant brewers position was open was available. And I actually went on vacation, and my wife was like, "You know, send your resume in. You have credentials. What's it going to hurt?" So 
already knew the master brewer, Jim Stinson, and we're pretty good friends. And next thing you know, he calls me out of the blue. So the rest is history. So. so is that a part-time gig or you're full-time there now? No, no, I'm full-time. Great. Yeah. See, that's yeah. the stories that homebrewers like to hear, is that uh, you kind of come up through the ranks, you do a little brewing on your own, you win some competitions, the next thing you know, you get to help out at a, at a brewery. So. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it, and honestly, for the first few weeks, if not months, I had to, to remind myself, okay, you're still brewing beer, even though I'm, I'm, I'm hitting switches, hooking up hoses, flipping valves, I'm still brewing beer, you know, getting back to, even though you can't see it because it's in stainless or in hoses or, or you know how it is. I don't know if you've, you've experienced that or not, but the mechanical side, once you get past that, it's, it's actually very cool. Yeah, it is pretty different. I, I've experienced a little bit of the mechanical side. Actually, a lot of it at Drake's, Roger. Uh, one when we were doing the TV show there, and then just hanging out there in general. And you can kind of tell that the vessels are the same. They they, they perform the same function, and, and, and all of that is, is, is pretty similar. But moving beer from one place to another, how the vessels interact with each other, uh, the actual buttons that need to be pushed, the valves that need to be turned... It's pretty different, right? I mean, we're, we're using a lot of siphoning and gravity and, and carrying a vessel from one place to another. In a brewery, it's very different. Yeah, you can't see inside that cylindrical conical. I think homebrewers like seeing right. that fermentation inside the carboys and stuff, you know? Yeah. Yeah, homebrewers home are using that clear hose. Right, yeah. You can see it moving. You can see it slowing down. You can see big chunks of hop going through when it's not supposed to. I have to admit, even so, so here's maybe a good example of this. Even your your flow rate from I guess in a pro brewery it would be from the uh, the whirlpool. What's that tank called? The where you do your whirlpool and you chill. Kettle. <laughs> the kettle. It's just the kettle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I thought there was always like a second. Well, Sometimes there's another vessel. A lot, a lot, a lot of breweries will have a whirlpool. That's for. Uh, there's also a grant production. Okay. No, yeah. I'm not thinking of uh, that. Grant but. regulates uh, the the flow out of the louder. Okay. Well, anyhow, so you got to chill down, and then you're transferring to your to your conical. Well, we've now moved to a system here at my at my home brewery where it's, we try to keep it as closed as possible, and I can't see the flow rate anymore. So I go from my kettle, which is where, also where I do my whirlpool, it's a weird coincidence, and, uh, <laughs> uh, and then I run it through a therminator and and pump it into my conical, which I can't I can't see the conical filling up. Right, and it's all one vessel. I'm not splitting it between two carboys anymore, or anything else. Well, anyhow, this last time, I couldn't for the life of me regulate the flow. At first, it was too fast, then it was too slow. But I could never visually see it, so that I would know. Right, I would have to keep grabbing the hose coming out of my therminator at the other side. Right, both the uh, water output hose and the beer output hose, and kind of judge by temperature. In other words, if the wort was coming out the other side of the therminator. Uh, therminator cold i figured my flow was okay i was i was doing it right if it was coming out hot i was flowing through too fast yep but all i could do was go by grabbing these fucking hoses so at first (laughs) it was coming out cool and so i left it there for like half an hour and i come back and i put my hand on my kettle and the fucking thing is still full like i maybe moved uh, two inches of wort in 30 minutes so I speed it up a little bit. Well, now the wort's coming out hot when I grab the thing. And anyhow, I'm just, 
I'm saying that as a home brewer, we really do rely on things visually. And when I was going into a carboy or something else, well, I could just see it. I could just watch it. Yeah. And I could go, well, slow down the slow down the pressure. And now that I'm going into this beautiful, like, ultimate conical from, from more beer that I love as a fermentation vessel, it's really changed how, uh, you know, I do things. And I could not get the flow right. It was my first time using it also. And I couldn't get the flow right. We need so to get realize it. John Blickman's listening, and he's, 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 his wheels are turning. Right, <laughs> he's going to make a homebrew size sight glass. <laughs> yeah, that's what, what I need. He's yeah. going to have a flow meter sitting there, just a little spinny dial. Yeah, he on. probably has one already. I just didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, it'll be electronic Prototype. My question, my question is, is why, why do you have your kettle covered? Uh, well, because... Oh, that's a good point. It's hot enough, isn't it? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Well, I mean, if you have your kettle covered, aren't you basically putting DMS back into your beer? It could be. Not if it's got below. I did boil for ninety probably. minutes. I boil. Yeah. What does I, that mean? The the, the, the condensate going back into yeah, your wort can create if, DMS. Yeah, yeah but if, if he's boiled up all the SMM, then he's probably okay. Ninety minute boil. But why? I don't understand why it's covered. Well, here, so let end. me tell. Here's what. Here was my thought process. Not during the boil. Based on on what we've talked about on the shows, I do a a, a long ninety minute boil, which I, I guess I, I had then hoped that that's uh, removing a lot of the volatiles like like DMS. And then I had on this particular batch a huge amount of uh, finishing hops, whirlpool hops, and I covered it for two reasons. One, because I felt like, well, if I can smell those hops coming out, then that hop aroma is coming out. So I want to cover it and capture it. Two, it's just a it was a safe uh, a sanitary safety precaution. But you're still at boiling. I mean, I'm you're still, still pretty hot. You're yeah. still over 180, which is correct. So you're, so I shouldn't have to worry about it. I wouldn't. Just I mean, I don't open. I don't cover our kettle at Triple Rock. I've never well, done you're, that. You're inside. We're outside. That's, a, that's a big kettle too. What big do you lid. as a chiller? <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point you make, though, Roger. And in, in fact, even being outside, it's still positive yeah, pressure coming out of the kettle. Pressure coming off, steam's coming off. Yeah. And basically, uh, what I've, what I've, everything I've read, you're putting DMS back into your wort. Just with the condensation, yeah. you mean? It shouldn't be after. It shouldn't a, be. Not, after, what today is modified malts, yeah. But no, I mean after ninety minute boil, it should have used up all the SMM, and it should well, it yeah. shouldn't have the precursor to even make the DMS at that point. But why take a chance? It's, it's yeah. him. Why should he take a chance on uh, yeah. contamination, Just too? <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing with me, too. Yeah. Go ahead, Chuck. Are you going through, what, what, what kind of chiller are you using? Roger, you plate, mean? Plate chiller. Plate chiller. chiller. Yeah, Therminator's a plate chiller. Oh, Therminator's a plate chiller, okay. yeah. I, I missed that, sorry. Yeah, yeah, it's a plate chiller. And, and so I guess that's why, since I'm not using an immersion chiller and, and cooling it down in the kettle, is why Roger's saying, well, fuck it, it's still over 180. Well, then a good a good point to give to homebrewers out there in the world using immersion chillers, if you're monitoring the temperature of the kettle and you have an immersion chiller in, you can cap it at about 145, and you won't have the worries about DMS. Because it doesn't make it past that point. So if you can cool right. it down really fast, down to below 140. Yeah, you want to cool as fast as possible. And, and then put the lid on. If you're worried about yeah, things falling into it from your garage ceiling, you can right. put the top back on at 145. Got it. But in my case... Maybe I don't have to worry about it at all because yeah, it's staying hot it. in that kettle all the way through since I'm yeah, using this plate. Apparently you're not even knocking out. I'm not. <laughs> you just have hot wort in a kettle and you're like, well, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Holding hoses and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and that's what I, I felt like an idiot because I'm, gra- I'm like, wow, this is cold and this is hot. But it was the only, without being able to view it into a carboy and how fast it's traveling, it's the only way I could tell. Well, you, you yeah, lift yeah. the kettle. 
Chet, Chet up, and you look in, and it's like, wow, it's going down. And that's what I was afraid to <laughs> I do. I got less in here than before. <laughs> you can look in there. It's hot enough. You, you won't. Uh, I see. Yeah. See, I even, like, you know, my kettle has uh, a notch out of it for when I, I used to put the immersion chiller in there. Mm-hmm. And I put, like, a, a little foil over the notch. I'm just trying to put seal on the, the goddamn suit. thing as much as... I, here's my philosophy. Did you wear a hairnet? <laughs> I beard figure, net? you sanitize your wooden spoon before I you fig- put it in the boiling kettle? <laughs> well, I figure, look. I've I've done everything right. I've boiled, okay, and I've I've killed everything. And so now that I've turned the flame off, everything I do to this word from here is to try to keep it as sealed and uh, out of exposure as possible. I do see your point. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I think it's just kind of habit to to try to cover it up and get it into the conical without any exposure to the air whatsoever. Um, see, I used to cover, and then I I stopped doing that. So now so you maybe don't that's either. why I didn't get any medals. So you know. And yeah. <laughs> now, do Go you use a, a plate chiller yeah. also? Yes, you do the same. Yeah, and you just leave your kettle open I the just whole leave time. It open, yeah. See, I think I need to do that next. Yeah, I immersion chill first and get it down to about a hundred, and then I run it through a counterflow at that point. Mm-hmm. So it gets it down real fast, and then I cover it. You do them both. Yeah, but I'm I'm cooling down thirty gallons usually. Oh, yeah. so oh, 30 gallons. Huh? Yeah. With 90 degree well water? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll let the government know. Yes. <laughs> All right. He just does that six times a year. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Once every couple of years, maybe. <laughs> yep. All right, we have to take a quick break, uh, but one of the most uh, interesting things that Ch- that Chell has done is is how much work he's done with Homebrew Club since starting at Rockyard and the different programs he's built. So, Chell, if it's okay with you, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of that stuff you've been doing to get homebrewers involved in the pro world. Right on. I look forward to it. Okay. Let's do that. We'll take a real quick break. When we come back, uh, more with Jellyman. And uh, with that, we're going to find out um, uh, a little bit about different programs that you can do at your local brewery. He's got some great things getting homebrewers involved, competitions, and ways to get homebrew uh, brewed on a professional system, which is really cool stuff. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Hi, this is Push from the Brewing Network, and I want to tell you about the Brewmasters Warehouse and how you can get 10% off your next order. I'm a pretty techie guy, but I've never seen an online store like this. It's awesome. Go to brewmasterswarehouse.com and click on Brew Builder. You can whip up a custom recipe so easily even Sven could do it. Seriously, it's slick. You can share your recipe with your own logo and notes to the Brewmasters database if you want. And the best part, it keeps a running tally of the beer you're building while you're doing it. Then, bam, click Buy Recipe, and your cart is filled and ready to go with helpful suggestions in case you forgot something. This thing is amazing. Brewmasters Warehouse is run the way a home brewer would do it, with great service, fast turnaround, and $6.99 flat rate shipping. Brewmasters Warehouse and the Brew Builder blew me away. Check it out today at brewmasterswarehouse.com. I'm serious. And don't forget to put BN Army in the discount code box for 10% off your order. Check out brewmasterswarehouse.com. Cheers. 
Downtown Joe's, located in the historic Oberon Building in beautiful downtown Napa, California, offers an award-winning brew pub experience from 8.30 a.m. to 1 a.m. every day. For 15 years at the corner of 2nd and Main, Downtown Joe's has been voted Best Night Spot seven times and Best Brew Pub for the last four years in a row. Brewmaster Colin Kaminsky's handcrafted ales, like his tail wagon Amber Ale and Double Secret Probation IPA, are the perfect accent to riverside dining, live music, and a relaxing outdoor patio. Don't miss the Beer of the Month, special rotating taps, and the BN Army Member Special. Wear your BN gear, get 10% off your beer. Visit downtownjoes.com to make reservations, peruse their extensive calendar of events, or just read more about their fantastic beers. Come enjoy the fine beer, food, and music. Downtown Joe's, the award-winning brew pub where you'll feel at home. Here's a bite for beer lovers. Soft caramel made with real craft brew and coated in chocolate. And hop drops. Hard candies made with real hop oil. Introducing Beer Candy from BeerCandy.com. Beer Candy's amazing caramels come in four mouth-watering flavors. IPA, bitter gold wrapped in smooth white chocolate. Lager, made with a familiar beer from Boston and coated in milk chocolate. Lambic, soury Belgian goodness full of fresh raspberry and dipped in dark chocolate and stout roasty cocoa chocolate insanity hop drops are made with fuggles or cascade hops and are known as the candy that bites you back choose from sampler and full sizes of both and make your mouth jump to life all at beercandy.com hop drops and beer caramels satisfy your sweet tooth as only a beer lover could with beer candy visit beercandy.com today Hey, what are you doing, man? Writing a review of WLP 400. What? You're reviewing yeast? Yeah. White Labs has home brewer reviews of all their strains. Are you new to these interwebs? Check it out. That's awesome. White Labs, your source for great yeast, invites all brewers to visit whitelabs.com to read and write your own reviews of all their yeast strains. Get real-world tips and tricks from other brewers who have made the most of their vials and post your own experiences. It's another way White Labs brings you closer to the best yeast on the planet. And send. There you go. You misspelled flocculate, dude. What? Ah. Uh. White Labs. It's all in the vial. What's up, Brewing Network? This is Chip Walton from Brewing TV. We've got an experimental brew day for that app. Sure, you've heard of dry hopping your homebrew, but what about dice hopping your homebrew? That's right, a crap ton of hops into your IPA based on the luck of the draw. Two DNers take the helm of this episode, so roll the dice and take a ride. Brewing TV, episode 44, Dice Hopped IPA is online now at brewingtv.com. What's funny is, brewers just say, yeah, I don't brew to stop. I'm brewing my own beer. And it's like a German Pilsner, but it's black. Yeah, it's a sports beer. Sports beer. beer. <laughs> you know? The, the home of live beer radio. Thebrewingnetwork.com. Because like beer, radio shouldn't suck. You're listening to The Session. The Brewcaster. The Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network.
Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. We're talking to Chell Wygant, and he's got some great programs uh, since going pro with the Rockyard Brewery there in Denver. Actually, in Boulder, right? Where's uh, Where's Rockyard, Chell? Castle Rock, Colorado. Oh, Castle, Castle Rock. Rock. Yeah, just south of Denver, about 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes. Okay. So you guys gearing up for GABF, huh? Yes, we're going to all go there for fun. So Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not actually working it this year. Oh, you're, you're, you're really not working it this year? Yeah. yeah. Oh, beautiful. Got a, My brother's coming in from New Hampshire. He's never been there, never actually heard of it. So I got him a ticket. <laughs> We're going to have a blast. That's a good time. Roger, are you going out to GABF this year? Oh, yeah. I'll be uh, flying out on Tuesday. Triple Rock Beers going into the competition? Yeah, we sent out nine beers and, of course, the one uh, with Nate. The oh, uh, yeah. the Dankness? The Dankness. So I was, the dankness. At, yes. I was at the Triple Rock Brewery on Friday, and I had the Dankness. And I'm loving that beer. It turned out really well. I've it's, had your homebrew version before, too, and I loved it then. But at Triple Rock, man, it's really good. And it's one of those beers, I think we'll get into it a little bit later because we can yeah. do some side-by-side. But it's one of those, you know, big-ass IPA IPAs that's still really drinkable. It's not offensive to me. It's yeah. not too bitter, and it's really dry. I ended up having three pints. And, oh, yeah. Uh, that's a good start to the night right there. Sleeping in the Westie. Yeah. Oh, I was feeling good. <laughs> Three pints, and then, oh, I took Bart down there, so I just oh, went perfect. for it, yeah. I was yeah, surprised to find, actually, that IPAX, your other IPA in there, is is stronger than the Dankness. Dankness is like mid-sevens. It's mid-sevens, yeah. And the IPAX no. is what, almost nine? You're thinking no, IMAX. That's IMAX. Yeah. IMAX, that's what I meant, sorry. Yeah. IMAX, okay, so that's what, like an Imperial yeah. IPAX? Oh, okay, that's what it was. Yeah, it was like 8.8% or some... Uh, it's like 9.3%. Sessionable. It's a long morbid. <laughs> 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 Berkeley, Berkeley. Give it to your kids. Yeah. Um, uh, so Dankness is in the uh, what what category? Uh, Pro Am for uh, yeah. the Ameri- Pro Am, and it's an American IPA. Roger keeps uh, inviting me back, even though I've been losing for him the last three years. So maybe we can finally get it right. This <laughs> We're time. in it to win it. Yeah, third time's a charm. Uh, yeah, fourth time it'll oh, be fourth. the charm. Yeah, <laughs> next year. next year it goes to faction. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Now, Nate, you brought me a keg of this to go to NCHF and be poured. Is That's it right. The your triple, home version no, or it's the Triple Rock The version? Triple Rock version. Okay. Got a, uh, a five-gallon homebrew keg, corny keg. It'll be Great. at the, the BN booth at NCHF. So people who want to try it, who aren't necessarily close to Triple Rock or who want to try it triple again R- if they've had it there, <laughs> um, yeah, go look for the BN booth at, at NCHF and have it there. <laughs> no. Never. Perfect. <laughs> All right, Chell, so I'm reading through, and we've got a couple of your beers in front of us. Uh, I'm reading through some of the programs that you've been able to build at Rockyard since you started there. And one of them is kind of a homebrew competition, right, that ends up having a beer brewed on your system? Yeah, absolutely. That's the uh, Homebrewers Gone Wild series. Tell us about that. Uh, it was uh, an idea to help get homebrewers and, you know, a little bit of hands-on time with commercial gear. But it also gave us some variety as, as far as seasonals go. So it was kind of a win-win. Okay. Um, it's a good beer competition. Um, it kind of falls into me not really caring for, lately, the judging side of, of, of brewing and entering contests. So I approach a club, and we essentially say, you know, let's say robust porter or a porter category, period. Everybody make as many porters as you want, enter them, good beer competition, throw the style guidelines out the window if you want, I don't care. We're going to sit down, pick the best beer, and then the whole crew is going to come in and brew it with us on a Saturday. That's kind of like everything's a best of show when you when you compete. Yeah, best beer yeah, on the absolutely. table. Yeah. yeah. It's Monday morning at 8 o'clock, me and Jim sitting at the bar, a whole slew of beer, nothing else to do that day kind of thing. 
Got it. Nice. That's maybe not the next day. Either. I was going to say, I don't like anything at Monday morning at 8 o'clock, but if there's nothing else to do the rest of the day, perfect. Right. right. So then, you know, the whole crew comes in, brews a beer with Jim and myself. Uh, we have a special menu put together by the chef. So there's a menu just styled just for that, that particular brew club. Um, they can also order whatever they want. But beer's flowing. We have uh, swag giveaways, rockyard gear and stuff. And then uh, everybody gets a chance to stir the mash tun, throw in items, throw in hops, do whatever. So it's actually really fun. Great. The whole club gets to see a professional brewing system in action, which is pretty cool. Exactly. Yeah, and it, and, and it's been uh, the largest the largest crew was about, uh, about 20 people. And most commercial breweries, unless it's in a warehouse... You know, that's a lot of people packed into a small area. Yeah, yeah. Now, the, so we have two beers, I think, from this program. And the, the first one we tried was called uh, Rockweiser, which is a Berlinerweiss style brewed by uh, Foam on the Range of Denver, the, the club out there. Yeah. Uh, that, that was a really nice Berlinerweiss. I like this one. Really? Tasty, you still got a little bit in your glass yeah, I like there, it too. It's nice and light, very clean. Uh, it's, it's, we get, it's in a bottle right now. You guys have bottle distribution of your, out of your brewery? We do actually. Uh, that was part of me coming on board is, is getting the bottling facility up and running. We mm-hmm. have that uh, separate separate facility from the brewery itself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we have a, a six head mahine that we're bottling the uh, twelve ounce beers on, and all the bombers are actually done by hand. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you tell us about the Berliner Weiss yeast that you used in this? The Berliner Weiss yeast. Um, the, the yeast itself was a, a London ale yeast. You know, we wanted something dry. Okay. There was obviously not much to it. If anybody's familiar with Berliner Weiss style, there's nothing there. I mean, it's extremely low Play-Doh starting beer. Yeah. So, um, you know, I, 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 I talked around about how to brew it and got some feedback from uh, Peter Burchard from New Belgium, and I didn't feel comfortable doing it the way he wanted to do it. You know, he wanted to do full sour mash, no boil, straight to the fermenter, but we really didn't want the bugs like that in the brew house. Okay. So we did primary primary fermentation with a London ale yeast. Once that was finished, which was like a half a day, we racked it to our other facility, a little more secure, it's not the everyday beer place, and then let the beer sour there. Um, so you added bugs later? Yes, actually the home brewer that won was uh, Tom Gardner. And the way he brewed it was essentially the way we just did it. And he had a five-gallon batch of a sour mash sitting in his closet at 100 degrees for two weeks, getting really funky. And he added that to his fermentation after primary. Okay. So then the bugs were there, got the lacto, got the pedio. <clears throat> it, we pretty, didn't actually and- expect it to take so darn long for the, for, the, for the tartness to get there. So that was a bit of a surprise for us. Okay. And so pretty natural, too, if he didn't add anything. So the only thing was the, the sour mash itself and then sitting and growing and inoculating yep. on its own. So he didn't exactly. add any, okay, no strain. At the, of, at, at, at the very end of the aging portion, uh, he added lactic acid to taste. Okay. So we did that as well. And you could taste that a little bit, I'm too. i that a little bit, yeah. Yeah, a, a good know, lactic but acid. But it's not out of balance at all. Yeah. Too much, too much lactic acid added to it. We, we, you know, we were doing it a pint at a time, and it really turned the beer one-dimensional, and we didn't like that, so we wanted to go on the lighter side. Okay. All right. 
It came out nice. It's almost, it's a, even a little um, cidery. It's got a real, like the, that really nice kind of dry finish like a cider would have, but then it has the tartness of a, of a Berliner Weiss. So. Yeah, it's nice. I actually prefer it in that, that, that uh, straight, unsweetened, no raspberry, no wood for kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. That's my preference. I'm kind of that way with Berliner Weitz in general. But if, if folks don't know, the kind of the traditional way to do a Berliner Weitz in, in Berlin is you would go and you'd order this beer, which would be, a, 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 as Chell was saying, a very light-bodied, uh, low-alcohol beer, and it'd be kind of tart. And then they would add some fruit to it right there at the bar. So you would, you know, maybe they'd add some peach to it, maybe they'd add some raspberry to it, whatever you, you'd ask them to add to it. And that's a Berliner Weitz. If you gave this beer that we call a Berliner Weitz to your average Berliner They'd, they'd think you, you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it is not tired enough, absolutely. And then they'd ask you, why is it in such a small portion? <laughs> and where's the fruit? And, yeah. And yeah. Histor- historically, Berliner Weiss was served in a six-liter glass. You needed a helper to help you drink it. I like that. Yeah. It's so funny, so, the Germans. They're like, you know, here's what we're going to do. We're going to make a really low-alcohol beer, but then we're going to serve it by the barrel. So what's the point? Here's your portion. Six liters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah so, so everybody has, has seen the schooners, the, the large glass, we're yeah. about 28 ounce schooners. Mm-hmm. That's what it got scaled down to. Down to. Down okay. To. <laughs> okay. And the second beer that we have now is called Two in the Bush, and it's a it's a robust porter. And uh, who doesn't like Two in the Bush? You know what I'm saying? Right. Sorry. Right. Fresh <laughs> off of Burning Man. <laughs> is this what you do? Two in the Bush. One in the yeah. There's in there a there's a camp. Still Panther song like that. There's a whole camp. Yeah. It's yeah. called Two in the Bush. You go to Two in the Bush camp, and uh, there's a bunch of ladies there, and they're singing a chant. <laughs> we like Two in the Bush. And uh, anyway, <laughs> my favorite song. You're the one that yeah. came up with these things, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> now I really like this porter. This is a nice porter. It's got yeah, a good, I, rich flavor, but it's not too sweet. Yeah, it's got a nice amount of roast. Uh, I, I really like it as well. I thought it was nice and balanced. Uh, and that was that was brewed uh, collaboratively with the Rock Hoppers, and that's the brew club that I started okay. about three and a half years ago now. Got it. Now, how did that risk become about? Did they have a competition there? Or they just Same ha- exact way. And Same exact, that, the, the two in the bush was the first one. It was, it was the nice. initial homebrewers gone wild. Um, nice. The go-to was to go to the club that that we had right on hand, mm-hmm. and they were all, you know, overjoyed to take part in it. Sure. Uh, the winning recipe was uh, a gentleman by the name of Aaron Bush, and uh, he had another name for the beer, but we asked if we can change it to Two in the Bush, and it just helped It helped because his last name was Bush. Yeah. All right. Yeah, there you go. Um, Perfect. Wow. So, what, so how, how the, how the logo for the Rock Hoppers is a penguin holding a beer, so bird in the hand, penguin in the hand, so it all worked really well. Very nice. One thing I've seen clubs do, uh, our club did this, is instead of competing uh, to with with a style of beer, to jointly develop a recipe. Uh, sure. Uh, which is a lot of fun. Uh, you can sort of like make it all, all your own kind of thing. We've done that with uh, several barrel projects so oh. far. Oh, nice. So let me ask you this, especially coming from the homebrew side and, and now that you're at a pro brewer and you're kind of facilitating these homebrews becoming pro brews, how does the how does the beer change? Uh, so this robust porter, for example, that came from your from your homebrew club, um, how different is it? And I, I like having Roger in here doing a pro am beer with Nate too. Um, uh, you know, trying the beers side by side, they're, they're just not always the same. Um, they can be very very similar. How does the beer change from going this homebrew scale to your pro brew, uh, brew scale? 
Well, that's an interesting question. Uh, the, uh, the the brewer Aaron Bush actually thought that this was almost spot on, which okay. is kind of strange. Um, and it's a great compliment to our brewery to be able to, to produce what he produced to win. Um, but I don't know where it changes. Uh, obviously, control, maybe a, a, a sense of cleanness. I don't know. Maybe crisp. I don't, it's hard to describe. Um, do, you, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. It's not maybe not so much yeast presence because it is a filtered beer. Yeah, I could see that. It's not. Yeah, in fact, it's a fairly clear beer even in this. Uh, I guess this one might be aged a couple of years too. Yeah, for for this one to be as dark as it is, and it, it's about six percent. Roger, how how close do you think you came, and Nate too, when you had uh, Nate's dankness as a homebrew recipe to to how you did it at Triple Rock? Is there? Oh, Triple Rock was ten times better. <laughs> actually, <laughs> Roger's joking, but it's actually better than the homebrew recipes that I, versions yeah. of it that I think I've done. It's kind of cool to be able to see the idea What's come the to difference? life and be even well, better. Um, I think the main difference is basically fermentation temperatures mm-hmm. and the ability to cap when you're when you're dry hopping. In my opinion. Yeah, that's just, that's because definitely. you're not letting the volatiles of the hops come off when you dry hop. Have bigger, in your brewery, you mean you have these sealed conicals exactly. that nothing gets out. Yeah, which okay. Nate has as well. But I think the quality of the well, hops that we were able to get on the commercial level too really helped in this situation. I mean, as soon as I opened those bags and we were making the beer, I was like, Oh yeah, yeah. it's you know, oh, okay. most, I'm most into the, this. Most of the hops that you get on a homebrew level are have been broken down into like two ounce packages or six ounce packages or whatever. Sure. Whereas we're getting a new box and opening it up and putting it in the Okay, so even just quality of, of ingredients, yeah, yeah, and being able to, you know, produce it on, on Rogers' system and Rogers' production schedule, and they do a lot of hoppy beers, and I think kind of following that kind of similar pattern, they had the brewery really dialed in for that, and so there was yeast that had fermented beers of this quality coming right into the this yeah. batch as well. So the yeast was really well acclimatized. Whole brewery was really well acclimatized to producing beers like Ipax that they produce pretty frequently, and this beer wasn't too far out of the range in terms of a lot of parameters so so that's a good point so even as we're doing yeast starters and things like that we're taking yeast from a lab essentially it's come from the lab to the vial to us and then we grow it up in a starter and we're uh now that we've we've all kind of acclimated to the jameel plan and and we're pitching proper amounts of yeast that yeast still came from a lab it didn't come from a beer like yours Whereas, like you're saying, this was literally a pitch of yeast that came from another uh, big IPA. It was ready yeah. to do another big IPA. So it was almost at home in, in your word. Exactly. Because of that. We did uh, one of our, uh, when we did the TV show, the BYOB show, we did a, a clone beer at Lagunitas. And we went there, and the challenge for our contestants was to clone um, the Lagunitas Pale Ale. And they had to choose all their own ingredients. The only thing we gave them was a pitch of yeast from the brewery. Jeremy gave each everybody an individual pitch of yeast. And the one thing that Jeremy said to everybody as he handed them their pitch of yeast that day was, this beer will be fermenting um, by the time you leave the parking lot today. So they got their pitch of yeast at the end of the day. They put it in their carboy, and then they cleaned up their, their brew systems. And sure enough, within an hour and... 20 minutes, those carboys were fermenting wow. from his pitch of yeast. And I don't think it was just that it was uh, more cells maybe than than, than we would normally pitch. Um, I think it was that it was alive and awake and f- already fermenting the same type of beer. Very active yeast. A very, and, and a very yeah. similar wort. They had all at least done their best to, and that 
it was just ready to go. And within an hour and 15 minutes, it was, I mean, really fermenting. Yeah. I mean, that shit was probably a quarter fermented by the time they drove the two hours home from, from Petaluma. It was With all that agitation, too, yeah. So, But I thought about it. I thought, well, this, is, this isn't just a pitching rate situation. I think that's a, a, it has a lot to do with it, but it's how awake and ready to go this yeast was, because it really just came straight from uh, a batch of their pale ale. Yeah, I mean, with professional brewers, you're, you're looking at, like, training your yeast. Uh, we didn't, as homebrewers, you guys use whatever, like, hey, I'm going to use 005 in this. And you use yep. it, like, once or twice or whatnot. Yep. Whereas we're on, like, seventh, eighth generation of the same yeast. So it's been trained in our brewery to be, like, what it's supposed to do. Got it. Bounce back up, yeah. And, you know, we can get into, like, more of, like, should you pitch warm? Or when you crash the tank, can you pitch off that? You know, there's all kinds of variables that you can, that come into play. But at the sure. end of the day, we only have one yeast strain. And you and it's been trained to do that, and it's been trained to do what we're supposed. To, it's supposed to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah the uh, pitching rate you mentioned that too was kind of critical in making yeah. this this particular beer that we had done as as well. And I was trying uh, George, one of the other brewers at Triple Rock. Are you sure we're pitching enough yeast? Because I'm thinking about pitch rate that I would normally do on the homebrew level. And he's like, "Don't worry about it. Trust me." Oh, okay. We you know he Just, knows the system for making those yeah. kind of beers really well, and I think that that can be sometimes a challenge, and and maybe that's something that you know. That Kel has seen too in, in doing the the rock hoppers beers, like pitching. Uh, you know, are you using yeast that homebrewers don't normally use? Are you using the same yeast that you normally use in your production brewery? Is that a factor when you choose the homebrewers that you do? No, not necessarily. I mean, the Berliner Weiss was a great example. We don't use right. that type of yeast. Got it. Um, but the, the, the two in the bush is 1187 Ringwood Ale. That's our house yeast. Okay. And I, I couldn't tell you what generation it was. It was probably, you know, seven or eight or five or six. But the vitality was there, and it just ripped. So It's a good beer. Yeah, I like it. Thank yeah. you. Very good. Malt so, flavors come across really clean, yeah. It warms up. It really gets good. What do you think about the beer label? With the uh, with the penguin and the... No. Uh, oh, I'll tell you what. I like that it says homebrewers right on it, man. Yeah, big, big, bold homebrewers gone wild, three-dimensional. The, the, the designer that put the label together just got his 3D gear in, so he was up all night playing with this particular label. It was funny. Got it. I, I really think the best thing about it is that, you know, it says Rockyard Brewing Company next to it, but the first thing you see is homebrewers, and that's cool to see as a homebrewer. Yeah. A pro brewery's putting out a beer that's really announcing, this comes from homebrewers. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, and you know, because it's being distributed in over right now, it's actually between about seventy and a hundred stores here in Colorado. Okay, from Colorado Springs to Boulder, um, it's embedding customers out there as well. So you got all the home brewers that are going out buying the beer, showing it to their friends and family, promoting the club, promoting us. It's just a win-win all around. Sure. Yeah, so homebrewing is a popular hobby in Colorado, so it's Absolutely. not not uncommon for a homebrewer to walk into a store and see that beer and say, oh, I want to get that. That's yeah. something I understand, you know? Yeah, and as obscure as the style as a Berliner Weiss, you know, it's still, that's why we put that one in a bomber, needed more volume and a, and a lesser, you know, sticker price to a four-pack or a six-pack. But, uh, yeah, exactly. We wanted the homebrewers to come in and really talk up, hey, look at the Rock Hopper Penguin is on a bottle of beer in a store. That's freaking cool. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. As a local uh, homebrew club, that's the, that's the kind of stuff that makes you proud. These are the kind of things that the Pro-Am competition has, you know, started to foster those kind of collaborations between professional brewers and homebrewers, and it's cool to see 
you doing that on, on a consistent basis and not just once a year as a one-time thing. You're doing it as a normal part of your business. I think people will really like that. Yeah, yeah, we're we're in the works of, of working another one with another large uh, homebrew club here, and actually in Colorado Springs. So, the next one will come out probably in the late fall. I also think you know there's a lot of pro breweries that have uh, done this uh, amateur, this pro am type thing collaboration, and even put them in bottles. But you you kind of rarely see it prominently. You have to read through a paragraph description before you realize it was yeah. a home brewer thing. Yeah. So unless you knew about it, so. So, look, we all knew about Janet's Brown, so so we would know to read the bottle and, and go crazy about it. But what about the average consumer? If they saw the bottle on the shelf uh, that was from, you know, I don't know, Drake, whatever, let's pick a local brewery that did a pro-am. I don't know that I've ever seen one that says it right there. This is a uh, an amateur brew that, right. that we brewed. And I, I think I think seeing a little more of that would actually help the, the program itself, the point of the whole thing. You know, when you go yeah. to the Pro-Am table at the Great American Beer Festival, it's very cool, and it's very obvious that it's a Pro-Am booth. There's there's labeling everywhere. It's written, you're tasting beers that homebrewers did with uh, local craft brewers. So all those people that go to the JBF, they get to experience that, and they get to know that. But the, but the, you know, the handful of breweries that are putting that beer on the shelf... I'd like to see it there. I'd really like to see it on the shelf. Yeah. Do they know? do they not do that because they think it'll turn off the average craft beer buyer? I don't think so. I think it's accidental actually. I think that it's well, I think it's common sense to put your brewery's branding on it because that's what you do. Sure. It's it's normal to do that. You create your regular label and then you kind of describe what the beer is and in the description and maybe even in the name is where you say it's the home brewer. I think it's accidental. I think it's just a common uh, sense to put your big brewery name. Depends. Sometimes it's a, a bigger honor for the home brewer to have the beer put out as a as a professional mm-hmm. beer. Like I think Julian Chirago's beer, the Panzer Pilsner. That's a great example. I, I didn't of that. see anything on the bo- in, no. in the packaging there that indicated that, that was a home brew. Uh, derived beer right or the the stone collaboration with kelsey mcnair was kind of a a middle ground of both like they mentioned his name but they mentioned it as if he was another professional brewer you never knew that he was a home brewer until you read the description i think so it's kind of cool yeah another thing you gotta remember is is all the beer out there is homebrew uh related it's all from homebrewers or you know i didn't at some point people don't just come right out of the box as as a as a professional brewer and don't have any brewing in the garage experience I agree with that. I just think, uh, for me, it might give some kudos and a little more exposure to the hobby if the label looked a little more like yours. Yeah. Uh, cool. Or if you didn't have to read a story to, to know that this came from a local home brewer. I also think it fits in with this whole local thing that we have going, whether it be food or, or whatever's made. You know, People are trying to buy local, and they love if it was made. I, I think if I saw it on the shelf where it said, uh, yeah, I did this with local home brewer, and it was prominent for me. Because, you know, you're just kind of scanning the shelf sometime. Let's face it. That's why this whole beer wars thing where you, you know, get to pick. Uh, you're really just scanning the shelf the experience quickly. experience beer consumers, oh, what's new? There yeah, you're looking for That's what's right. New. Yeah. That's what I'm looking for. And if I saw homebrew on there somewhere, I'm going to stop, you know, as a homebrewer. And I think maybe some people interested in uh, finding out that you can homebrew might be too. Anyway, I'm not. I'm certainly not pissing on any of the breweries that, that haven't done that. I'm just saying it might be good for home brewing if uh, I, I just really like that the label has it prominent right there. You know, that's cool. I, I think it's interesting too that if you're uh, if you're a home brewer in your garage and you're not part of a club and you see that bottle on a shelf, it's got a link right on it. Right to the local clubs, and then, hey, there's a whole community for you to join. That's cool. That is very cool. 
All right, and before we run out of time, uh, you know, there's another thing that you have going on there, just another program, too. Um, Jellyman's One-Off Deviations, uh, where you're actually getting to put some of your homebrew into uh, Rock Yard. Is that right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm, you know, that's what's awesome about the Rock Yard uh, and coming to work. I'm not brewing the five same beers and the four seasonals. Um, I'm homebrewing all the time. I've got a new beer, 10 gallons, coming out every single Friday at 4. Um, and that's pretty much... Anything I want to do, car blanche, I can, you know, I can throw anything I want into from the kitchen. So nice. that, that's pretty cool. And I am doing it all on my homebrew gear that I hauled into the brewery. Okay, cool. So I'm not getting any commercial, you know, help from it. It's fermenting in kegs that the spile has been pulled out of, and I just cork them. Um, and it's ambient fermentation room temperatures, not glycol controlled. Okay. Well, why wouldn't you, I just had a curiosity, why wouldn't you control all that fermentation as much as possible, even though it is your homebrew? You know, we didn't really think about it that much. Okay. We're only doing 10-gallon batches. Uh, you know, it might be down the road. Right now, it's not. Just sounds going like, for it. Sounds like your kind of guy, Justin. Yeah. No, I don't know. Ah, fuck you it. think about it. I don't it. know. I'm just <laughs> fermenting some beer. Fuck it. I like that. Hey, <laughs> hey, just, you know, it's not just Firkins. I mean, there's a lot of breweries that do Firkins every Friday or every Wednesday or whatever. Um you know, and, and my boss said, you know what, Joe, not every beer is better in a firkin. And that's a great point. Right. Not every beer is. You, you put a Belgian triple in a firkin, low carb, it's not the same beer at all. So, you know, I have the ability, I have, I have a tap to the bar that's just for me. So I can keg beer, throw it to the bar, which helps give my firkins time to settle and chill. And it, it, it's just a great program. So sounds like a homebrewer's dream. You know, I, get to, I get to throw whoppers and ice cream and beer if I want. I can handful of cherries, do sours, pretend I'm Icy's beers, and then I got also I can pull from the main batches, ferment with other yeasts, and show people that it can be a totally different beer. That's awesome. That is cool. So. In fact, it's probably been Roger and a, and a couple of brewers who have said to me, yeah, if you ever want to just like fill up a carboy of, of wort, just come by. Like We can throw yeah. uh, you bring, know, five gallons your, of wort is nothing. Bring your money. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> it's not nothing. <laughs> well, wort at that level is pretty cheap. I mean, it, yeah. wouldn't, it wouldn't cost that much. Yeah. Throw you know, some yeast in, take care of it. Kind of Talk to me. I'll get you really, We occasionally do really large beers where we invite the clubs in to take second runnings. There you go. And it holds, you know, category 23 competition. Everybody do whatever you want, and the wildest one wins. Love it. Wow, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, I really like the integration with the homebrew community. I think you're staying true to your roots, and, and I can appreciate that. And a place like cool. Denver, or, sorry, Colorado, uh, you know, close to Denver, is just really a good place to do it. So thanks for doing that, man. I really like it. I appreciate that. That's excellent. All right, it's Chell Wygant, everybody, and you can find him at Rockyard Brewing Company in Castle Rock, Colorado. He's the assistant brewer down there, and it sounds like if you went in and asked for Chell, he'd come right out and talk homebrew with you. Oh, absolutely. No doubt. I'll bring you in and show you around. So yep. before we go, uh, Chell hooked us up with, with one last beer that's pretty goddamn cool, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm stoked we got this. We talked about it with uh, Jason Yester from Trinity uh, a month back or so, and uh, we didn't have a bottle of it. And uh, Chell was nice enough to send us lots of stuff that we're going to drink off the air, a lot of the staple brands of Rockyard, but he sent us a bottle of uh, Buddha collaboration beer. Yeah, the Buddha Nouveau. Tell us about this again. Uh, it was one of the collaborations that Jason told us about, right? Yeah, yeah. Jason's a great guy, a good friend. Um, it's a 14 brewery collaborative, uh, large Saison. It's a uh, pumpkin and Buddha's hand fruit. Buddha's hand is like the 
you can't put your finger on what kind of citrus it is. Some people get orange, tangerine, grapefruit, lemon. It's the whole gamut. Um, pumpkin, there's 145 pounds of pumpkin in that beer. Wow. Uh, there's lots of different types of spices. And then we uh, we fermented it with five blends of Saison yeast, uh, about three or four blends of Britannomyces. Uh, these are all donated from other breweries that were taking part in one of the 14. And then after uh, fermentation, you know, it settled out about 12%. And then we aged it in uh, Rombauer Chardonnay barrels, which we actually added more Budasan to. I noticed that the label is signed. Whose signatures are those? That's Jim Stinson and Jason Yester. Yeah, they spearheaded the, the, the recipe. Oh, one cool. night, Pretty drunk. And it says brewed and bottled at your place, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we just wanted to, to, you know, give it a personal touch. You know, they, they were nice enough to sit down and and label 139 cases of beer. Mm. And, uh. and, and go through lots of markers. So wow. The wax on those bottles is actually recycled crayons from the restaurant. We saved all the crayons the kids were done using. You totally just grossed me out. <laughs> I think I just upchucked myself. Oh, those little fucking booger hands. <laughs> yeah, you told that to the wrong guy, Chell. Justin is a hand sanitizer. Yeah, man. You, just, you just touched that, Justin. <laughs> all right. You got that Howie Mandel thing going? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I thought cool. the wax looked a little weird. I was like, man, this wax is kind of old. It's, <laughs> it's like it's really well stuck to the bottle as opposed to, you know, that other wax is real thick and you can kind of like lift it off. The, that one's like, it's it, got some it hands is on mated it. to the bottle. It's, well, it's, it's actually not real crayons either. It's soy. It's soy-based crayons, soybeans. Got it. And then it has glue sticks melted into it to get it a little more consistent. Yeah, I can see it. Perfect. It's tougher than crayons. Yeah. 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 It's tougher. Hey, HL, yeah, HL, HL, that beer, but go easy on it. That's a killer. Oh, yeah? HL, okay. while well, you're still here, uh, I noticed you have a website. On that website, you, you offer yourself uh, out for hire for to give uh, oh, you know. uh, <laughs> home brewing and, uh, and, and brewing advice. Yeah, we, we've yeah, been yeah. taught here on this show that uh, our skills are not worth money at all. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, what's, what's going on? Let, with that? let us know if you get work. Yeah, yeah, uh, except yeah. for JP, he summarizes this weird ocean that it is worth something. Right. Yeah, uh, uh, I've yet to get any hits on. Uh, it. Okay, well, then, okay, good. <laughs> Justin, okay. Justin's still right then. Okay. I'm still being honest with you. At least <laughs> I got that going for me. Just do an internet search. My beer is is effed up. What do I do to fix it? Yeah. Uh, you know. <laughs> And I'll tell you, free. this saison has a weird kind of a uh, of a heat to it, and yeah. it's not just alcohol heat. I know it's high alcohol. It's, it's, got, it's, it's like got a spice heat too. It's the pumpkin heat. Yeah, it's the germs and the crayons. <laughs> it's got crayon heat. Well, it's All weird. It's spice. weird that you're picking up heat because Green the peppercorn is what you're getting. Oh, yeah. peppercorn. Okay, peppercorn. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Because it was that thirteen percent that the Pappy Legba. You remember that huge imperial saison from and that was mine too. And that was notable for the lack of alcohol heat, given the high alcohol. So it's that we're contrasting saison styles. Well, yeah, because this one does also have alcohol heat to it. But yeah, it's it's you're right. It's peppercorn. That's what I'm getting. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of juicy fruit gum. Like it's real fruit fruit flavors. Really interesting. It reminds me of a beer like Phantom might might make. It's just super complex. Oh, great. I got chunks of that crayon in it. Yeah. <laughs> Sam's boogers. I didn't open it properly. Oh, you, you got the first pour, too, right off yeah, the edge. Yeah, I should, have, I should have poured that for Doc. He doesn't care. Right through okay. Booger Mill. Doesn't bother me at all. He has kids. He knows how it works. I stick my hands in worse stuff. Yeah, I'll we, tell we you. Took, we took that beer, and I, I, I brought uh, a whole keg of that beer uh, 
to a different fermentation and made it one of my one-offs. So we actually, when we released the beer to the brewery and to the public, um, we also had on tap as a one-off the Baby Buddha, and that was mine. So that was stainless steel, no oak, no Britannomyces, no lactobacillus, none of the bugs. Hmm. But to- and it actually came out to be a, actually a totally different beer again. I bet. Yeah, that's a, that's a big difference. Yeah. I, Nate, I think you're right about the, the kind of the juicy fruit thing. Yeah. There's almost a cream soda quality to it. It's got That's like a soda the, character. That Buddha hand is is huge. <laughs> yeah, Buddha's hand is big. Well, I, uh, Hangar One makes a uh, Buddha vodka, and you can taste that. Oh, is, okay. And it's that's in that beer, obviously. Got it. It's a really nice beer, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. that's a good collaboration, especially after you listed off all the things in it. It's um, it doesn't taste that you know, it's not muddled with all that. It's it is a lot going on, but lot. I wouldn't call it muddled. So this isn't the end of the road, but I don't know if Jason hit on that or not. This is this is going to be a rotating beer that's made by different commercial breweries year after year. Oh, sweet! I like that. So, yeah, it, it's really fun to get together with a whole bunch of commercial brewers and and take part. Everybody shares, leaves the attitude at the door. Um, so, you know, I look forward to the future. Well, so if you guys ever uh, if you guys ever bring the attitude in the door, I'll show up with cameras because that's good TV. Right on, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it's good radio, and good TV. Yeah, so we'll see you guys at GABF, right? <laughs> yes, we will see you out there. Yeah, we'll have cool. a booth and we'll be in the center doing uh, a lot of the uh, in, in the Brewers Pavilion, do, moderating all the panels. So, well, definitely stop by. And do you guys have anything going to the pro am table uh, in, into that competition? We we do not. Okay, you're just going no. for fun this year. You said we are just going there for fun. Very yeah. cool. And, unless they call us a week prior and say, "Hey, hurry up, get it together, let's go." Right, right. So, all right. Well, Chell, it's been a pleasure to talk to you. I appreciate you spending time with us, man. Hey, you guys have been great. I, I really appreciate it. It's an honor. All right, brother. Well, good luck at Rockyard, and I expect good things out of you in the future because you're taking care of us home brewers, even as a pro, and I appreciate that. So, right on. That means a lot. Cool. All right. We'll see you in Denver. All right, take care, guys. Later, Jellyman. Later, guys. Bye. There you go. Jellyman. Chell Wygant, you can go to Rockyard Brewing in Castle Rock, Colorado, and uh, check them out over there. Sounds like a guy to really help you out if you're looking for some homebrew info or, or yeast or ingredients. I think he's a kind of guy who would kind of bend over backwards to give you a hand. So check it out, uh, Chell Wygant at Rockyard Brewing. And thanks for sending the beer, man. That's very, very cool. Uh, all right, bottles are signed even too, man. That could have been worth cash, and you just opened it. Oh man, could have put them on eBay. <laughs> eBay. I really did get like two chunks of that fucking dirty crayon in my. Well, you know, it, it's been heated up. Well, there's more in the bottle. Yeah, that that glue stick don't, probably killed most. Don't say it. It's, it's purer than the beer inside. I'm sure. Justin's not lying either. He's reaching his hand in there now to pull this stuff uh, out. Yeah, that, that, that clean finger. Is. I know. Yeah. yeah, but trying to fish that stuff out like finger bone. It's like trying to fish an egg, piece of an eggshell out of the yolk, and you yeah. just spent all afternoon just trying to fish the. There's one out. I'm pretty sure the alcohol in this beer is killing anything, That's though. Yeah, you can feel it. Mm. Oh, the peppercorns. Yeah, they're there, and they. You you notice them right away, but then they also creep up on you. After a little while, they get hotter and hotter. It's right there. That's good beer. I like it. Thanks for sharing. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break. Um, when we come back, we're going to do some feedback and take care of a little bit of business. And then uh, pretty soon at 730, uh, we're going to be talking to Zane Lamprey from Three Sheets and uh, his new show, Drinking Made Easy. Plus, he's got a new album out. It's a new comedy album um, called Singing the Booze. 
Uh, I was surprised to find that uh, the guy can actually sing, too. I know. He's got a great voice. He's got a voice. Yeah. and uh, So it's pretty cool. We're going to check all that out when we come back. So um, I shouldn't play the wrong thing is what, what I just did. craft beer mean to you? <laughs> oh, Sick song. And I'm going to reload everything. Reloading. Stupid thing. Yeah, it was recorded on the uh, on his uh, tour, the last stop of his uh, tour in San Diego. So it was uh, all one venue and just hit record and stop it two hours later and release it as an album. Oh, I like that. That's mm-hmm. the easy way. Yeah, it is. No auto-tune. That's, That's how we're going to be putting like out it. our... When we put out a greatest hits album, it'll go like this. Hey, Moscow, <laughs> go find all our greatest stuff over the last five years. Great. And then put it into an album. Sweet. Good job, buddy. That's how our greatest hits goes, too. Checks in the mail. Yeah. So, I like the idea of just, you're already doing a concert anyway, just record it, right? Yeah, why not? And do a comedy album. All right, so we'll talk to Zane when we come back and uh, do a little feedback and Drunk of the Week. I wonder if our Drunk of the Week uh, will change a little bit with, with Zane on, because his followers... He's got a lot of them. They like to drink. They do. And I'm not sure they can uh, handle our Drunks of the Week. I don't know. We'll see. I expect good things. 888-401-BEER is the number. It's the session. We'll be right back. Hang in there. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. What does craft beer mean to you? Is it a delicious way to support your town's local brewer? Or perhaps it's the perfect beverage to pair with those delicious devils on horseback. Regardless of whether you're thinking of pints or pairings, pilsners or porters, craftbeer.com is the site where craft beer lovers come together to learn and share. Craftbeer.com is brought to you by the Brewers Association and celebrates the best of American craft beer and its brewers. Craftbeer.com is the best place to find craft beer events, recipes, great feature stories, the most up-to-date brewery listings, and resources for your next beer tasting or dinner, like style guidelines, pairing mats, and charts. Get the inside scoop on new beer releases and special events from today's craft beer insiders and chime in to share your own knowledge, perfect pairings, road trips, recipes, and more. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. BN Army, Hop Tech has a great discount waiting for you. Do you often find it difficult to find specific specialty ingredients for your homebrew recipes? Well, listen to this. Hop Tech stocks 59 different grains to choose from, 39 varieties of pellet hops, and 8 kinds of whole leaf hops. And Hop Tech not only carries Y yeast and White Labs yeast for you, but also Fermentus, 04, 5, 6, 23, 33, and T58 Belgian yeast, plus Cooper's Nottingham and Windsor yeasts. Got your recipe ready to go? Pick up some great brew gear like new long and short sleeve shirts, games, and more. HopTech's new website is being updated every day with new items. If you don't see it, call the shop. They're open six days a week. BN Army and AHA members get a 10% discount, and active military personnel get 15% off. Visit HopTech.com today for great selection, great service, and a great discount. HopTech.com. A heretic is anyone who does not conform to an established attitude, doctrine, or principle. If you love craft beer, you're already a heretic. 
the very first thing we did when we started looking at the beers that we would brew, we got rid of all those recipes. We started from scratch. We've been pilot brewing the most creative things that we could think of and the most interesting things. We've completely gone away from style. Heretic Brewing Company is opening this spring in Pittsburgh, California, and you can be a part of it. Visit hereticbrewing.com and facebook.com slash hereticbrew. Get the latest updates on the brewery and upcoming beers. Show everyone how you celebrate great beer as a heretic. It's a fairly powerful word. Being a heretic, that means you're not settling for ordinary beer. You are going with flavorful, creative, bold, interesting beers. A heretic is looking for the best beers out there. Be a heretic. Don't drink ordinary beer. When you hear Blickman Engineering, think innovation, passion, quality, and customer service. Blickman Gear is designed by brewers to give you a sense of pride in your equipment. At Blickman, they know what makes brewing a pain and build gear that makes it fun. Like the intuitive beer gun, a completely different approach to filling bottles. The Therminator Wart Chiller, a new take on a plate chiller that's sized for flow, performance, and the high groundwater temps homebrewers face every day. The Brewmometer, a brilliant well thermometer design with brewing parameters right on the dial. The auto sparge, ultimate simplicity for preventing an overflow or running your mash tun dry. And much more, like the modular top-tier brewing stand, conical fermenters, and their boiler maker brew pots. With more cutting-edge equipment coming soon, keep up with the latest from Blickman at BlickmanEngineering.com and stay on the cutting edge. into the city. It's in ruins. Only one man has the ancient knowledge to restore civilization. <sighs> I need a drink. Oh no, the liquor store's been ransacked. You looking for beer, stranger? <laughs> Boy, all the liquor got drunk up in the first 25 minutes of the apocalypse. Wait, there's still some bottles over... Oh, no. Those are non-alcoholic beer. <laughs> I reckon you better stick to arrowroot tea and a desperate nomadic existence like the rest of us. People, I'm a home brewer. I know how to make alcohol. <gasps> oh, it can't be done. Come with me if you want the beer. Okay, I'm going to need some big plastic buckets. He is the chosen one. The prophecies say that he's going to get us wasted. Someone start heating water. And From the creators of Northern Brewer, the people who brought you $7.99 Brew Saver Shipping, massive selection, and superior customer service comes... Fix that door. You better get out of my general store. You sold me one, you can 
tell me one more. Well, I ain't gonna tell you no beer no more.
Welcome back to the program. Thanks for sticking with us. Uh, thanks to Chell uh, hanging out with us, talking homebrew. Chellaman. In just a few minutes, we'll be talking to Zane Lamprey. Uh, he is from Three Sheets fame, and also now his new show, uh, which is Drinking Made Easy. I really like the new show. Um, I think it's a good uh, it's a good format. We'll talk a little bit about it with him. He's got a sidekick. Who um, here's what I like about his show. This is what it, this is why I'm sort of envious of Zane. Sometimes he's really got good ideas. Um, his sidekick never talks or anything, so it's all Zane, right? Uh, it's like a Penn and Teller type of thing. Yes, yeah, like all Zane all the time. But then his sidekick just gets real drunk, and then and 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 like whenever there's a really difficult like chugging challenge, his sidekick has to do it. And and then also at the end, there's always some sort of competition where his sidekick tries to beat him, and he never can. Zane always wins. And I'm just thinking, he's really like the opposite of your sidekick, JP. Yeah, where I have to like baby him and like massage his ego. He never and, shuts and, up. And he talks yeah. all the time. Yeah. And I'm like, and how long do I have to do this before JP realizes it's all about me, JP? This is my, it's me. <laughs> it's my I, show. I created this whole fucking thing for me. Hello. And Zane has done that, where he's really kind of, um, um, you know, uh, let everybody know it's all about me. He, so he really is what you aspire to be, or what you tried to be, even. Yes. I'm talking to Zane right now, and uh, we're going to work it all out so that he can call in um, and, and, and do this show. So, talking to Zane in just a couple minutes, and uh, we'll talk about his new show. So, if you've got questions, you can call in 888-401-BEER, or you can hit the chat now button on the homepage, and Bevo will take your calls, uh, uh, take your questions, and, and pass them over to me. We can ask questions to Zane or, or anybody else. All right, before we do that, um, oh, I think I just gave him the wrong number. Eight 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 four zero one two three three seven. There you go, Zane. That's the right number. Uh, all right. So before we get to that, I wanted to talk about IPA, and here's why I wanted to talk about it. For one, because we've got our, our great friend Roger Davis in here, who's who's been brewing great IPAs, uh, you know, for as long as I've been drinking beer, and, and longer than that. And then we got Nate Smith, and the two of them just collaborated. Uh, collaborated. <laughs> that's, Wait, what, that's what IPA does. We're dating us. again. Yeah, they collaborated. Oh, well, well, that's not like butt sex. Well, it's weird. Yeah, it's like Can't dating. Do that in, Back uh, to Bernie Man now. Yeah. It's like dating, but you talk a lot about it first, and you and you figure out if it's going to be okay for the both of you. You collaborate, and they did this beer called uh, the Dankness. The Dankness. So here's why I bring it up. Um, JP more than me, but I've been doing it quite a bit lately, too. Uh, really been down on IPAs um, j- for different reasons. JP's a little down on IPAs because he feels like, what's the next thing? Give us the next thing. Just I'm, one more I'm, thing to him I'm, be I'm, down on. Well, then, yeah, he yeah, hates yeah. everything. <laughs> but, you know, he's got some good, uh, he does. He has some logic behind it. He, he just wants the next thing. Give us the next beer. And I'm tired of everybody brewing the IPA. For my case, uh, it's actually just that I feel like my palate has changed. Um, or that, that brewers have, have stopped making great IPAs because in a lot of sense... Um, I've just gotten tired of the, I can have a half a pint of this, and now it's it's too bitter, it's too sweet, and I'd rather something that I can have three or four pints of. So I've, I've, I've gotten, I've really moved past IPAs in a, in a lot of ways where, it, it's not that I don't like a, a really good IPA, it turns out I still love a good IPA, and the dankness is, is proof of that. I just will tend to choose the one on the menu that's not an IPA. It's kind of now my last choice. But I walked into Triple Rock the other day, last, uh, just, uh, just on Friday. I was going to a concert and went to Triple Rock, and I saw you've really got a lot of beers on tap now, Roger, which I also really like. Yeah, a lot G-A-B-F. of those are GABF. All-star okay. lineup. Oh, I love it. I used to go into Triple Rock, and there there would be like six beers, and now what are, you, what are you trying to say? 13. I love it. Love it. Uh, so anyway, I go and I read down the menu, and I see the dankness. And I recognize the name, because I've had your homebrew before, and then it yeah. says right there on the board, brewed with, with homebrewer Nate Smith. So I try it. 
I fucking had three pints. Yeah, I loved it. It's great. It's a it's a really it, now it's a big IPA. It's like s- it's, almost eight percent. It's seven and a half percent. Okay. Yeah. It's uh it's got a strong bitterness uh in my opinion mm-hmm. and it's got a ton of hop flavor. But here's where it becomes a good beer for me. It's super dry, and the bitterness isn't something that sticks around and ruins your next drink. In other words, you can taste the bitterness when you drink it, but it very quickly turns into hop flavor, mm-hmm. and it doesn't stick around the next time you had a drink. You get to experience that, that bitterness and hop flavor every time you take a sip, rather than the first yeah. one just beating the hell out of you, and then it's all bitter for the yeah, rest of the night. And then your palate's completely wasted. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's one of the reasons why I don't like heavy hop beers is it just, I can't taste anything else the yeah, rest but, of the I night. Mean, and, and Nate and I, I tend, we tend to subscribe to the same theory and that's we like hoppy beers but we don't like bitter beers. Yeah. Yes. Yep. You know, and there's a difference. People think, you know, not to oh, some oh people. it's a hop. Well, <laughs> not to some it should people. be. It should be. Oh, no. Well, exactly. that was a really fun thing about being able to do this collaboration is that this beer was really inspired by talking to people like you and really discussing recipe formulation of IPAs and then playing around with that on the homebrew level and it was really cool to bring that idea back to Triple Rock. I, beers that were inspired by Triple Rock style IPAs <laughs> were redone at Triple and then, Rock, and then bring it, do it on the homebrew level. See what I like, see what works, and then bring those hop combinations and those malt combinations back to back to Triple Rock and see if it if it still translated. And this idea worked even better than the homebrew batches. I think in some ways it has more expressive hop character and just the like the quality that Justin was talking about. The dryness melds with the bitterness, yeah, and not. One should overpower the other. You shouldn't have an astringent beer. You don't want an overbittered beer, but you kind of want both to play around with the the finish and really dry it out and make you enjoy it. So you want that next sip. It makes you enjoy that next sip or the next pint. Makes you, you know, really enjoy it with food better too because it's a nice clean beer. You can enjoy three pints, but just on its own, or you can have it, you know, with food and not have it overpower or dominate the palate too much. To me, the biggest uh, the biggest point of it is that it disappears. Yes. So when I taste it, my first drink, uh, the word bitterness comes to my mind. It's very bitter. Mm-hmm. It's very hoppy. It's it's very much an IPA. But then that goes away very very quickly. Yeah, Twenty seconds into it, it's it's left the yeah. the building without a trace. And that's a big difference. And I don't know what kind of art goes into this beer that you guys are doing that does that because a well, lot of breweries you, but, are not uh, doing it. <laughs> I'm not going. To. It's getting that bitterness <laughs> to hit the sweet spot. And I know I wanted to to target a range of about. 65 to 70 IBU, and the way this thing worked out, I think it turned out to me around 69 IBU, so right at the upper limit of what I wanted, and you know, no no, further than that, but to have that bitterness within a range and not above it, if this were an 80 or 90 IBU beer, I think it would be a little bit too harsh in the finish. You know? I you, agree. Then you get into more the bitterness that hangs around. Yeah. Um, like right now, I took about a minute ago, I had a, had a sip of it. No trace of it in my mouth anymore. It's where, but yet you still have the hoppy. Yeah. Right, you could go and drink a Hellas but, but, after this, and it would still taste right. good. And I'm not just going, boy. Well, I'm not looking forward to the next one. Well, how the hell? Yeah, do you, exactly. How do you do that? I mean, I don't know. But Doc also, by the way, is holding the barrel of a gun as yeah. he's talking about your <laughs> beer. He's polishing it. <laughs> he's loading his gun as he's literally, literally holding the barrel yeah. of a. What do you have there? I'm going to listen very uh, carefully to everything that Doc says. Yeah, yeah. don't fuck it yeah, up. Yeah, Doc, you're right. It's a, it's a new upper for an AR. It's a 17 uh, rimfire magnum. He's oh. got it. Oh, just that. Okay. Yeah. You planning on shooting up an eye? He's holding next it like week? a baby. It is a baby. <laughs> he loves that thing. <laughs> Okay, here's the other thing about this beer that I'm sure that you guys will Polish be able to do some some soundbite making fun of me for. Because you know how down on Simcoe I am. Oh, yeah. 
But I know there's Simcoe in this beer. Not I can a ton taste of it, it, though. It's a small <laughs> amount. Just snuck a little in That's kind of funny because the Harvest Ale I brought is all Simcoe. Is it really? Yeah. Is a wet hop ale that's all yeah. Simcoe? I hate the shit. But, no, that's a great hop. But well, and and you and I have talked to you about this before. You're you're one of the advocates of this hop. In fact, the first time I had Simcoe at Drake's, I think you had a Simcoe Hop Festival where you invited everyone to brew a Simcoe beer. That was Summit. Actually. Oh, it was Summit. Oh, all right. Well, never mind. Sorry, Scratch all that. Sorry to correct you on your own. Damn it. It's about to get good. It's, it's, one, of the, it's one of those love or hate hops. But, you, but so you're right. Really well, likes it when it's a dominant character in the beer. It is a love or hate hop. Right. But I've also, and I think I talked about this last time we were talking about this hop. I think that there's a difference in in what crop you get too, because some brewers, uh, it might have been Jeremy at Lagunitas who said, "Yeah, you know what? Sometimes we get it, and it tastes like cat piss, and I, and I reject it. And there are other uh, crops that don't taste like." Cat piss. They don't have that smell. When does he notice the cat piss? When he's already used it in the beer? Or no, I think oh, the smell. The I think bag. in the aroma of the bag. It's the hot and bag. I think I can smell it in the aroma of that stupid bag. I hate that goddamn hop when I open it up. And you're, you're actually going to like the Harvest Ale because it's like a grapefruit to me. Instead of barn cats. See, I can deal with that. Yeah, the real good Simcoe should be like a pretty dank grapefruit. It shouldn't be just... Pink. Harsh, what would you say this... Grape, yeah. How much Simcoe is in this beer? Not much, just a little bit in the dry hop. That's well, it. That's just dry hop. I used actually yeah. about twenty pounds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Roger, <laughs> Roger dry hopped it when I was in there. So yeah, I, yeah, I threw it in when you I gave him some up. guidance. I don't know what he really did. He actually made the beer good. I brewed it and then he made it right. good. We need more Simcoe. Well, I can taste it, and it's okay. Uh, it, it's tolerable. It doesn't taste like cat piss. It has more of the grapefruit flavor, and that and that, that I like. That's yeah, good. The other two hops in the dry hop were Apollo and CTZ, and I think that. Simcoe plays well nicely with those and the other two hops in this or the other three hops in this kettle in the kettle of this beer were Apollo, Summit, and Citra. Okay. And so Simcoe can be a component of those without necessarily dominating. Those are all very assertive hops. So Simcoe, if you're doing it with just maybe Cascade or Centennial or something, would probably dominate really easily. Sure. But Simcoe can blend with those because they're assertive enough on their own. Okay. Well, one of the things that we do at Triple Rock is uh, we do single hop beers. And we actually did a Simcoe. And there was no capi. I mean, it was tropical fruit. It was like papaya, guava, and it was just Simcoe. All right, I want to try that because I'm well, a critic, it, man. It was on Rogers October, like November of oh, last shit. year. So Next time you showcase a Simcoe, and I mean it, call me up because I'm, I'm on here it's hating on this fridge. hop every week. It's in your fridge. And, uh, oh, it is now. Oh, it's a well, the harvest. The it's harvest. the harvest. Okay. Yeah. All right, harvest so we'll try that. We'll try that one. Okay, here's the other thing I wanted to, you guys were talking about this that I wanted to ask about. Because to me, you know, bitterness in an IPA is a big deal. If it's a nice round bitter that disappears, I'm all about it. That's fine. I'm not against bitterness. I'm against sharp bitterness that sticks around and fucks with you. Uh, you had pointed out, Roger, uh, kind of before the show, that when when Nate was adding his, his bittering addition, was only like something like 10 ounces or something, and you thought, yeah. well, Nate, you, you must have left. You left a bunch of it out. You, you fucked up here. No, I thought doing? it was too much, actually. Oh, you thought it was yeah. too much? Oh, I see. What, so I'm on so, the upper limit, I think, of what you what we want to do for so this So what style did you do? Ten ounces of what? Ten ounces of Apollo, which is an 18% alpha acid hop. For, for, seven, to for seven how many? For, seven 60, seven for 60 minutes and seven barrels. So that would be... 217 gallons. Yeah, exactly. Doesn't sound like a lot to me. Uh, what would what what's your average on on an IPA like this? I would, I would, if, if it was an 18, I would probably add it like eight ounces. If those two ounces can make a difference. Those two ounces make a huge difference. Oh, yeah. You're looking at like you know ten BUs right there. Beaver, get that. I, I, so I we, expecting... we've uh, we've talked about rebrewing this beer, and I think we should. And maybe we should make that slight modification. It may, may make the beer even better. Yeah. Those two ounces can make oh, a the huge beer, difference. The beer is great as it is. You know, at the end of the day, there's it's... always room for improvement, though. Well, I think, you know, but it is good. Could always be tweaked. 
Once you win the pro exactly. you're not going to change it. So, <laughs> you're not going to change it next year. You're winning this year. That's good. I, I hope I got so. the tasty I hope you win this year. I got the and tasty approved sticker. I'm, I'm giving. It I'm, right handi- on. I'm handicapping. I don't I mean, know if it's approved, but I'm handicapping it. All right. is, is Zane on the phone? I think so. Okay. You got that, Beef? Yep. God damn it. Beef's on her last day here, and I can't get her to answer the fucking phone. I haven't gotten a single message from the chat room. She's got a short timer in. She's uh, phoning. I have never any messages from the chat room. I have never seen short timer like Bevo uh, in history. Zane, my, my apologies. Bevo is about to pop. There's actually a baby exiting her body as we speak. <laughs> Sorry. That happens. Yeah. She doesn't want to answer the phone. Zane, welcome to the show, man. Thank you very much. So, Zane Lamprey, uh, how long ago did you start uh, Three Sheets? When did that show air? Um, that was, whew, we shot the pilot in 2005, shot the, um, the first episode in 2006, and then we shot uh, 52 episodes of that until, I think, around 2008 or 2009, and then we've shot um, 48 episodes of Drinking Mid-Easy. Wow. So we have episode 100. 100 drinking episodes coming up. That's ama- So let me just give you a little comparison. So Zane, so we started the BN, the Brewer Network, in 2005, too. Zane's like on the same path as me, well, except successful. Right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like he did, he went, he was like, listen, I'm actually going to do a TV show that people will watch. Right. Never mind a podcast that no one gives a shit about. And he gets to fly around the world. Look at you. You're in Pacheco. Yeah, with three well, sheets. You know, they came up and they said, would you rather do a TV show or a podcast? And it was, it was not easy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Tell me how this went. You you're sitting around <laughs> with. Me. I mean, you're sitting around with your friends, and you go, "Listen, guys, we really like to drink, right? I mean, right? Yes, we do. How about we travel around the world and someone films it? Well, that's good we, to me. What did my friends have to do with it? Oh, it wasn't even them. <laughs> <laughs> right. there, there, that is a, that is an imaginary conversation that never happened. How it, it was it was um, me going into interview for a Food Network show, and talking to them, they were like, you know what? this is a boring show. What you should do is a show we got called Three Sheets. I'm like, okay. And so they said, we'll call you, you know, whatever. And that's, that's something you hear out in Hollywood all the time. We'll call you, yeah, yeah, we'll do lunch, whatever. And it sure. never happened. But they actually followed through. A month later, we're shooting the pilot. A few months after that, we're, we're doing the first episode. And then, then there we are doing Three Sheets. So I, Three Sheets wasn't my idea. Um, it it was fit. something that I was hired to do and, and collaborated, collaborated on. But then... Um, you know that started off on on uh, NHD, which turned changed its name to Mojo, uh, which then went off the air, and then it went to Fine Living Network. That went off the air, turned right. into cooking channel. Wow. So it's a little and similar to you, uh, Justin, a little bit. Channel. It does it sound like with scripts, and then it went on to Spike, where it now is in some sort of purgatory or something. I'm not really, I'm not really sure. It does sound a bit like my radio career. Off the air, and then How that obscure went off the can air, we make you? and went yeah. off the air. Yeah, we got a great idea. We're just going to move you around until nobody can find you anymore. <laughs> that is their objective, and they are starting to do a very good job at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do watch your new show on HDNet now, Drinking Made Easy. And I watch it because it, it does seem to fit kind of my lifestyle. It's real easy and lazy. Like, you just show up at places... And and you you go to a city, right? And you you could probably do a better job at this than me. But you show up at a city, you find what local has something going for it, some kind of tradition, some kind of novelty, and you and your drunk sidekick just go and enjoy that. 
You know, that sounds like my drunk sidekick <laughs> summation of the show. Oh. <laughs> exactly. Because, well, because, because that, that's good. That means we're doing our job. See, with Three Sheets, it was a different company, and that was what you're describing is more similar to what that is. Now it's my company that does it, and so it's, it's vetting out these locations. It's doing all the research. It's going through all those hoops and red tape and, and getting those locations, coordinating the times and everything, so, so that it appears as though we walk in sort of impromptu, like, like, like we just happen to roll into a city and everyone opens their door for us. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. but, the but, camera's but already there. You know? So that's why we shoot for two or three days and then edit it down to make it look like it was one day and, and the duration is 24 minutes. Right. Okay. Well, and I get that. And, and our radio show is very similar. Moscow, who you've spoken to, does all the work, and then I just show up and, and do this. Yeah. And, uh, see, very similar. My sidekick, Steve McKenna. Yeah. I think he's an idiot. He's the smart. He's the smart one. I'm doing all the work. It's like when you have a dog or a cat. Yeah. And and you realize, like, your, your dog or cat, they're they're dumb animals, right? I mean, they're animals. <laughs> but but you you feed them. You you take them for walks. You bring them out. You clean up their crap. And, and and who's really the dumb one? <laughs> right. I think McKenna really is the smart one in the operation because I look at him and I look at his job and I go, well, it kind of sucks that he always has to be the guy chugging the beer. And it kind of sucks that he always loses the competition at the end. But it doesn't suck that he's the one who just goes and passes out in his trailer at the end of the day and doesn't do shit. Right. Right. Right, but but then it does suck when he gets his paycheck and I, I get mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Hey-oh. Oh, so, yeah. so now uh, the show, uh, the new show, hey, the Drinking Made Easy, hey, is Tim. on uh, HD Net now, and yeah. uh, I don't know if, if this is considered a good thing or not. For me, it's a good thing because I don't watch TV at regular hours. They do tons of reruns, right? So there's replay in the show. So I don't know where in the season I am, but I just saw you have to eat like twenty three scorpions out of a jar. Yeah, last yeah yeah that was in Milwaukee. Um, that was it's interesting because last season we did a lot of eating challenges. We we did it concurrent with our with our tour. We did a comedy tour, and so we did fifty live shows across the country. And then in that ninety day period of us doing fifty live shows at like House of Blues and stuff like that, during the day we would shoot our TV show. And we would we had two crews, we had two tour buses and a trailer, and we would split up and go off and you know do our thing. And I wanted to involve Steve McKenna because I thought it'd be fun to bring him along on the tour to open up for me, do five minutes of comedy at, at the live show and, and open up. But you know he's not really like the sharpest tool, and so I you know I couldn't I couldn't really send him off to do his own drinking interviews, and, and I couldn't really have him do drinking challenges because, you know, I'd killed the poor guy. So <laughs> right. I decided to have him do eating challenges. And then he, he, he started doing so poorly at them, or it was just so unimpressive to watch, then I then broke away from what I was doing and then, and then tacked on me coming in to do eating challenges against him. And it was just, it was a mess. I gained like 30, 30 or 40 pounds. But because, because of my competitive nature, I had to win everything that I did against him. Um... And then one of those things was the scorpions. There was a shot called the scorpion shot. Yeah. Um, incidentally, since then, I got a cease and desist letter from a company that produces some sort of product called the scorpion shot. Oh, like, yeah. I, I don't know what it is, energy drink or something like that. Yeah. And they told me to cease and desist from, <laughs> from saying something that I said. In one episode. <laughs> like, something that, I, something that someone showed me on tape, I'm not allowed to, 
I don't know. It didn't really make any sense. Your but. lawyer had to write back, we promise that Zane Lamprey will not eat 23 scorpions in a sitting again. He will not go back in time. Yeah. To the best of his knowledge. It's so Something stupid. Like you, kn- you know you've arrived when people start telling you to shut up. Because that means they heard <laughs> what you said. That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. You yeah. know, we, got, uh, we have a show called Brew Strong. I, didn't, I don't think I talked about this. We got con- contacted by Lance Armstrong's people. You did? For what? Because uh, they have what's, Live Strong. And we had to what? change. Yeah, we're not allowed to do our whole Bruce. We have to change our whole Bruce. You've got to be kidding me. Well, and I wrote you know, back. That's kind of like those people that were doing those um, that the, the got milk campaign, and people would have you know say got this or got that, and they had to stop. Right, it's ridiculous. You have to stop that's stop using bad grammar. You 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 popped up on the radar. That's a good thing. That's You're what I right thought. Yeah. yeah. So I wrote back, and I was like. Um, you realize we're a podcast on the internet <laughs> based out of Pacheco, California, right? <laughs> I mean. I'm selling about you know, as many. Done is you could have said no, <laughs> and, then, and then and then they would have had to. They would have been forced to do something like what you know. It's true. I should make a stink, and then yeah, uh, we get some publicity. Gets to the Supreme yeah, Court. All then, of a sudden, we got a lot of listeners. Right. That's right. Oh yeah, we, we can make it ugly thing. for them. Yeah. Fuck one nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Zane, how does a comedy tour come about? Do you realize that you have such a big following on the TV show that that we want to come watch you on stage now? I mean, you know, that was the that was how it came about. I mean, there's a fan base. You know, there's like the Facebook and 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 all that kind of stuff. And and I started doing. Um, I talked to my publicist at the time, and and we were talking about doing like, would it be cool if we could actually do a pub crawl through some of the places that we went to, like um, London, and then go over to Belgium, and then maybe go to Champagne, France, or something like that, and actually bring a group of people. We started looking at the numbers, and it was silly. You know, like, the risk that we'd be taking if we didn't get a full low, you know, you know, whatever. And so I said, well, let's, what can we do to change that up? And then we decided to do something called Zane Crawl. We would do international pub crawls in U.S. cities, and it was significantly cheaper. It was a two-and-a-half-day event, and we would take people through, like, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, L.A., um, and we would do, uh, and Boston, and we, we would do um, six locations, one day, five the next, all international. So we would go and research and scout these, these locations out and make sure they were somewhat authentic and had something specific for us to drink, and it was open bar every place we went. Yeah. And those went, went really well, and uh, it came time for me to decide what the next move was, and I decided, let's just go out and do a comedy tour. Let's okay. not make it a huge price that people have to pay and come hang out. Let's just make a night. We'll, we'll, we'll travel to them, and, and so that's what we did last summer. So I talked to your publicist toward the end of the comedy tour. Uh, last year we were going to get you on just at the end of it. But you guys were so busy, it was going so well, uh, that you guys, you just were swamped. So it was a huge success for you. It was. And it was, it, was, it, was a, it was a massive undertaking that I wouldn't do again. Okay. I mean, it's a full-time job to, to do a stand-up show at night. Like, you know, the sound check is at 6, the doors are at 7, the show is at 8. You're off the stage at 10, I'm taking pictures and sounding stuff and whatever until like midnight or whatever. And then you're on the bus, you go to sleep, you wake up at the next location and then, you know, start loading in and the stage and, and, and then do it the next night. And then what we, and then we tacked on shooting a, lo- a show in every city during the day. So it was then, then a full-time job to wake up in the morning, go to three or four locations per day, sometimes five, and shoot and then come pull right in, walk on stage, and then do, do the show. And I, I think, quite frankly, I think that both of the, 
both of the things, the, the live show and the TV show, would have been better off if the other didn't exist. Right. Yeah, so if this you could year, focus. we're doing just a TV show. Um, we've done 22 episodes so far this summer. And it's better. It's just, it's a lot better. It's a lot less rushed. And we have time to really cover the things we want and drive to some faraway locations and, and, and make a better TV show. Okay. I mean, I, I had a choice, and it was, it was do more TV or do more live stuff. And there's an argument to be made for both, but it was, you, you know, chose TV. To put more eggs into the TV basket and well, more Cubits basket. And, and let me ask a question about part of that and, and what I think makes the job more difficult, especially if you're doing two things at once, if you're doing the live show and the TV show. And I think people think about this, but they don't really think about the impact of it. And it's going to sound like a stupid question, but I'm talking about hangovers. And because I'm in the same business, and when we go do events, we do these kind of five-day events, whether it be the Great American Beer Festival, whatever we're doing. We're doing radio shows every single day. We're also out every single night as part of our job to meet people and to get the next location and doing all this. And, you know, by the end of the night, you've had yourself quite a few drinks. And then you're hungover as shit. And so appearing in front of a camera day after day, hungover, you've done the live gig, is this something that you've had to become accustomed to, or am I the only alcoholic in the conversation? <laughs> no, we, we had to do it. We did 90 days in a row. Um, I, I've done, you know, I've, I've, I had done four seasons of three sheets before it. I'd also gone to college four years before that. So, <laughs> right. You know, I, so we're talking you know, to a professional. Five, who's counting. And um, because team. I drank so much. Yeah. And so you, you, you learn those lessons in life on, on how to pace yourself and, and what your morning is going to be like. And you just have to prepare for it. Um, did I get hangovers? Yeah, but, you know, it's funny. I, I, I made this analogy on stage, and, and it was funny that you said this is a stupid question because Steve has so many questions, stupid questions that we just call them questions. We don't call them questions <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, and I was talking about the fact that um, we, uh, you know, we'd go out and, and, and drink, and then the next morning um, the cure for the hangover was just to keep, was just to start drinking again. And, you know, and he goes, yeah, it makes sense, because that's what we did, right? We, you wake up, sure. you wouldn't have really debilitating hangovers. Um, I wouldn't let myself get to that point, but sometimes there were some doozies. And really, the best way out of that was to have a drink. And Steve's like, "Yeah, it makes sense. Why doesn't everyone do that?" I'm like, "Steve, because people have jobs, <laughs> right? Have real jobs. People yeah. don't have your job. <laughs> That's right. And it is different. So, and it's a different as long business. As you can keep that up. It's not the healthiest lifestyle to try to do that every single day. And like, you know, I got a little fat and bloated and came back and took a break. And you know, now I'm at it again. Yeah, you and Steve are a little dumber for it, but you're you're living the dream. Appar- you know what? I seem to be functioning fine. Apparently, the brain cells that died deserved it. <laughs> right. Yeah, you know, got to cull the herd. Yeah. Get the slow They're ones old. out of there. Zane, I, I feel right. like you guys need to cut a PSA about how to avoid hangovers. <laughs> I, we just did. That was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. Well, and, and that's what I mean, too. You know, I kind of said it was a stupid question. I, you know, I don't mean that, that necessarily we're out drinking for a living. But, but if you look at it, if you look at what we do, our job is to show up. In, in my case, it's to taste beer and be able to talk about beer. And if you do that enough, uh, after a few days on the road or if you, if you have a big gig like the Great American Beer Festival, it does uh, pay its toll. I just started this new this new TV job, which is the first job I realized uh, they asked me to host this game show. And I showed up, and they gave me the job, and I said, I just want to point out, 
This is the first job in six years that I'm not required to drink as part of the shtick. You do anyway. It's not a beer thing. I do it anyway. Yeah, sure. How'd that stuff you? But it adds to to it. And I'm just saying, I'm not, and I'm certainly not complaining, but I'm saying when your job is. How many people are out there not feeling bad for us? (laughs) No, yeah. 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 And you took that job. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, cry me a river. But you get paid for that? You poor guys. I gotta go and shovel shit at a factory all day. You, you pour. You have to wake up with a with a hangover and keep drinking. Oh my yeah. god, it's terrible. I spend my money. Oh, <laughs> hey, we're not getting paid for drinking. We're getting paid to talk about our drinking. Right. Where's my mother? I need a hug. It's terrible. My life. My life is well, awful. You know, there's a show that I'm supposed to do. I, I I don't know what it is, but apparently there's this guy that that's on ESPN or ESPN Radio or something like that, and he says he has the best job in the world because he gets paid. To sit around and watch football all day. Fuck that. So he talks. He talks to people about their job, and he tries to challenge anyone to say that they have a better job than he he does. So oh, we got to do this. <laughs> yeah, Zane, we got to call I him. Mean, you know, to, yeah. to each his own, though. I guess at some point. Yeah. Somebody might, you know, not want to talk about football or beer, and they want to sit up around and talk about kittens, and that person's <laughs> me. Right. <laughs> I'm not watching that show. Are these, I just want to point out. Are these drunk kittens? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? We're not specifying it. <laughs> All right. So Zane has a new album out now, and I, and I'm I'm a little surprised by it because it turns out that Zane can sing. Here's a backhanded compliment for you. Hey, it turns out it's actually pretty good. It doesn't suck. <laughs> right. That much. All right. It's called the. That's the best way to go into something. You don't want to go in. To, to something and say, hey, this is awesome, right. and they watch it, and it's good. Exactly. It's not awesome, but if you, if, if you expect it to suck, and it's good, then you, you, you exceeded the expectation, so you're, you're better off. It's a winner every time, and they'll pass it along to their friend, because they'll go, they'll say the same thing I did. You know, this same guy, I was surprised. It's not bad. He's kind of funny. He it's doesn't suck so bad. <laughs> Are you saying that I should listen to it, or shouldn't listen to it? <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, so it's uh, Zane Lamprey live, and um, uh, the album is is called "Sing the Booze." And tell us a little bit about it. It was uh, recorded at the end of your tour. Yeah, well, okay. So we get up the road in August after ninety days straight, and we get back, get off the buses, unload the buses, and and I was just like, Ugh, like, okay, I need a break. I'm not, I'm not doing that again. And about a week. Two two weeks max, maybe later. I decided, you know what? Let's let's get this album done. We had done like one or two songs. I said, let's get this album done. So, me and my my buddy Justin finished off the songs, and I called my agent and said, "Get me out. I want to go back on tour." He's like, "You can't go back on tour. You just went on tour. You're going to burn people out." And I said, "I don't care. I went out. We we sold out. We sold out places. I want to go back. Give me bring me to those places." So we did. You know, we then we did thirty shows instead of fifty shows. We were out for about just over a month, and um, we did the album every night, and we didn't do TV during the day, although we did the editing of the TV during the day, which was another nightmare. Okay. And, um, and the last night was in San Diego, and we recorded it live and then uh, together as the album. Got it. So it's a 20-track album now, and I listened to a couple tracks of it. It's uh, A lot of it is, is music that you guys did from the show. I, I was under the impression in the beginning that it was a... Uh, you guys were doing stand-up, but uh, it's a little bit of skit and a little bit of music at the show, right? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're funny songs. So if you expected it to be stand-up and you heard music, were you disappointed? I was not. Actually, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, and I'm just being honest with you. I was, I was happy that it was music. 
Um, right. Because I've never seen you do stand up, and stand up's tough. And I didn't, I didn't want to see you bomb, Zane. <laughs> as your friend, as your friend, I didn't want to see you bomb at stand up. So, you know, stand up's tough. Well, well, I would have edited to make it seem like I didn't bomb anyway. That's true. So You're right. You're we right. Would have all, we would have all been saved. Well, you know, a, a joke you can tell once, a song you can sing a hundred times. So write that down. I just came up with that. Write that down. I did. I um, actually just tattooed that is a good my one. arm. Like, you got to tweet that, Zane. So you didn't you suck know, we, so we, bad we, even we being hungover. We over. improved them along the way. Oh, no. Sweet. You gotta be kidding me, Beef. Sorry. Sorry. Is that you, Bebo? I took the phone. Oh, no. I think her belly hit the drop button is what happened. Beef, you're killing me over here. Sorry. Good thing it's your last day or it'd be your last day. <laughs> oh, brother. Well, hopefully he's not too big time to get back on the phone with us. Oh, yeah. Picture him being like, well, screw those guys. <laughs> they hung up on unprofessional. Unprofessional, yeah. Why don't we do this? Why don't we play one of his songs? Perfect. While we're oh, hell yeah. yeah. To call us back. Play the, play the beer he's one. He's back. He's back. Play the beer one. That was quick, huh, Zane? What? What did I? What was the last it was, thing I said? The uh, pregnant broad fucked it up. Don't worry. <laughs> her unborn child hung up on me. Yeah. Actually, it was her. Her belly button has since become like a three-inch Audi, and it hit the drop button. <laughs> All right, I guess well, I locked it. whatever I was saying, it was awesome, and I was pretty. I, I was done with it. It was. <laughs> awesome. It was a great statement. No, did someone write that Thanks. down? It was a good one-liner. Yeah, oh, that's where you lost. That's where you lost. Um, you know, oh, I, I was saying that that's really what the brand is. Is just having fun, and there's a lot of work to having fun, as you guys attested to, going out there and doing the research and drumming up the stories for the next day and stuff like that. But when you're actually doing your job, you prepare for it and you're ready for it, and you go out and you do it and you have fun doing, it. and that's what people want to see. They they want to learn something when they watch. Drinking Made Easy or Watch Three Sheets or, 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 or even go to see me on stage. They want to, you know, get some new information, but they want to have fun in the process, and that's, sure. that's my job. And honestly, I think that's what you've done best. I think that's why you've been able to do this, because it's a very casual show. You're able to watch Zane and feel like he's a friend of yours just out doing what you would be doing. He's just really kind of digging in there and, and getting down to it. And I think that's why Three Sheets works so well. I think that's why I really like uh, Drinking Made Easy. And it's, it's kind of the same thing with the show. When you guys hear the listeners talk to us, they say, I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys when you're talking to the brewers. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what I like about it. So if you weren't doing that, if you weren't making it all look easy, uh, then you, you certainly would be failing, Zane. <laughs> yeah, that's the point. I get, we've talked about that, saying you have a show called Drinking Made Easy, but you realize there's an easier way to do it, and that's <laughs> to not do the show. Yeah, right. <laughs> you, could, you can make it a lot easier. It's, it, is, it literally is a drinking made difficult. Sure. And so, what is next? Because uh, are you about to do episode, uh, season two of Drinking Man Easy? We're yeah, we're in the middle of shooting uh, oh. right now. We uh, I'm actually in one of the episodes right now. I'm editing, um, uh, giving notes on episode six, which is in Tampa. I'm yeah. sorry, St. Augustine. Uh, and then, but we're still shooting too. So we hit the road um, in a week and a half to go to Santa Barbara for episode twenty three. Nice. Um, and then I'm also doing another show for HDNet called Mister Personalities. I have this comedian, Ben Morrison, who was on Punk'd uh, the last season. Okay. And uh, he's a really amazing improv guy. And it's, it's, um, it's, it's not really like punk it's, it's because the camera is all plain sight. So there's a camera crew following him around. He just pretends to be different, different people. It's sort of, it's sort of a, along the lines of Borat, but in each show he's spoofing a reality genre. So he doesn't have just three characters that he does. He, in every episode there's completely new characters. And so you're just uh, producing this show? Is that what's happening? Or yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's so I was one, I, I created it and 
produced it, and and, and um, yeah, we're in the middle of shooting and, and editing that one as well. So, like you said, you've now and with drinking made easy, you you now have a production company where the show is yours, and you get to produce it the way you want to. Right. See, I love that. Get, get to and have to are the, are, are synonymous, but yes, it's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, but it, it, you have to admit that in the end. It's really the best way to go. It might be more work it, it, for you. It's Sunday night, and I'm in my office. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hanging out so with us idiots. <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. Um, no, but I mean, I, 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 I liked and I trusted the Three Sheets staff and crew to do the best job, and, and I believe that they did. Uh, and now it's just that I'm overseeing that. Um, I'm overseeing the, the crew and and the editing and all that kind of stuff, and to make sure that we do the best job that we can. It's, it, you know, it's supposed to make it, it's supposed to look easy. It's supposed to look like we just walked in there with a the camera crew and just recorded and walked out. But, I mean, you know, it takes us three days to shoot. It takes weeks to prepare, and then it takes weeks to edit, and then you come out with a 24-minute episode. So we're, we're happy, and we're, we're very, very happy with this next season. I think it's going it's, to, it's such a, a vast improvement from season one of Drinking Made Easy. It's, it really is a different show. Great. Well, I like to hear that because season one's pretty damn good. So, Well, there you go. Yeah, we didn't get a lot of complaints. HDNet was really, really happy with it. And when I said, I, well, I, I want to fix the problems, they were like, what, what are the problems? So, And so, you know, you know kind of like us, too, you know, Internet technology is new. We do a lot of video over the Internet now. Uh, we're, we're a live show, yeah, but also a podcast. The Skype, the Skype thing. <laughs> was that that comp- what was going on with that? Is that super complicated? I don't it's understand. Very complicated. Really? No, no. It's just, I have an office full of people, and I would have had to like you know we have a bar set. So I'm sitting in my editing bay. I'm like, well, if I'm going to do this, I guess I'm going to go over to the bar set, which means I got to pull the lights up for it. And I was just like, oh shit! You thought we were going to do video, so you set it all right, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Scott fucked I've that up. I've done a few oh, Skype meetings, and I've just had like really stuttered stuttered sort of stuff and I also just I like to have the phone to my ear which is why you made a switch over to the phone at the last minute we we fucking freaked you out I had this elaborate vision in my head of Zane doing live performances of the songs on the album and Scott made it more complicated than it had to be hey that's radio made complicated that's my show right well here's why I asked Zane because you know 10 years ago you didn't have an HD net and and maybe not a home for your show mm-hmm. and and the same thing ten years ago we didn't really have a place for our show either so so how has kind of the advancement of entertainment uh, really given you a career you know um, I think it's I think it's brought it, it's 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 um, opportunities have have come to people um, who wouldn't have normally had access to those opportunities you know right really before I think ten maybe more specifically like twenty years ago there. You know, you needed to be at a certain level if you were going to get on on the radio or on TV. And sure. there were only so many outlets for that. You know, there were however many channels were on TV, and there was however many channels were on on the radio. Now, with you know, with 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 internet radio, and also with the ability to put you know video on online, and a lot of other networks popping up. I mean, a lot more channels. It gives a lot of more. It gives people more options to succeed. You're still held to the same standard. You know, I agree. If you're going to have an internet radio show or you're going to have a TV show on HDNet, you're still going to be compared to shows that are on major channels and major radio stations. Yeah. So, so you know, people will think, oh, you know, we have a show, and then you get on it or, or, or you watch it, and you're like, wow, this, you know, I'd rather change the channel and watch something in another network. So, sure. 
you know, you're not given the, the, the same resources as people, but you're given the same opportunity. So I think that that's really where we are, where people are getting more opportunities. But it's more opportunities to, to, to blow, but it's more opportunities for <laughs> right. people that would otherwise be successful. That's good. It. No, that's awesome. A quality of opportunity, not just a quality of outcome. I, I like that. It is, but, but Zane's totally right. For one, the quality has to be awesome. Otherwise, it's like watching, you, you know, I'd rather bang my head into a wall. Sure. Uh, also, a guy like me would have had to blow his way to the top. And, and I don't mean like with shitty programming. I mean actually blow my way to the top. So does that mean I can uh, remove my hand from your penis right now? Yeah, it's probably fine. <laughs> okay. But you see what I mean? Like uh, it was no. who you knew, and it was you had to get on a right network, and uh, a, a kind of a smaller budget show that had a weird idea like going out and showing people uh, places that they might go drink. It's not a lot of outlets. But it wouldn't happen. Yeah. So I just love it. So I just want to kind of your opinion about, uh, yeah, it, I love that the doors gonna, have been opened. It's going to change, too. I... I you, you got to ride the wave and figure out where that wave is. I, I don't want to be ahead of it. I, I, you know, to be that mm. front runner, it's just not. You're going to blaze the way for other people, and I, I think, I think you, you got to work with what is current. Um, there's, there's what's passe, and there's the future, there, and there's the now, and you got to figure out what that now is and how to capitalize on it. Sure. Well, now you that you've said that, you don't necessarily know what now is until it's. Until it's the past, if that makes any sense. It does make sense. Until it was then. <laughs> I also now predict that Zane and I will be sitting on a park bench in about a year talking about how we, uh, we're ahead of the game. Yeah, you, me, and Eckhart Tolle sitting there <laughs> laughing. Yes. Well, Zane, do you have a lot of... Uh, ne- I know that you're doing your own thing now and people are letting you sort of uh, direct creatively, but did you have a lot of meddling network execs uh, over on Mojo with Three Sheets, or were people letting you do your no, thing then, no, too? No, Three Sheets. Mojo was really good. They 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 were good. You know their their notes were were, were very good. They weren't always we didn't always one hundred percent agree, but we didn't ever really one hundred percent disagree. Um, and it and it wasn't major. Um, you know it's 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 really you know you have to set your set your standard higher than the network if you're going to be on a network other than you know the major cable guys whatever. Um, where it got difficult was then when I made that the the, the the change over to uh, Food Network because someone at Food Network was a fan of Three Sheets and said we want the th- we want the Three Sheets version of food with Zane and so the same production company Screaming Flea in, in Seattle was was making that same crew and and so we shot that the same way and delivered the same thing and then when they got it they're like ah it's a little too silly it's you know it's too much funny if there's going to be jokes they should just be jokes about the food it's really going to be more about the food and and really the, the problem was we went out and shot 12 episodes and then got those notes after yeah. so when we were when the episodes were being turned in we got we got that note well we already <laughs> shot the episode yeah so i already went in with a uh you know i already took your direction and went with it i went in i was funny and uh, and, and and friendly and 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 really made it about fun and made it about the lifestyle and the travel and and you know it was about the food, but it was really about having fun as well. And um, you know, picture three sheets with food, and and then they're like, yeah, we just want to make it serious. And so they tried to cut, tried to cut the funny out a little bit. And I just I don't think that that really worked. <laughs> right. So that was, it was very difficult to reverse engineer that. Same thing happened when I was in the show called Damage Control on MTV. It was supposed to be an hour that would follow Punk, and it was supposed to be like a sister show to Punk, and then they changed it to a half hour. So they took these hidden camera stories, one storyline through the whole thing that was an hour and then cut it to a half an hour and it was very difficult to follow. 
Well, I think I'm lucky to be unsuccessful enough to not have uh, found myself... uh, Count your blessings. You're very fortunate. Well, that is a pain in the ass. You get told what to do, you go do it, you do a perfect job, and then, yeah, Ah, you should have changed it. Hey, you know what? If it would have stayed on the air, I would would have been fine with it. I would have have liked to show on food or or travel or anything like that. I mean, there's always conversations. I'm always in the middle of a conversation with somebody, some other network about hosting another show, but... um, it works out. It works out well for me because it helps me to perpetuate my brand, which is, you know, which is in the alcohol space. I'm right. someone that people know who drinks. We like that. About drink, and is not afraid to have fun while he's doing it, which is a rare thing on TV. Are you going to the Great American Beer Festival this year? I am going to the Great American Beer Festival, yes. You guys going to shoot an episode there or what? Uh, I was contemplating it, but then I decided it would be a hellacious amount of work, and I said, <laughs> so you're just going to go attend? I'm going to go attend, yeah. yeah. I, I actually have a, uh, um, a, a lot of friends that we've made through, the, um, uh, through shooting the show. So yeah. we've, you know, we've, we've done maybe 40 breweries so far, which means there's 40 brewers that we know, that we're going to know there. Perfect. So I will know about a tenth of the brewers that are there. <laughs> yeah, no, it's an enormous amount. The more I listen yeah. to Zane talk, the more I realize that you, Justin, and Zane are, are kindred spirits. I think so. And then I realize that kindred spirits is a great fucking name for a TV show. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Great. Scott just wrote a TV show. <laughs> kindred spirits. Well, I haven't written anything, but I do know uh, the title. The more I want to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. All right, well, we'll see you at the Great American Beer Festival, you in fact. Uh, what are you guys, are you guys doing a show there? Yeah, I'll tell you what we do. We end up running a bunch of panel discussions in the middle with a lot of the brewers. Um, okay. So we try to get some, uh, you know, famous and not famous brewers in there and different people. I think we had Norm from Cheers in there one year, uh, just kind of talking with us. But anyway, yeah. um, I'll have Moscow bug you because I'd love to have you in there for one of them. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. Great. Yeah, give me I'll, count. I'll connect with you on Skype, Zane. <laughs> That's how we get you. All right, and I know that it's Sunday nights. So you probably have like a hungry man to heat up in the microwave or something. Um, Kindred spirits. I'll let you go. I got a couple questions Here's from. I got a couple questions from our listeners though. Can we do that? Oh, for me? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah kick it. All right, let's see. Milo from Arizona is writing in, and he wants to know if uh, oh, you, you could predict these questions coming in. Uh, does Zane ever intend on airing the segment he filmed uh, with the Arizona Homebrew Club? You remember doing that? Oh, yeah. Uh, huh. Cutting room floor? So, so now I have one of them listening to me. You got one. Speak. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I, I wonder if... Okay, here's what happened. We, <laughs> we shot with them um, at the homebrew guys. And they were super and annoying. We, and then we did this um, another segment, and the guys that are listening will understand what I'm talking about, that was uh, a distillation segment. Uh-oh. And I was afraid because the distillation... Uh, segment was not necessarily sanctioned. Oh, it was home distillation. Yeah. Yeah. Got so it. I In theory. want to get those guys into a, a, a pickle. So I had, I had to make that choice, and the, the home distillation was great. I mean, the guys were making, um, I guess I could talk about it. I just realized we're not talking about the name of the brew club. So Yeah, you're good. Because um, mm-hmm. they never made it. But um, we met with the brew club. They also, had, they also did stilled some stuff. So the distillation was more unique to us, to the show, um, than uh, than the brewing club. Okay, and they made a um, sort of a mes- like a tequila mezcal sort of a thing, um, and so we we had to make that choice to do it. And, and I didn't want those guys to get in trouble for for doing that. So that's why the beer club didn't make it. So the short answer is no. Yeah, that's a good call though. Yeah. Good, good looking out. Looking out for him. 
Uh, okay, let's see. Drinic in our chat room uh, might be a fanboy. He asks, uh, "Did the Croatian guys try to try to kiss you?" Um, probably. I don't remember. Yeah. Um, that the, the the Croatian guys. He's talking about a guy's name is Victor. This guy owns a place called Pupo in Brovnik, uh, <laughs> Croatia. Okay. And, yeah, and 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 Pupo, 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 and. It was one of one of the most amazing experiences that I've had um, with another man. Uh, <laughs> you can remember. You know, we to, Never felt so alive. We went down there, and these guys, we were shooting, and they were they were crooning. They were sort of sing, sitting at a table drinking and singing. So I was, we were walking by with the camera crew just shooting B-roll, and we just started talking to them, and, and they invited us back to their restaurant, and we went back there, and we just drank all night long. We shot, you know, videoed the whole the whole thing, um, and of course, it ends up being a five minutes. You know, the five hours turns into five minutes, but it was amazing. And my um, my agent went down there last year uh, and and popped in there, and they actually have a wall of people that come there for three sheets, thinking that they're like you know making the pilgrimage, like they're the first people to do it. No, yeah. <laughs> and they and, and and my agent went down there and he was like, So how many people stop by? And he's like, A lot. And he's like, Well what do you mean a lot? Like a hundred? He's like he said we've probably had about three thousand people. Yeah. Wow. Wow. And when we when I was shooting in um in Belgium, um I did the the, the uh, I went to uh Mort Sabit, this guy bar the bartender. Yeah. And we shot um we shot there and then a year later um we were doing the Food Network show in Belgium. And so we went in there to have a, a, a beer with Bart at night. And I walked in, I'm like, Bart, he's like, hey, Shane. He still thinks my name is Shane. And, um, <laughs> right. and I said, do people ever come in the show, for, you know, for the show? And expecting him to be like, yeah, you know, some, you know, a little bit here and there. And he's like, all the time, you know, all, all day, every day. And I was like, really? And I was with the whole crew. And as I was saying this, some people ran up and they're like, Zane, oh my God, you're here. And wow. we're like, what? It was really, it was bizarre. It's really the first time we you sort of realize, like, oh, people watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It makes you kind of watch what you're doing once you realize that. People are looking at it me. Does. It does. It, it makes you watch yourself for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Until the next beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, all right. Another one of our listeners um, just wants you to say Steve McKenna so they all can drink. I guess that's at the... Oh, I guess no. Just... Please is what I have to say. Oh, yes. When I mentioned my buddy Steve. Steve McKenna. There you Do go. Do it. Drink, everybody. Perfect. Um, and and now then, the world's drunk. Uh, finally, uh, our last question for one of our chatters uh, wants to know what you're drinking. Do you have a beer in your hand? Um, I have a rum in my hand. Mm. I mean, it's not in my hand, but I can. Okay, now it's, it's in my close. hand. What kind uh, of rum? I have a rum that I am working on. Uh, I'm coming out with a rum in the near, very near future. So, I actually, you know what? I actually sent um, one of the my editors out to get beer. <laughs> I just realized that. So there probably is beer someplace in my office. <laughs> right. I so went to the fridge to get one while I did this show, and I walked in. I'm like, who drank my beer? And oh. like, we were here late last night. I'm like, all right. No, someone's beer, getting beer. fired for that. That's yeah, no well, good. Or someone, someone gets a beer for that. That's <laughs> yeah. Someone is getting yelled at very loudly right now. Yes. Uh, tell, tell me about this rum. You're going to put out a Zane Lamprey rum? Uh-huh. Yeah. Is it called Lamprey? Yeah, it's... it's yeah, I, I, you know, the 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 name is is in the process. I think it's the perfect name. Um, <laughs> lamp and, rum, uh, lamp rum, lamp. Yeah, Zane Lamp Rum. That's exactly <laughs> two letters it. different. It's close, <laughs> right? Yeah, we're coming out with a, with a, a white rum and a black rum, um, and uh, it's, it's you know I have I have 
the final recipe is coming to, to me tomorrow, and uh, I have the, the mock-up bottles and all that kind of stuff, so we're, we're right on the verge. Why did you choose rum? Is this a, a, a thing of yours? Uh, are you um, a connoisseur? You know, it, it, I, I, was, I was trying to figure that out. I mean, you guys know that. I, I mean, I really wanted to make a beer, but beer is it's just there's a lot of competition out there right now. Yeah. And, and there's a lot of great beers. And, um, you know, you can walk into any, any beer store and you have hundreds, hundreds of options. And so I was like, well, you know, there's a huge learning curve. I could, I could work with someone to come out with my own, but it would be a, a while to do that. Sure. And um, I, I, I met this distiller who does, this, who does a lot of stuff. He actually didn't do a rum. He wanted to do a vodka, and I said, I mean, that's, that's, even, that's, that's even more competition than, than, than beer, I think. Um, and, and we talked about other things. And I said, I want to do a rum. I want to do American rum. I like rum. I like rum drinks. Um, it just made sense. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's sexy. I, I, I like whiskey and everything like that, but, but I like tropical stuff, and I think that rum sort of has that, that feeling. So to make an American-made rum that you can mix into your mojitos and, and a dark rum you can float on top I, you know, on your Mai Tais, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. And, and I like it. I like, I've, I've sent it back a dozen times to get the flavor right, and we're there. Oh, good. The distiller is in Florida. I like you being discerning like that. Don't just put out shit, man. What's your name? No, on no. Uh, you know, and I, you know, at one point they're just like, "Come on!" I mean, you want us to change it that much and send it back? I, yeah, change it that much and send it back because I don't want to say change it that much and send it back and then not have it be perfect. You come out with it once. You you, you locked on a recipe once, and you get so, one chance because we're all going to try it once and we're going to go, "Oh yeah, yeah okay." Rum. And then you know, and then and the distiller's like, "You're right. They'll, they'll they'll drink it once for you and they'll drink it twice for me." Right. 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 Okay, and, and and numerous more times. So you, get me, have me be the one that says, "I'll put my name my, my name on the line, to try my rum," and then and then you know it's his job to make you keep coming back and, and drinking it because I was right. Sure, that's right. Now, uh, do you want to launch the name here on the Brewing Network? <laughs> I can't at this moment. Oh, I will when the time comes. Sure. Oh, you will. <laughs> no one's yeah. listening to this show. There's like <laughs> no one. No one cares. Dude. <laughs> okay. Cool. If you don't use lamp rum, I'm going to take it personally. <laughs> you'll like it. You'll see it, and you'll go, "Oh, okay." <laughs> yeah, you will. Trust me. Trust Perfect. Me. Uh, and, and this is the part where I plug drinkingmadeeasy.com too. Okay, oh, drinking. Th- that was my next question. Uh, a couple of things. Uh, so, drinkingmadeeasy.com. Where can we go to buy the album? Drinkingmadeeasy.com. Okay. And I'm, when I go to break, I'm going to I'm going to put one of the tunes on. What do you want me to play? Oh yeah. Um, let's yeah. Well, you, you gotta put beer. Yeah, beer. beer you I got love a beer. Yeah, I, I love it. For this one. Yeah, show. that's kind of a, yeah. I was kind of a fan yeah. of that one myself. Yeah. And then, it's uh, a sad song, but it's 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 <laughs> it is people sad. are gonna listen to it and they're gonna be a little sad, but but it's gonna make sense if you've heard it. You know what I'm talking about. It makes sense. I think you're right. I think they'll be a yeah. little sad, but I think there's a good uh, come together moment. You know that. Uh, oh, you know, of course. Really, of course, because it. it's a song. You have to do it. It's closure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The first episode of uh, the new season of Drinking Made Easy airs in October 5th, is that right? October 5th, yes, and then the DVDs for season one uh, come out October 4th. Okay. And three yeah, sheets... There's a box set, I think there's like 50 minutes of of, of, of deleted scenes. Oh, sweet. Um, and, then, and then my one-hour, the one-hour comedy show that I was talking about is, is, is on there, too. Okay. Well, perfect. 
Well, here's what I commend you on. You know, there's no other show like it out there, and I think that's what our, our listeners really love about it. It, it kind of really relates to the homebrewers and the drinking guys that we have. So nobody else is doing it. I commend you on your career and, and that you keep doing it, Zane. I love it. It's good stuff. You guys, too. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk again soon. We'll okay. talk at, uh, at Gab. Yeah, I'll bug you at Gab and try to get you on one of our panels. And um, go check out uh, Sing the Booze right now. Uh, you can go to drinkingmadeeasy.com and you can buy it there. And you can probably send emails to Zane there and bug him and be a fanboy and all of that. That's so right. Or go to zanelamprey.com. I think you can actually listen to the songs for free there. So, you know. Free's yeah, good. Know. Free is good. Works for my paycheck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zane. Thanks, my brother. I appreciate it, man. You got it. Cheers, guys. Bye. Take care. Later, Zane. Yeah, it's crazy how many fanboys uh, the guy has, not just listening and sending in the questions and watching his shows and all that, but just amongst the, the Brewing Network family, um, so many people emailed me when they found out Zane was going to be on it. <laughs> oh, my God, is he going to be in studio? Because I'm dropping whatever I'm doing, and I'm showing up at the studio. And I was like, well, here's oh. our no- here's notes from our production manager, uh, Push Eject, who's responsible for literally all the commercials that go on air and everything else that happens here. Um, his first one is... Um, Justin, FYI, I will quit in a heartbeat to go work with Zane. His second one is, uh, now that I know that Zane's at GABF, can you please arrange an interview with Zane for me? You see what I mean? <laughs> in my room. <laughs> so yeah, our- what's an interview entail? <laughs> you just Inter- a true fanboy. <laughs> Interviews in quotes. Even our core group is rated the best. Burning Man style band. Zane, interview. bring your rubbers. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Especially for you're going to be brewing. Day. I mean, something. Nope. <laughs> and we call it brewing. All right, go to drinkingmadeeasy.com and check it out. And it really is a good show. I love it on HDNet. I watch it all the time. It's good research for me. And he's a good host. He's a funny guy. And uh, Steve McKenna is a really funny guy, too. I, I like to make fun of him because he does uh, play the role of the douche on the show. But you know what? Steve's got it going on. He's a good dude. And it's funny stuff. So check it out. Drinking Made Easy on uh, HDNet. Or go to drinkingmadeeasy.com. You can get the uh, album which is uh, Sing the Booze, which is this song. I'm going to play a song right now, then we'll go to break. We'll come back, finish things up with Roger, uh, talk a little more beer, uh, take Drunk of the Week calls, and get out of here. Feedback. Feedback. This is called Beer, I Love You, off of uh, Zane Lamprey's new uh, album called Sing the Booze.
That's where I'd first make love to you. I conceive it possible if we invite another fellow. Is it cheating? To put myself in you after mixing you with jelly. Legally, I could marry you as per the law in seven states. But on our wedding night, you just sit there as this guy masturbates. Beer, I wrote a song for you to tell you I'm frustrated. Our love affair feels incomplete because we can't consummate it. Myself and you, so I put you in me. There, beer. you're just starting, don't be discouraged by all this stuff. It's exactly. so easy. Just throw it yeah. together. Dude. Put some sugar and some water and some yeast in there. Yeah. Network. <laughs> There's an app on the iPhone for just about everything, including beer. Apps for finding a pint of beer. Apps that look like you're drinking a pint of beer. And now, there's an app for brewing a pint of beer. Introducing BrewPal, the most all-inclusive beer brewing app for professionals and hobbyists that fits in your pocket and goes wherever you do. Recipe formulation that can be imported and exported with a customizable database. Mash and sparge calculations, yeast pitching rates, carbonation tables, and more. Available right now for less coin than a pound of grain. See BrewPal in action at brewpal.info and download it for your iPhone at a special introductory price right now. BrewPal, all the brewing software you need right in your pocket. Hey, everybody. It's another round of the Brewing Network's announcements for Sunday, September 11th. I am Scott the Jew. Attention soldiers in North Carolina. Brew Durham is coming to downtown on Saturday, October 15th at the Scrap Exchange, 923 Franklin Street. Bring your best home brews, stay for both sessions, and pour your beer for attendees. Tickets are 30 bucks and on sale now through Eventbrite or locally at Sam's Quick Shop at Bull City Homebrew. There's a limited number available for each of the two sessions, so get on it. It's going to be great food, great music, and at least 44 different beers on tap. Follow them on Twitter at Brew Durham Fest or check out BrewDurham.com for more information. Next up, it's the 21st Annual Sunshine Challenge Beer Festival and Homebrew Competition, put on by the Central Florida Homebrewers, November 18th and 19th. 
Entries for the competition are due by October 26th, and the festive show winner will have their beer brewed at the local shipyard Emporium Brew Pub. Check out cfhb.org for more information. The website said first annual, but I'm changing it to the inaugural Kirksville Brew Fest. It's being held on October 1st in Kirksville, Missouri. Submit any number of entries for a chance to win cold, hard cash. They're due by September 28th. This is your chance to compete with brewers from around the state and beyond. Submit the rest of your batch for public tasting and a chance to win the People's Choice Award, which also carries a cash prize. All the details are at kirksvillebrewfest.com. And finally, a friendly reminder that the Peninsula Oktoberfest returns on Saturday, October 15th to Courthouse Square in downtown Redwood City. Over 10,000 people are expected this year, and a portion of the proceeds will go to the Redwood City Education Fund. Enjoy an afternoon of great music, food, and of course, Bay Area craft beer. Go to PeninsulaOctoberfest.com for all the details. That wraps it up for today. As always, send your events to scott at thebrewingnetwork.com for a spot in these announcements. And until next time, this is Scott the Jew saying, Mechaim. Beer. 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 So you have to jiggle the motto for Here's a little ditty, it's short to amuse It's not a favorite thing of mine, it's about a thing you can use I think it's in danger, ain't enough around Keep your eyes in the sky, your feet on the ground It goes down real easy with chicken soup A little bit easier with a bowl of hoops And it helps you to smile, helps you to think My favorite thing in the world, man, my favorite thing to drink is a beer Oh yeah, beer Is quite a term, but at least it beats a toxic sugar that had ugly little worm. These guys needed something to keep it together, and like a little study aid for almost any kind of weather. Vodka and whiskey once had their day, but Heiser came along and he's got something to say. Said, I'm back, I'm here, and I'm really pissed off. Get out with the hard stuff, in with the soft light. Beer, oh yeah. Life revolves around that substance of his That pretty yellow water With that cute little fizz And the whole damn world, man, is craving for more And Heiser came through for us Get ready to pour another Beer Oh yeah I haven't discussed There's one more thing And it can only be lost Like when Mr. Anheuser and me Are sitting in the sand And you see that pretty woman Long hair and a tan I say to that woman I got something to see She says right back One more honey What can it be? She sees that beer I'm holding In my right hand
to the program everybody we've got a couple things left to do <laughs> some beer to try no way more beer really mm. got some uh, harvest ale from uh, Roger at Drake thanks to Zane Lamprey who's been on the program today uh, did a great job hanging out with us and uh, is it me or did he kind of make me sound like an alcoholic um <laughs> <laughs> no, he just made you sound like uh, you're yeah, less professional. You start talking about yourself, and you said, start uh, thinking that. Yeah, well, I was like, uh, yeah, yeah how, how hard is it to do the show with a hangover? And he's like, yeah, you know, we don't drink like that. And I'm like, yeah, I know, but how difficult is it? You know, you kind of stack it on day after day. Yeah, no, it's not really. No, it's not really a problem. It was downplaying it. Just yeah, like, I'm like, what I mean, shit? When you're always hungover, there is no hangover. No, his sidekick isn't, isn't really hammered. He's got to, like, you know, put a jack handle on her just to get him back up on the show every day right wow uh also uh you know i just noted that i haven't had the record button on the whole show so uh i don't know if anybody had uh, recorded this uh, particular version of the show but uh it turns out justin left more than 15 awesome. percent of himself behind Eight in the black back. rock desert mm, he's Ouch. only left 15 percent for there. us the good news is the justin.tv feed which hopefully has been going the whole program does record it so i can no. just uh somehow steal the audio from that it won't be great audio so by the time you're getting this if i if we all sound great right now on the microphone uh, and that's because we've now just switched to the real archive mm-hmm. I can hopefully just um, steal from Justin.tv uh, the rest of the show. <laughs> because I told you at the beginning I left about 15 or 20% behind, didn't just, I? Just the top percent. We didn't know which 20 it was. No, we know. I haven't fucked that up in a long time. But uh, I do usually fuck it up when it's really important, when we have good interviews. And this, and, is uh, the, this is the second time when Roger has been here. That, I think this is actually the third time. <laughs> is it a Roger Jinx? Yeah. yeah are you, are you a fucking Jinx, yeah. Roger? Uh, maybe Roger uh, I don't know if I'm a fucking Jinx, but I might be a Jinx. <laughs> maybe uh, he's the one that switched that switch off. Well, I just sat down yeah, and where's here. that switch? Sometimes yeah. I like to come in at the long breaks, and I like to evaluate how the show's been going, and I sat down, and I'm wow, it's a really nice show, and I was enjoying the interview with Zane, and I, I really like that, and then uh, usually when I do that, I start to uh, critique different things that have happened, and I looked up, and I went, oh, and, and here's one thing to critique. Critique. Um, you, I'm a you, mental midget. You did, yeah, I'm a fucking retard. I didn't hit the record button. 
on the uh, on the archive. So, uh, oops. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, I think hey, we're Doc, done here. Let's go home. <laughs> hey, Doc, you want to test out that new gun equipment that you got to <laughs> deliver to the house? Oh, you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> Got 18 inches of stainless right here, buddy. Yeah, I, should be able to, I should be able to steal it off the video feed. We'll see what happens. It's not lost forever. Otherwise, um, midget. otherwise I'll just brilliant. call Zane tomorrow and do the whole brilliant. thing again. We'll call Chell tomorrow. And yeah. Oh, yeah, he's, he's professional. No, I don't know the difference. It'll just be me. Reenactment. Yeah, yeah perfect. You can dub us in. How long have we been doing this now, guys? Six years? Six plus. Well, Man, uh, like it happens. You know what like I like a lifetime. I took a I took a I took a ADD pill today too, hoping yeah. to. Uh, well, it wears off after a oh, while. That's dude. why. Hoping to rein myself in. Also, they work for uh, twenty minutes apparently. ADD was take, that Paxil? Take two. What's ADD pill? I don't know. What is it? Oh, Vivance. Vivance. What know. is that? Uh, it's, uh, I don't know what it is. I just took it. Time release. I just take pills every now and then, just hoping <laughs> it's they work. It's not releasing. So every now and then, it's like it's not releasing. You have, some, you have to have something to release. Oh, I do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Well, Bevo, welcome to your last show. Uh, what I did announce <laughs> at the uh, beginning of the show is that uh, it is Bevo's, um, uh, what's it called? A baby shower. That's right. It's a baby shower. And I thought there was like a comments field when you donate. Apparently there's not. So just send me an email. If you hit the donate button, send me an email that said, hey, I, I threw five bucks Bevo's way or two or bucks 10 Bevo's or 20, way. 20 bucks. I already got several emails from a lot of you. Thank you for that. And it's a real thing. Uh, if you're listening to the archive, what? Oh, yeah, the archive that might show up uh, if I figure this out. Uh, then you could uh, hit the donate button for uh, Bevo's Baby Shower on air right here. And uh, just, you know, a couple bucks here and there is going to go a long way, uh, you know, once um, Sam gets out of Wyotech. And, uh, <laughs> Phoenix, col- Phoenix College. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, it'll, it's Contra Costa it, College. Gosh. It'll help. Uh, you would be better off at Wyotech. Annabelle Lisa, or whatever her name is. <laughs> What's her name again? Abigail. Oh, Abigail. Blanche. Abby. Blanche. It'll help Blanche. <laughs> yeah, you got Esther. <laughs> It'll help. Agnes. It'll help Blanche Esther Agnes. Oh, there were some terrible names that were shot down. Oh, yeah. Not Abigail, though. <laughs> no, that, that one's fake. Abby's cute. <laughs> the one that's still Abby is. Abby's cute, yes. <laughs> Esther, punch you in Abby, the face. Nor- Abby, normal. I love it. Esther's yeah, that is actually yeah. perfect. Esther, Blanche. You guys are dicks. Wow. Yeah, yeah. And? you guys are. You and Sam, you're so you modern. I'm gonna miss coming here every week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you will. After about week like number two, you're, you're going to yeah. wish you were like, back hey, can here. I, can I come back? Bevo actually still squeezes their laundry through that, that wind-up <laughs> thing that like, squeezes out yeah. all the water, you know? Look at me, Esther. Yeah. <laughs> after she's taken down to the river and beaten it on a rock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Beaten you know. Oh, my God. I and Sam's like, I just got these here pails of water. <laughs> well, now we can cook us up something nice, Bevo. <laughs> <laughs> Got some roadkill. I just ran over to this here wild turkey in Pinole. Been I out. could call my mom from up here. <laughs> there are wild turkeys. Hey, <laughs> what are you fixing to make for dinner, Ma? <laughs> They're going to start calling each other Ma and Pa. Oh. You know how that goes? You know, when you, oh, yeah. you've been married for a certain time, and you, have a, slope, yeah. you have a kid named Abigail, and you start calling each other Ma and Pa. Yeah, they're not wearing shoes. Yeah. What do you want to do tonight, Ma? <laughs> mm, nothing. <laughs> just drooled on myself. <laughs> I just thought it's we'd sit here and there. watch Jerry Springer. <laughs> <laughs> Me, you, and Abigail. Me, you, and Abby. Oh, my 
my god, I'm gonna pee my pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, She's gonna pee her bridges. <laughs> okay, who's gonna ride the bike so we can watch TV? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Roger. I put a bunch of glasses in front of you. I don't know if you I brought the Harvest you. Ale in. Do we need to get send someone out for that? Uh, I have a yeah. pour. It's just in that. We have uh, a pour. Yeah, we have a. Uh, sorry, my grab bad. for us, Nate. All right, so Nate, Nate's gonna go fetch us some of that Harvest I'm crying over here. I'm laughing so hard. <laughs> All right, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna do one last tasting uh, before we go, and we'll take some drunk of the week calls while we're waiting for that. Uh, right now, uh, Keefla from West Virginia is on the line calling in for drunk of the week. Keefla, what's up, man? Yo, Keefla. Hear me? No, there, there you are. are. Hey, brother, what's Hit the up? button. That's not my fault. That's my hey, fault. I had a uh, fucking great resume. Yeah, what do you got? All right, hold on a second. <laughs> All right, well, we're done. Got, I got to do some remembering. <laughs> you called us. Come on. <laughs> what, do you got to get out the scroll? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. <laughs> Hang on. Let me let me ask Blanche. Hey, Blanche. <laughs> Where's Aster? Blanche, what do we have to drink tonight? Well, hell. I made some of the moonshine we made yesterday. Hey, man, I'm not in West Virginia right now, motherfuckers. I'm in D.C. Oh. And I Same have my first Cantillon. <laughs> oh, so oh. Yeah. I have me a Cantillon. <laughs> he, he sounds right. like... I believe it's pronounced Cantillon. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pete. Cantillon. <laughs> hey, actually. I'm kidding. He sounds like... <laughs> not retarded. Well, there's the drool on your, on your face. Esther is kidding. Okay, maybe I'm a little retarded. <laughs> yeah, all right, mental mid. All right, sounds- what have you had? All right, so uh, there's a bar here in D.C. called Big Hunt. I had a Big Hunt. <laughs> no, there, oh, no, no. No, there's not. No, there is not. Is, is it? Is it red? A red beer? Uh, I was more of a brownish color. <laughs> uh, hey, we're all headed down to Big Hunt tonight. I don't know if y'all want to join us for happy hour at the Big Hunt. Mildred's pouring tonight. <laughs> Esther will be there. All right, carry on. So you went down to the big cunt. You had some clams. Alright, Bell's two hearted ale, okay. Crying again. Bells. And then I had uh I had my first cast ales ever. Alright. And those were a Pratt St. Oliver's ESB, a duck rabbit brown cask, a brown ale cask. And then I had a Cantillon Rosé. Cantillon. Oh. Is that your first one? Hell yeah, man. What'd you think? Um, I was a little distracted by the beer label where uh, the guy was giving it to her behind uh, in reverse cowgirl position. Yeah. But the beer itself was pretty good. Well, he really analyzed that label. Yeah. Well, he was at Big Hunt. <laughs> he was at Big Hunt. Eating big hunt. My bad. That's the way they roll. Yeah. It's Rosé. And then I also had my first distruse. Oh, which oh. one? The uh, Ignis. Okay. Point. And then I had a North Coast Old Rasputin. What was it, your birthday? Yeah, Jesus. Do you have any triple rock? <laughs> they had these four stores <laughs> there, and they were all for. I mean, I'm not. I'm. I live in fucking middle of nowhere, man. So uh, getting to drink all these fucking <laughs> great beers. I spent twenty three dollars on a beer. On that fucking Cantillon. And if my fucking wife found out about that shit, I'd be in the doghouse. Yeah, 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 she probably listened. Sounds like party was in the big hunt. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. All about the hunt. 
And then, all right, because I know you guys hate it when people go on and on. I had a Dead Reckoning uh, from Trogues that's a uh, uh, stout. And then, and I've never heard of this one before, the beer, uh, the uh, bar is out. It, it was exclusive. It was a uh, brew. One or two. Bridge, uh, uh, Saint is, is bald? Use your words. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's what you drank, not the menu. (laughs) Slow it down. So, wait. Now, most of these were four-ounce pours, you say, right? Until I got to, uh, except for the Cantillon. Yeah. And and when I got to the brew for your die. Okay. And now I'm drinking a uh, bomber. Then it was two-ounce pours? Uh, I finished the the bomber of Southern Tier Pumpkin. Yeah. Pumpkin, which is a 8.2%. And now I'm drinking a little something-something. Oh, from Lagunitas. Hell yeah. Lagoo. That's a good beer. Okay. Now, Justin. Hey, Justin. Yeah. Now that I get you guys on the air. Yeah. Did you get my email about about uh, my daughter's beer? Yeah, I got it in my feedback. I was going to read that. Yeah. But she hasn't got to yet. How about you just tell it to us? I don't have to do feedback. No, you have to uh, do feedback. Yeah, well, Sorry. we'll answer it right now. What's the well, basically, he uh, so him and his wife had picked out a name for their daughter, not Esther. Esther? <laughs> Abigail? Not Abigail. Uh, what's the name? It's actually a big cunt. It's actually a big, yeah. big cunt. Yeah. <laughs> is that with a K or a C? <laughs> now, what's the name? What's the name? Colette. Colette. That's what it is. See, Colette. That, that's a good name So for they a girl. thought about it a while ago, and then uh, he was sitting on the shitter reading a beer magazine. and Pintly. It was on Pintly. Oh, that's right. He was, he was looking through Pintly. On the, the shitter. The program. You know, and he's looking through, and he finds that uh, what brewery has a beer called Colette? Great Divide. Ah, Great Divide brews a beer called Colette. So he got real excited. They hadn't decided uh, upon this name yet, so he went back to his wife. I mean, he got off the shitter first, and then he went to his wife, and he said, uh, "She came home, and and he goes, hey, look at it's also a beer name." And his wife's like, "Great, another beer thing," you know. Uh, but after uh, a little while, they decided, you know, Colette's our name. So here's the problem. He really wants some of these bottles of beer to com- uh, commemorate his daughter's birth, but he can't find it. So he wanted our help to to find the beer. So what I was going to do in the feedback is say, this is a BN Army thing, man. Um, you got to put it out there. Are you in our forum? You signed up in our forum? I am. All right. Got to go on the forum and just go under Beer Radio or, or any of the things and, and just post, hey, I'm a, I'm a BN Army member and I really need to get my hands on, so, on some Colette and I bet you somebody will help you out. If that doesn't happen, you let me know and I'll see what I could do. Awesome, man. I appreciate it. All right. You're in the running for Drunk of the Week, too. Yay. Kafla or Kafla? Kafla. Kafla. Yeah. All right. Thanks, man. All right, man. It's all about the big one. Cheers. Later. All right. So Kefla, it's a lot of beer. Death by four ounce pours, man. Kefla's drunk. So what do, what do you think of the uh, Simcoe now, my friend? Okay, the so Simcoe? now what, what do we have? Uh, uh, Triple Rock Harvest Ale, which means this is what? All uh, wet hopped Simcoe? This all is Simcoe. A, uh, Simcoe from Loftus Ranches, which is the place uh, I toured during the um, the Hop and Brew School with Hop Union. They're how, actually how harvesting this hop. How was, was really that cool. tour? Yeah, I yeah, think you're totally right. It's grapefruit. It's citrus. It's and it's nice. grapefruit. Sucking on when, a when you were touring that, did you see any cats? It's not cat piss. It's <laughs> no like <cats>. grapefruit. <laughs> That's the In fact, 
Because uh, no barn it's got the, it's like cask style. It's really like grapefruit well, it's, juice. It's actually out of the fermenter. It's not really ready for another week. Yeah. Okay. And we're all going to get sick from this. But um, <laughs> well, you know, usually the <laughs> Thanks, next man. the next day is the rest yeah. of the fermentation's yeah. on us. You're it, saying it's basically cold. you'll be shitting out of your ass yeah, in like the next five uh, minutes. Lots of gas. Yeah. yeah. No, it's colon flush day tomorrow. Now, so speaking of unusual <laughs> process, did you put the hops in the mash tun and use that as kind of a big uh, hop back for this? Exactly. Here? Yeah. Cool. Um. Oh, you did a reverse. Uh, oh, yes, yeah. Many many years ago, I I was talking to Vinny uh, about how to do a Vinny. fresh hop beer, and he basically said, "What you want to do is a five to one ratio. So if you're using one ounce, use five ounces. If you're using one pound, use five pounds." Okay. And excuse me. I saw what we talking about here. Yeah. And uh, I said, "Well, I was, I, I'm going to use pellets during the boil. How much should I add at the end?" He's like, "Well, you can never add too much." Been oh. trying to prove him wrong ever since. Oh yeah, with every beer that I make. And have you? And, and he's never yeah. been proven he's, wrong yet. He's never been proven wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but that does surprise me because I would think it would, it could start to taste grassy yeah. and and but it doesn't. No, it's it. I mean the the plant matters in that beer in this beer. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it's it's a totally different drinking beer. You know, okay. you get a little bit of the carbonic acid that you were talking about earlier, the CO2. Yeah. And that kind of washes everything off your palate. Yeah. But, I mean, to me, this beer is my favorite style, period. Oh, it is? Yeah. You, you Harvest love Harvestales. No, I love them. Okay. But when they're... When, when it's when it's, when it's carb Yeah, when it's carbonated, it's, it's a totally different drinking beer. Right now, it's right out of the fermenter. This is actually, I brewed it on Friday of last week. So I could drink a full like pint of this beers. with no carbonation. Exactly. Could you I really? could really just, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's good. But, but you don't, don't, don't like Simcoe, and you generally don't like flat beers either. But I could drink a full <laughs> pint of this, no problem. It's really a nice flavor. It's very fresh. It's and very bright. Yeah. It's that not goes, dull. That goes back to what we were talking about before in that, you know, late hop. Late hop additions are where it's at. Okay, so you put regular pellet hops as your bittering addition that were not Simcoe, I assume. Magnums. Or they were actually Magnum. Simcoe. Oh, they were oh, Simcoe. Nice. Yeah. And anything else? Did you put any? It's all. It's it. all one hop. Simcoe, like pellets from last harvest, and then. But were all the pellets the, uh, the only? The, uh, only the bittering was pellets. Everything else was the wet hop. Yes. Is that right? So it went. It went uh, sixty minute addition, and then flame out. See, or, that's or, the thing. Uh, everyone's sixty minutes. I'm eighty five. Why eighty five? Well, it's a weird number. Because ninety's too much. Ninety, <laughs> yeah, it is. Okay. Does that mean? Isn't that just because the, you you get it to boil, you get everything kind of solid for five for minutes, five, and think, then right? you and then and then you add? Is that why eighty five? You're just getting it in order. Well, and actually, that's something that I heard uh, Matt at uh, Firestone say. You should drop in the name anything tonight. over ninety. <laughs> you're actually breaking the alphas down too much. I see. Okay. So it's kind of like a cusp that you're yep. just reaching. And we do everything. I Ever since I've, I have I listened to Matt like 10 years ago at 85. So uh, get as much utilization as possible, but don't go over Yeah, it. but don't cut it. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't, don't fuck it up. Okay. So you put all your bittering additions in at 85. Yeah. And with this beer. But then this is, this is something we should talk about is the, the layering of hopping. Because the first time that we did a uh, double IPA with uh, Nate, yeah. he, uh, we're sitting out. I'm sitting at the bar, like drinking beer and eating food, and he's like running over to the <laughs> kettle and throwing hops in every like. 10 You're watching minutes. me do it homebrew like, style. Dude, what like, what the fuck are you doing? Right. 
Competitions every five minutes, homebrew style. Yeah. Tasty came by later that day, and he's like, well, you know, and he explained it to me. He's like, you know, you want layering of the hops for the flavor. And I've never hopped a beer like that in my life. Okay. So do you buy into it now, or you still think it's bullshit? uh, You know. You're not sure? I'm not sure. Try it once. I think it can work really well. It's easy to go overboard with it, too, and you're probably not getting as much as you think you're getting out of it. I've actually started to pair it back and enjoyed the results a little bit more, doing things a little bit closer to what Roger's doing now, which is just a bigger late edition as opposed to edition at 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes, and then 0 minutes. It's like sure. Putting that all in sort of at 5 or 0 minutes and, and kind of scaling it back. I don't know. What do you think, Tasty? Well, I do lots of uh, uh, repetitions of the same malt bills. I'm more experimenting with malt bills than I am hops. So, uh, yeah, I, I have this, uh, this beer I make where I... Uh, Typically has like a, a hops like a twenty minute edition, fifteen minute edition, ten minute edition, and a flame out edition. That's that's pretty much what you would pretty much describe as layering. And then I tried a simpler a hopping regimen. I'm not noticing that much of a difference, but it's still. Yep. But but it, it but that is like Roger is suggesting. It's heavy loaded at the back end. I mean, it's got a lot of like flame out edition. Yeah, I think that's. And the I'm main extending point. the whirlpool. That's something. Uh, if I <laughs> use Matt's name again. I'm picking up from him as I'm. Uh, it's rare for me to do less than a 30 minute rest after uh, at flame, after flame up. But even Matt, you know, who's kind of our hop guy, he was a hop chemist before. We've talked about that. When when he talks about layering hops, I don't think he talks about it in the same way that that you're talking about it, Nate. Where you go in there and you add a hop every five minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's his version of lay of, of no, layering hops. I think hops. he's, he's pre- when he uses something terms in a similar way. He's talking about different varieties added at the same time yeah probably. yeah yeah exactly and how they and how they kind of work together not necessarily yeah. with the with the time difference uh of, of you know five minutes ten minutes you know yeah i put a lot more thought into how those that type of layering happens as opposed to multiple additions and i think that you get more effect out of choosing the varieties more carefully and probably backloading near the near the whirlpool or at flame out you're getting a lot more out of it you get you know really interesting things that i'm doing additions that Five, ten, fifteen, twenty minutes as well, but I think you're getting more more bang for the buck and and more interesting things with paring that down and then picking your varieties more carefully. You know, does Cascade work with Centennial? Does Centennial work with Simcoe? You know, whatever right. what are hops you want to pick? Are you picking hops that clash with each other? Or are you picking hops that complement each other? That's probably worth more of your time. Yeah, in consideration. And that's one of the things that uh, professional brewers had to do when the the hop crisis, quote unquote, hit was, you know, we had to figure out a different way of getting more bang for your buck. I mean, hops went up 400 500%, and they're back down to a reasonable price now. But at the end of the day, it's like, well, I'm putting in, like, you know, almost $400 of the hops yeah. in this 15-barrel batch. You got to figure that out. Yeah. So do you do it more in the Whirlpool, where you're actually, we talked about that earlier, yeah. where the hop is actually boiling off? Right. So you're losing yeah. aroma. Or do you put it in the fermenter where it doesn't boil off, obviously? Right. So put it in the fermenter. Okay. Boom. Now, see, this is a good point. This is good information, especially because uh, you're experimenting, obviously, on a daily basis, brewing a shitload of beer. And this is always something we think about. And I think it's a, it's a valid, logical point. If you can smell it coming off of the fermenter, it's coming out, or, or sorry, the, the, the kettle, it's yep. coming out of your beer, right? Yep. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah, no, back to the same as in the fermenter. Earlier you said you, you uh, capped, you dry hop with the yeah. fermenter capped. 
that means that you you're not blowing off CO two. Exactly. At that point, and Doctor Scott actually brought this up to my attention four or five years ago. You know, it's like I didn't know what I was doing. Actually, I did, but <laughs> he made it. He made it well, sound like it was the way that it should be done, and that is that you're capping it so the affluent is not going out through the blow off anymore. Yeah, yeah. AKA, it's staying in the beer. Tasty talked about a method to do this on the homebrew level <laughs> with, with corny cakes, yeah. and I love this. I'm dropping in the corny all the time. I think yeah, that's, and that's what killer you need idea. To do. Yeah. That's what you need to do. Yeah, and then you can some way you can another. cap it. Then I'm turning my corny upside down every other day. Well, oh, that's, that's true. Ridiculous. You also get I'm it to drop at room temperature. Uh, all the way through. Actually, we like, do that at Triple Rock, too. We you turn your take, car, our, your, your we take our upside down, down. And we turn it upside down. <laughs> but it is kind of the same as Rousey, you wish isn't you could. it? If you could do that, you would, wouldn't you? You'd you could do that. No. I, I, I totally disagree with that. Uh, you know, let let it do it, this thing. And why why turn it upside down? Why don't you just put CO2 onto it? and? Uh, well, because with a corny, it's easier just to turn it upside down. Yeah, it's just so much easier. Don't get all technical. Yeah. But what I—that's—that's that's kind of my point—is that it's kind of you're kind of going by tradition. Well, it just it falls out, and that's and that's dry hopping. You you put it in the top, it goes to the bottom, and that's dry hopping. But as home brewers, because we can, why not keep moving it through solution? Just fuck tradition, day. just because we can extract as much oil as you can. Right. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I can do, do. I can get the same amount of effect in three days that I can get in five on a. You know, just let it sit in the because box. of that. Because of that. See, yeah. my conical now I'm dry hopping. Well, you, still, you're, in the you're up against the drop. You may want to go to your two kegs and then do right. it there. I can't now for these two beers because I'm on a time crunch. But you're right; it might have been a, a better way to go. Well, right, what a, hold what, those thoughts. Hang on. Let, let's do just a couple calls real quick so we can get through them, and they're not hanging out too long. Uh, El Tizzo calling in from Salt Lake City, Utah, for Drunk of the Week. We'll come back to this Dark in a Mormon. second. Uh, Tizzo, what's up, man? Hello. Oh, hang on. There he is, Tizzo. God damn it! I'm not even here. Are you? What? Hello, Tizzo. Hey. What's up, brother? Not much. What's going on? Drunk of the week. Drunk of the week. Well, mostly drunk of the week. Yeah. Okay. He's in Utah. It's a lot of three percent yeah. beers. Start, <laughs> start talking. It's well, radio. Yeah. What's the other part of your call? <laughs> I'm about to switch you over to prescription drugs. Stage your business. Come on, come on, come on. Hello. <laughs> Hello? Next. Is this Tizzo? Tizzo, right. start talking. Tizzo, how do we know that you're drunk? Uh, it's my birthday on Tuesday, and we celebrated it tonight. Okay. Uh, we went out for dinner and had some good beers. All right. What'd you have? Uh, let's see. I brewed today, and I had two local uh, summer ales. All right. Scratch all that. I had when uh, you left. Uh, uh, when you left going out with your friends uh, for your birthday. Uh, to celebrate, did they say, wow, Tizzo, you're fucking drunk? Uh, after we left dinner, I was definitely happy. But they didn't say that to you. And did they, uh, did they, for example, say, wow, Tizzo, you're doing that one thing that you do when you're really drunk? Did anybody say that? Yeah, uh, I, I talk about beer a lot. Okay. <laughs> All right, good talk. Tizzo's not drunk. Yeah. It's over. All right, and uh, let's see, Sarah 36C, Sarah, uh, who's not drunk but just wants to say hi to me, I think. Actually, uh, yeah, right. actually it was me, but... Whatever. Oh, why'd you say... Well, I think it was actually me. I said me. she just wanted to say hi. Oh. oh. Did she oh, call to talk to me? Hi, Sarah, what's up? Hello, how are you? We're fine, how are you doing? Okay, great. And so you're, uh, not, uh, uh, you, you're not drinking tonight? Sarah? Sarah, you there? No, Sarah dropped. Actually, I think uh, Beave dropped her. Again. That was fucked up. 
That's fucked up, Bevo. I don't want you to Did Bevo go to Burning Man with you, Justin? She's not saying anything about it. She's pregnant. The kid's sucking all the intelligence out of her head. At least she has a good excuse. I have no excuse. I'm just retarded over here. Uh, all right, so let's go back to the discussion here, guys. Uh, one thing I want to say is this is either going to be a, a, a curse or a blessing. I don't know. Every time I complain about Simcoe now, someone can remind me of this beer because uh, it's, it's all fruit. Simcoe, and, and I'm not... Uh, it's great. No cat pee? No cat pee. No cat pee. It's grapefruit. It's grapefruit. And I don't know why people get cat pee out of Simcoe. Because it can really be cat pee. And I don't know if it's how you use it or the crop. I'm not... I I honestly don't know. But I do know that I can... I'm absolutely positive. And I can smell it in the bag, and I can taste it in the beer. And this one, though, is, is grapefruit. I think it's barn cats. It's barn cats, even. They're like wild cats. No, they keep cats in the barn to keep the mice down and, you know... Oh, so they're actually pissing on the hops? Yep. yep. <laughs> they're actually pissing on... Oh, so it's literally cat piss. Where's Schumann? Is, what is he peeing on your hops? <laughs> well, but, J- Justin, at what point do you stop hating on Simcoe? Because I've now heard you say, oh, well, this one is Simcoe, but it's okay. A couple I, I think, times, just this show. Okay, here's here's what I think. I think, think, every, I think In it's the reserved. last two hours. Well, and maybe this is a good point for, for, for brewers. Um, I think you have to be a good brewer to use a complicated hop like that. Uh, if if one of the flavor descriptors of the hop in the book of fucking hops, whatever that is, says cat piss, and you're not an experienced brewer, Stay you should not away. use or cat this, owner. You, you better watch your ass. Now, that, and I, and I what if it was dog piss? Well, listen, I'm half joking, but I'm half serious, okay? Uh well, he's getting serious, people. Well, Roger is an experienced hop user. He's brewed hoppy beers for as long as I've known him. It's It's been one of his fortes, okay? And I think that there are brewers who go, oh, yeah, it's a new hop on the market. I'm going to use that. Yeah, fuck it. It's a new hop. I'm going to brew an IPA with that. And then we taste it, and to me, it, it brings out the characteristics of that hop that are not the best, which in this case would be cat piss. So I say the day I will accept Simcoe is the day that all brewers know how to use it, right? Here. Because I have said that there are exceptions. Right. But it's always with a great brewer. It's never been some mediocre brewer, or home brewer for that matter, that I've gone, oh, yeah, great job with the Simcoe. You know. Citra can be another one, to just so we don't pick on one hop too much. If that hop is used incorrectly, it comes across as plastic or like lemon pledge or something. It's like yeah, not very appetizing. Citra is actually right? very grapefruity, too, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And. Basically, we made a Harvest Ale last year with Citra, and everyone in the, the pub was like, what the fuck are you brewing? Oh, really? Yeah, because it smelled like a pink grapefruit. Like, right. you were, like, in a shell of a grapefruit and, like, trying to get out. Yeah. Pretty sure open that up in San Francisco. And I've heard that overuse sure of the Citra, too. Aggressive hops, like yeah. you're saying. You but I've not tasted incorrectly. it. Citra was actually is being grown to counteract Simcoe. It's kind same, of amazing. Yeah, it's, in, it's same, in what way? Uh, what do you mean to counteract it? Well, because Simcoe is so big. I see. And now Citra is huge as well. Yeah, it's the same um, hop breeders. It's the guys at uh, yeah. Select Botanicals. They've also bred Citra, and it's just one of their more recent varieties. And that had a huge uptake in popularity. Simcoe took a lot longer to gain in popularity. It's obviously really huge now, but well, it's, Citra... It's been huge in the craft world for, like, you know, 10 years. Right. Citra... Had it, we just didn't know about it Had here, this yeah. huge demand almost from the beginning. It had a lot of interest. 
Yeah, well, because everyone's licking at new hops. Now. Exactly, they're like chomping at the bit to like oh, citrus next. El Dorado is the next one. So, are you, are you guys saying that that hops are some are just a lot more forgiving than others, and Simcoe's just not forgiving? I think basically? so. It, I think yeah, that some hops citra as well. I think that's part of the reason that Columbus and Centennial and Cascade became so popular. Not just because they have a wonderful uh, flavor and aroma, but because they're forgiving. Uh, you they're could consistent. use you could use too much of it, and it would just taste a little more citrusy. Right, it would taste a little more of this. A li- None of those uh, flavors were offensive. You yeah. get to something like Simcoe, where a flavor can be offensive, and now it's difficult to use. And so, I think well, that it does I, have to do with uh, a little bit how easy a hop is to use. But to I, me, I think I think there's a fine line between offensive and unique. Okay, that's you all over, isn't it? <laughs> I think Who that woke was him up. <laughs> <laughs> Who woke the motherfucker up over there? But that was a compliment, by the oh, way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was yeah. 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 He's just saying so you, you need to <laughs> Who woke you up? <laughs> Bevo, what'd you have to tell me? That Simcoe thing. Dude. Okay, I might actually have to take a lot of one because I think it's Sarah calling back again. Hold on one second. Okay. Sarah. I think difficulty of use is a big part of it. I think that, uh, yeah. you know, there's so many varieties of hops. And there's so little research, let's face it. There's a there's really a small amount of research done. So and when you buy hops as a pro, well, may, help me out with this. When you buy hops as a pro, they give you a new variety. What do they give you, like a paragraph description of what it's supposed to do? Essentially. Okay. And so you kind of have to smell it and guess well, and experiment. That's one of the things I like doing at Triple Rock is the single hop series. And basically, we just take one hop and we, we make a beer with it. And here it is. Here's your hop. This is what the hop is, you know, and the malt takes a back seat. It just sits there uh, and does what it needs to do, which is basically create the alcohol and a and little barrels. bit of uh, malt backbone. backbone. Yeah, and then it's all about the hop, right? And uh, but you have that luxury as a small brew house. Yeah, another guy might not have that. He gets his paragraph description. He hears about all his peers doing it and hopes for the best, right? Yeah. Until he figures it out a couple times. Yeah, it, it, that, it, that would be a, a much more difficult road. Yeah. Sort of like speed dating. Opinion. It <laughs> is kind of like speed dating for hops. Well, <laughs> Roger gets to speed date because he can do one, one-off batches like that. Single-off yeah, batches. I, no, that's what's great about my job. I, I wake up uh, certain days and decide to brew whatever I want to brew. Yeah. And I do. You the know, owner that, that's allows a good me game. to do that, which is awesome. And John Martin is probably great the guy. greatest, greatest uh, owner I've ever had. I like John. I've just actually recently met him this year, and he's a nice guy. And he he's owns awesome. a, a, several places, and he's just into it. He's a good guy. Yeah. You might miss this when you own your own place, Roger. Well, I will. I yeah. will. I can, all, I can almost guarantee that. Because you, you, you certainly, uh, you're, you're going to experiment, obviously, but you're going to have like your own bottom lines to, to yeah, complete. exactly. Yeah, you might Where miss it's, this. Uh, you know, it's when his... I'm paying the bills, it's a whole different episode. <laughs> yeah, you're like... well, actually, when I'm not paying them, Claudio's. <laughs> right. Yeah, right now you're like, hey, John Martin, we're going to do a single hot beer to test this out. Okay, great. All right. <laughs> as long as it sells. Claudio would be like, Roger, we're not buying any more of that. What is that? Matueka? What the hell was that hop you're <laughs> buying, dude? Uh, yeah, it's from New Zealand, baby. Don't worry about it. <laughs> well, this is a good Harvest Ale. I, I like it quite a bit. It's, it's a good beer. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Harvest Ales. I like this one, though. Well, that's the that's the beauty of like what I, I was saying before is we add way too many hops. Okay. Basically, we're we, at... Uh, uh, who, who's we? Craft Brewers? We, myself, and I again. Yeah. We not talked me. about this earlier, didn't we? <laughs> no, uh, we add at Triple Rock. Oh, way too many hops. Uh, like I was saying before, Vinny was saying uh, five to one. We did ten to one. 
Wow. Because you can't. How many pounds? Actually, a little bit over that. Because we're a seven-barrel system, and we added 10 barrels or 10 pounds to one barrel. Okay. 10 to 1 ratio for 219 gallons, then, I guess, of wet hops. Exactly. Nice. So the only thing that I, uh, the only off flavor that I know, and I wonder if it has to do with age, because I, I asked about this once, probably not in the company that I should have asked about it in. I don't think they took my question very lightly. It's always the best place to ask. Well, I was at, I was at uh, a brewing company in uh, Colorado with Vinny. He had taken me there, and he works very closely with his brewery, and they had given me this, this super hoppy beer. And my question was, and it's the same with this one. Uh, sometimes when you get really hoppy like that, um, there can be a plastic flavor. And I think that a, a very hoppy beer, and I think in harvest beers too, if it doesn't go um, grassy, if you've done a lot like you've done here, it can go plastic. It has a little bit of a plastic flavor. And I asked about it at a, at a brewery who had, they were very proud of their hoppy beer, and I don't think they liked my question. But that wasn't a harvest ale. But the answer actually was pretty honest, and the honest answer was, well, when hops are young, when it's re- when it's very fresh, and the hops are young, and the beer is young, the um, the bitterness or the hot flavor the, uh, the hot flavor can come across as plastic, and within a week or two, it's that will that will die down. Do you is it is it a phenol? Is that what it is? Okay, and so you're saying this is right out of the fermenter, for example. <laughs> yeah, this beer won't be on top at Triple Rock for another week. Got it. Okay. I was like looking at our tap list. I'm like, uh, I got dankness, and what am I going to bring? It's going to be good. Ah, uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. this. I'm, I'm bringing the harvest. Oh, out. I'm glad you did. Yeah. And it's a mild flavor too. So, but it, but it's a phenol that you're saying is that that flavor, yeah. and that tends to just air out after a bit. It will. Okay. It'll scrub out with the CO2 being forced into it. Okay. Um, yeah. It'll be fine. And it happens a lot with with mostly hoppy beers, like very hoppy beers, is yeah. what I've noticed it in. So. Oh, hang on, Beaver. That's my fault. I have a question from um, Spider Wrangler. He wants to know if anybody's used Motueka. Oh, I just had a beer yeah. with that. I'm actually going to make a single hop uh, with that probably next week. Are you? It's a new, is this your first it's time? It's a New Zealand hop. That's my first time, yeah. Yeah. Is it a, is it a new hop? Uh, as far as I know, no. Uh, new to us, Nate I guess, might know. Yeah. It's been around a Tasty. little while. I think that, that maybe was... we can wake up Doctor Scott for that. <laughs> yeah, really. I think that was one of the hops used in the the beer from Stone at the NHC this year. The really dark uh, black double IPA that they had uh, given us for the conference. It was one of the hops that they'd used in the beer. I'm not sure where they use it, but I'm pretty sure that was on the on the label. Do, do you know what kind of typical descriptors? Have you cracked a bag open and smelled not, it, Roger? Okay. Uh, and that's another like. thing is like why if you have like this unique hop why would you uh, and nothing against Stone I love Mitch and Greg and all those guys but why would you muddle it with uh, like a dark IPA I mean mm. let it be pronounced and let it be like announced sure to, they're probably to still what it is. I bet they did some single hop small batches they have a small home, um, more beer type system there I think maybe they did some small batches to experiment with that who knows yeah but you know? uh, well, as consumers don't know that, is the uh, hop so that I was going to say even as a consumer I'd love to try it is the hop citra earthy uh, what's it right. it's a most, most of the New Zealand hops that I am, citra, right. that I know are not citra really what not citrus they're uh, they're more like a, like a white wine like Nelson like Nelson is like their big selling hop down there, which is like yeah. I, I wouldn't see that going well with a dark beer, like you're thinking, guys. Yeah, be better with a lighter color beer. Yeah, and that's why I love doing the single hop thing. Is just like you know, here it is. Try it out. Here's yeah, the with that hop. Yeah. All right, I think Sarah's back on the line. Sarah, what's happening? Yeah, Sarah. I was. 
Sorry. Oh, we... hi. Hey. <laughs> uh, you're not drinking tonight? Time. No drunk of the week no, tonight? No. Well, I don't think I have enough to qualify, so I don't think I can compete because I've been drinking in airports across the country, so... I don't know. It adds up to like seven or eight, and that's not enough for drunk of the week. So, so you're on. Are you home? Or you've been on your way home? Is that what you're saying? No, no. I got home like probably an hour ago, so I've been listening to the show for that long. But I see. Oh my! It was quite a day. <laughs> yeah. Oh. So. No. So Justin went. So you're home, you and you went. No, uh, I'm home. <laughs> oh wait. So okay. So yeah. I want to. No, no, I'm home. Oh. What's my? Yeah, not no, Sarah. Yes, ask yes, ask. baby. Yes. What's yeah. your what? Slow it down, people. <laughs> okay, so I wanted to say hi, and I want to tell um, Tasty just a belated happy birthday because I, so. I unfortunately couldn't call in the past few weeks, so that was all. We've been and off the air, actually. That's true. It's <laughs> been okay. So um, <laughs> I was able to celebrate my birthday. Do you want to sing him happy birthday, yeah. or, or could, no. you do, could you do a Marilyn Monroe <laughs> style? For me? Do, you, do, you have a, do you have a special message for him, or anything like that? Well, I think he knows what it is, but... The rest of us don't, though, Sarah. So what is it? Oh, you guys have a little special thing going on, Tasty? <laughs> yeah, what's going Sarah on? Sarah and I, yeah, we're, we have a bond, for sure. Wow, yeah. I like that. You know, my birthday's coming up next Monday. It's a week from oh. now. A week from now. Wow. So I don't know what kind of special well, thing you, know, you got going, but... That's pretty fun. You know, and we need an update on the picture thing, so... It's uh, true. Yeah, make sure you CC uh, me know, on any it's been pictures. a little while. That's the same old picture. We're kind of looking at that. Okay, okay, I get it. Give us an update. I understand. I've been kind of busy, you know, traveling, being mm. back home. So. I am it actually, oh, no. Well, what we have no, in mind no, won't take any special wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you got, you know, nothing is perfect. Okay. No, here's what happened is my um, computer where I can download the pictures, I actually got a virus from looking at too much porn. <laughs> I thought no. it was like some other, or some website. No, I'm serious. We love you, Sarah. We I'm going to stand up for this one. We so love you. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Standing ovation for Roger, yeah. Uh, well, Tasty is happy to replace your lap your laptop and uh, with yeah. a new one that, that can sure. send pictures. Yeah. <laughs> you know. No, no, we're working on my stepbrother. He like knew the solution, so unfortunately, aren't you a doctor or something? Why, why why am I offering well, to replace yeah. your computer? You're you're doing fine. Yeah, but I didn't want to replace it if he can fix it. So well, just go on Craigslist and get own. a porn computer. It's fine. Yeah. Just get some used yeah. thing. You know, I got my own. Porn. If it's just for porn. Oh, I mean, wait, what was the question? Yeah. I didn't know they had that. They, like they, no, you make one. You make your own crappy one that. into porn. They do, Sarah. You go to ujiz dot com and you can uh, watch some virus free porn. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they use coupon code BN Army, by the way. Right. Oh. <laughs> All right. So, okay, well, okay. so uh, Tasty appreciates uh, your happy Thanks birthday. Thanks for the happy birthday wishes. And then don't forget that mine is next Monday. So, <laughs> Okay, well, perfect. Are you having a show next Monday or is it on Sunday? No, we're going to do the show on Monday, actually, because I'm gonna be, we're going to oh, be at the NorCal Festival. Birthday. So next, it's actually going to be an on-air celebration. Yeah. Nice. Oh, well, that's a party, then. Yeah. I better get, um, get ready. ready to have get, some fun. Get ready for the party. Call in sick on Tuesday. Everything's going to be fine. Party. Perfect. All right. Thank you, Sarah. Sounds good. Yeah, thanks. All right, Bye. Good night. Uh, okay. And let's see. We have Waltz uh, from North Dakota on for Drunk of the Week. Waltz. Holy shit. It took you guys a while uh, yeah, to get a hold of 
Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. We have a whole show to Justin's do. Justin's a little long. We're on overtime, so be yeah. quick. Is this motherfucker speaking I mean, English? Like, yeah, yeah he's he good. might be English, Roger. English, oh. <laughs> Roger. I can't even hear you, people. It, it sounds like there's like a hundred of you in my head right now, oh. and. Uh, I like that. I don't know which one of you is going to touch me later, but I'm pretty excited. What do you about mean, it. you people? Yeah, where do, where do I line up for this? <laughs> All right. Uh, well, besides the touching, what else is going? Break? Wait, where did she learn that? This, it's, not, it's about time she learned that. It, it is her last show, isn't it? Now that I think it's about Bevo's it. last show. It is. Farewell yeah. tour, yeah. I mean, we're Mary all pretending baby. that it's not her actual last show, just so we don't cry, but it's probably her actual last Mary show. Mary, baby, to you. Mary, baby, dear Bevo, I hope it's not all from Sam Jizz. <laughs> <laughs> well, unfortunately. And many more. <laughs> no. Okay. And less jizz. I was going to ask how his friends know he's drunk, but I think it's when he sings. <laughs> and makes up songs. <laughs> yeah. So See, the, this- worst part is, the worst part is I'm a musician, but then when I'm uh, drunk, I'm still a musician, but bad. <laughs> Uh, do you have an acoustic guitar next to you? <laughs> yeah. I, I just might. Grab an acoustic guitar. Is there a lot of agents in Damn North it. Dakota? Grab your acoustic guitar. And I would like we'll you... Sing I would like you to make up a song now about um, about Bevo's baby, Esther. Her name's not Esther. Bevo's baby, Esther? Agnes. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Agnes. Oh, shit. Ag- Agnes. And it can be three chords. I'm a, I'm a big fan of a good three-chord song like Bob Dylan. And um, oh, and it doesn't a have to, on the It doesn't have to have a strong hook. Um, it just has to be about Agnes. It has to rhyme, right? And it has to rhyme. Here's my worry: is that you're not gonna be able to hear the guitar? Can you guys hear it? Yep, yep, we can hear it. <laughs> can North Dakota? The floor is yours. So true. Where's the cutoff button? He's not sure about how to tie any of his shoes. He's got two feet and one shiny brain. <laughs> two left feet and one shiny brain. Tiny That's brain. actually what the song's called. Oh, I prefer shiny brain. Shiny brain. And one sperm that works really well. Hey now. Uh, well done. Yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what the hell you guys just said. All right, well, but, um, thank you. No, it was good, and you're now in the running for Drunk of the Week. Sounds like Tom Petty. I hope you enjoyed my half-shit song. Loved you it. It was great. Game. Cheers, brother. You're in the Bye. running. All right, let's go to uh, Brew Douche from uh, Pennsylvania. Brew Douche, what's up, man? Hello. 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 Hey-o. Hey-o. How you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? We're doing great. You've been drinking all night? I, you know what I've been drinking ever since I started watching the show? Is it Justin? Yeah, it's Justin. Are you still watching the show? Yeah, on TV. No, no shit. Oh, I've been going. Touche. Oh, okay, hold on. I stepped away from the computer so I could actually listen to you without, Thank you. like. Appreciate oh, it. You're welcome. I'm trying to do my best for Radio Gold. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate that. We don't get much I think he might here. be playing with himself. Uh, so were you at home drinking tonight, or were you out drinking? I am at home in Pennsylvania, California. 
<laughs> I'm in California, Pennsylvania. Dude, wow, what? I, okay. I, I am in California, Pennsylvania, okay. which I think is really funny because Daisy is brewing in Pittsburgh, California, which, like, kind of irritates me. and, 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 and It, 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 it amuses me. <laughs> yeah. All right. Next. And uh, <laughs> you've been drinking homebrew all night? No, no. I've been drinking a lot of stuff, but I'm not going to bore you guys with... Listen, the whole the whole resume thing irritates the shit out of me, so I'm not going to okay. like bore you with it. So, well, you wanna, how well, are well, you well, married? Okay. Do you want to hear like the best beer that I drank? Well, no. Uh, are you, <laughs> actually are you, no? Are you married? Yeah. How would your wife know that you're drunk right now? What What do you do when your wife goes, "Oh shit, you've been drinking"? <laughs> I don't know. I find out the next day. No, there's something. There's something that we all do that they go like. For example, Roger shows his ass. All right, and then yeah, Claudia yeah. goes, "Oh fuck, Roger's yeah. been drinking." And Why? and he shows his ass. He goes, "Trip rock, trip rock, trip rock." <laughs> so, what was the last one? <laughs> so we all do something. Every one of us has it. What do you do when people know you're drunk? Listen, it's not really that funny. I'm telling you, I find out the next day because I, like, black out, and I'm like, oh, shit, and then I hear about it for months and months and months. What, what'd you hear about? Right, so you black yeah. out. Do you black out? That's what he does. It's funny. He blacks. So his friends are like, watch this. Whatever we do, he won't remember tomorrow. So do you wake yeah. up with yeah. a bleedy ass every once in a while? Yeah. Because that didn't happen. His friends are like, you see that moose on the wall? Watch this. Uh, no, I no. I, I, What's I, I do to it? He won't remember tomorrow. And, and do something that makes everybody funny and laugh, and then they all tell me how stupid I was, and you know that's how it is. Yeah, I say. Okay. Well, trying to make it funny. <laughs> Next, help us. <laughs> what's your favorite? Hey, what's your favorite song? You got a favorite song? My, Kenny Rogers. You like a little Kenny Rogers? No, I, no. I think it's in a Gata Davida. No. I told Bevo that I wanted to sing version. War Pigs by Black Sabbath. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I used to do it at clubs, and I did it uh, like a performance locally, and it was like awesome. And, and, well, and dude, I heard, who like, am I to say no? Yeah, let's hear, I, let's hear me some War Pigs. Well, some background here. So. But, uh, well, I, I need to make sure. Justin, do you have any music ready? I'm looking for it. I don't Give think I have. A, I don't think I have the original version. Hang on. It's okay if you don't have it. I can just sing it. I mean, I can do it acapella. acapella. Well, yeah. that, that's on. fine by me. Hang on, let me uh, let me give you one chance. Let me see if I can find it. Give it a second here. We're waiting for you, Justin, not me, not was, the caller. Was it's, trying to help. it's okay. It's not dead radio. We'll make it fill in. I got okay. it. Well, I got it. Always got you it. You got it. Yeah, you got it. All right, sing along. You got oh, it. Oh yeah, that's it. I got it in my ear, dude. I'm ready to go. All right, you ready? We're oh ready. yeah. You know, the intro is really long, right? Oh, that's true. It is really yeah. long, isn't it? <laughs> you, you want to skip ahead to the part where I sing? Ozzy has to have a drink first at the beginning of the song. He does. Here you go. Him and, and his jewels and, and the whatnot. Oh, I was almost there. Here you go. Ready? It's coming up on okay. you. Okay. He sings it faster. Watch out. Yeah. Ready? I'm ready. It's coming up. It's coming Here you up. go. Hang on. Ready? You didn't get it right, but let's go. Come on. Getting rolls gathered in black masses. Just 
black witches at black masses. I, I, I don't know. I'll party. Evil minds at blood destruction. They're coming up. Here you go. Catch up. He's burning. There you go. As the war machine keeps turning. Come on, how long do you want it to go? You gotta do the chorus. Oh man, what is that? The Iron Maiden version? Might be. Okay, okay. Come on, I'm done. I'm not even entertained anymore. No. It was good. It's gonna be good for a second. It was almost good. It was good. What's that? Can I jump in on the Simcoe conversation? Yeah, what do you got to say? There? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, you know what? I've had a lot of these, like, cat-piss Simcoe beers, and they really irritate the crap out of me because I can't stand the smell of, like, a dirty freaking cat box. It reminds me of, like, this bitch who left me after five years. But the mango Simcoe is really good. So you got to be careful about what kind you get. That's what I'm saying. So no, how do you order? What do you do? Order mango? I totally... Or I totally agree with you. The cat piss Simcoe makes me want to kill somebody, but the mango Simcoe is good. So you you don't like, know until careful. you smell it. So it brings no, out the don't. evil in you. No, you don't know until you smell it, because, like, the cat piss makes you want to, you know, freaking kill somebody, but the mango was, like, awesome, and, and you got to know the good brewer. Yeah. You know what I'm Dude, all right. Yeah, all right, Douche, you are in the yeah. running for Drug of the Week, my friend. Thank you for calling. Thank you. Cheers, brother. <laughs> yeah, love it. Participating. But I, I do believe there's only, uh, and Nate could probably uh, back me up on this, I think there's only one or two farms that are actually growing Simcoe. Yeah, it's uh, Select Botanicals is the, the people who patented it, and there's three farms who can grow it. And I think most of it's coming from Loftus, who we talked to, Patrick. Smith on this show. Why not just pick a April. better one that does oh. the same thing? Here's my question. All right, if it's so difficult to get it right, like I'm talking about, are we talking about uh, the guy singing, or are we talking about yeah. both? <laughs> then why Simcoe. not just why not just pick another one? Isn't there another one that can do it? Isn't there another what? one that can do the Simcoe thing? No, no. that's home. Uh, no? Brewers what? like challenges, what does it, don't they? What does it have for you that another hop doesn't give you? A challenge, and I mean it. No, it's not that. No, it's no. It's why not? risk it? What it's, is it? What is the character that this hop has when it, that when you it's can't, good and it's used right? What do you you think, tell Roger? me. Take a take a whiff of that beer. I don't that's know. What, I that's I've... what Simcoe is. Mm. Well, I mean, it's like grapefruit. Fresh it's grapefruit tropical flavor? tropical fruit that you can't get from another one. Yeah, you probably could, but why? I think so. Yeah. I mean, well, because there's, there's no, no risk of cat piss. No then. risk of cat piss. The, the, why does everyone think it's cat piss? This is fucking bullshit. This is... <laughs> <laughs> fucking the hop blend that uh, Hop Union released this year, Falconer's Flight, was done in part to help meet demand for Simcoe. Because there wasn't enough to go around. Okay. So that wasn't the only reason, but that's an interesting way in which blending hops can help you achieve a similar end so result now, now as a single hop. The hop people are actually blending hops, whereas we're blending hops as brewers. Right. Okay. So they're doing it uh, uh, on the farm, you mean? Well, yeah. I don't... In the pelletizing. To be honest with you, yeah, it's after pellet. I see. Okay. Okay. So and after pelletization, they'll take... 
pellets and blend those together? Is that what they're doing? Yeah. Huh? And to be honest with you, I why? Yeah, I mean, that's going to be let the make brewers your, do make that. your job harder. Yeah, mm. exactly. Well, that was done for the shortcoming of hops like Simcoe. On, on the comment I made earlier about Matueka on that beer for NHC, it was actually a hop called Hercules with a K. Is what they used in that Hercules. NHC year. I don't know what that hop. So K U R L E S H E R T K U N T. What was it? K U N T. Yeah. Wow. So I don't know of a beer made with Matueka yet, and I don't know what the descriptors might be. But what's this other barrel aged beer you guys gave me? Yeah, that one's unreal. Oh, that's that's evil. That's talk about that. That's a glass of evil. Is that yours? Did you bring that too? Yeah. Holy moly! What is that? That's bourbon barrel aged Kaiser Sose. Yeah, Kaiser Sose. It's <laughs> there is no Kaiser Sose. No Kaiser was this brewed in Skokie, Illinois? <laughs> you know, I call this is a sh- is this is a show ender. <laughs> no, that's pretty much. I'm like, done. Uh, yeah, yeah no you're kidding. done. It's real good. Yeah, it is. How, think, much, uh, how much alcohol in there, Roger? Awesome flavor. Awesome bourbon flavor. It, not, but not too much. Yeah, not it's, all burny and. It's actually 13, percent and oh. then it goes into the barrel and comes out at essentially 15. Woo. Yeah, that's a show ender. Wow, that's a good night. Um, and it's actually a kind of a unique process. Uh, we take a imperial stout and then start adding sugar to it and put it on distiller's yeast to pump up the alcohol because the distiller's yeast won't drop out at like 11, 12 percent. Yeah. Like normal yeast. <laughs> Do you think that beer will quote unquote help me lactate or just get me drunk? Yes. Both. I don't see why it can't be both. I think, yes. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. You are so, correct. Hint. Do you need me to test? Congratulations. On just squeezing a baby out of your vag. <laughs> just throwing that out there. Wait, what? Are you looking for a bottle of this? Is that what you're saying? That's what I want. <laughs> oh, I see. That's going to be uh, Roger's contribution to the, the baby shower, yeah. is a bottle of this. Yeah. Did it's you, not sugar, Roger. Bebo, did you try it? No. Do you need me to I help test how the lactating is going after the baby is born? Like if everything's flowing <laughs> properly? That's disgusting. Um, so I have a question from Film Lab Rat. You notice how I just went right no? past over that? <laughs> Um, he wants to know if you can smell the difference between two Simcoe's by rubbing them. And then I asked if that was a real question. And he said yes. <laughs> right. With whole hops in particular. Uh, well, yeah. sure. I think you can tell the difference between any crop of hops um, by rubbing them together. And absolutely. The, here's the thing. And you know what? Nate just went to hop school. So we're going to do a whole show on that. Yeah. And he's going to be able to talk about this more. But pelletizing hops is an interesting process where... Uh, I don't know that necessarily there are multiple crops involved, but I think sometimes there are. Definitely. But in general, sometimes there's multiple crops, and they're trying to make the best hop possible, and they're they're cramming them together in this one thing. So, absolutely, um, you, you could smell the difference from from hop to hop. Now, more particularly, though, if you take a hot flower, like if you take one crop of Simcoe and another crop of Simcoe, and you uh, it, it, Simcoe? Crow, What's Simcoe? Uh, Simcoe, and it, whole flower, and you smash it in your hands, you bet your ass you can smell the difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And just I, like any other hop. Well, uh, just like any other the, crop. That's I mean, how the growers uh, evaluate right. it in the field. You know, Chardonnay, you go to Sonoma, you have Chardonnay from one winery, it's totally different than the Chardonnay from the other winery. Same grapes. Yeah. Same grape. All stainless, boom. It's, you know, it has a lot to do with, like, you know, how the sun is hitting the crop, uh, you know. Yeah, you sure. can actually do the farm, too, and and probably have different, uh, you know, oh, the mountain the uh, is hitting this, right. so it's not as sunny, but we didn't get as much yield, yada, yada. Right. Blah, so hops blah. aren't immune to that. They're, they're you know, agricultural product. They're going to vary. Yeah. Right. Is why every alpha, year is going to change. Why alpha acid changes for year to year, yeah. right, of course. Well, sure, right. unless you're so telling us hops. And everything's the same. 
You're not bitter or anything. Nothing about said that. there. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, I'm uh, sorry. What was the question? Snow Captain's on the line for Drunk of the Week. Snow Captain, what's up? What's up, guys? Amen. What up? Hey, Snow. Snow Captain. Did he just walk off the cliff? Snow Captain's like, quiet. How's it going, guys? It's good, man. Real good. Oh. Has, has that has that glow from your victory in the quote game worn off yet? Uh, excuse me. All right. All right. Good talk. Jesus. So, drunk of the week. Well, more of a thank you and a sign off to Bevo. But yeah, I'm I'm drinking some good beer, but I'm not hammered yet. All right. What would you so like? To, what would you like to say to Bevo? Thanks for the good time, Bevo. There you go. <laughs> she gave you a hoorah. Thank or you. Something bad. Have a good night, guys. All right. Thanks, man. Can you believe that Bevo might not be with us anymore? This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous. It's hard to imagine. It's fucking stupid. Is what we'll it just is. bring the show to her house. It is stupid. You can bring. You can come back. Just put that baby in the other room with can you, Sam. Can you do a live show from the hospital? Oh, I would like I that. I we just do it in here. <laughs> can, we, can I bring the webcam? Can we just webcam that baby coming out? Yeah. It wouldn't be the first live interview we've done <laughs> from the And here it comes. We that, did the interview when you were in the hospital, Justin. That's true. That's yeah. true. We could just follow up on our hospital series. That's right. Hospital series. Yeah, I want to see. <laughs> what does that mean? I want to see more than one. I want to see Esther come out of that thing. <laughs> Gross. I don't are, are you going to video it? No. People do that. They video. I, I know what they what people do. That doesn't mean I'm going to do it. Well, angry it, Megan is on the phone. She's not think, quite drunk, but I don't know if she really just wants to be angry. Or not. I think angry? she's admitting to the fact that it's going to be called Esther. Right. Her name is Abigail. She'll be called Abby. Sure. Abby Rose, like Abby Road. Oh. Except not. Except not. Except not at all. Like, She's like, still not going to have shoes on. Like Abbey Road, except from the 30s. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> I will be thin again someday, and I will kick your ass. <laughs> Ninja style. Wow. Now, I, we don't have to wait until Can't you're wait thin for that day. before you come back and work the chat room, right? Because that, that's going to be years, let's face it. Or possibly never. Because here's what's going to happen. <laughs> I'm not going to get pregnant again. You are. Ever? You here's are. what's going to happen. You're, you're going gonna, gonna to spit out Esther. And then, I hate you. And then, <laughs> and then, and then eventually you, Sam's gonna want to have sex well, again. Well, you're gonna hang nope. around for What's like that smell. You're oh, gonna hang Esther. around for eight months doing the baby thing and going. It's well, I, I can't move because I just had a baby. It'll be eight, like eight months. That's what you do. I know what happens with you mothers. You're like, oh, I still can't move. It's I had a baby, and then so you can hang around. And then just about the time you you start to talk yourself into getting fit again. Sam, fit, fit being the, the drunken idiot that he is, is going to knock you up. Yeah. Accidentally, once again. And then it'll be baby time again. So, Beef, I'm not sure you're ever... Um, baby machine. I think she's blushing. <laughs> you, she knows he's well, right. That's here. why. <laughs> At least your no. boobs will always be big. Yeah, that's a good point. At least I, got, I have that. <laughs> At least we you have, have something to fall back yeah. on. Like, no fall, fall into. As, yeah. as if we can't no find another redeeming quality about Bevo. We're like, well, at least your boobs are big. At least there's that. <laughs> All right. Now I feel terrible. You should. No, you don't. Uh, yeah. you angry Megan. Later. All right. Angry Megan's on the line. Angry Megan. Megan, what's happening? Hey, guys. What's going on? Uh, you know, I was talking to Bevo about her vagina. I heard about that. What's um, about to shoot out of it? I'm familiar with pregnant women, and i got to tell you, the boobs are really spectacular. Yeah. They're good, right? Don't Have you been know. pregnant yeah. before, Meg? Yeah. Yeah. They're, no. Oh. No. That's why she's so angry. No. Oh, we got a lesbian no. on the phone. No, <laughs> Checking out the not. boobs. No, the boobs are special, though. They come out of a special bra that right. just pops open, and the boobs <laughs> flops out, all- and it's... <laughs> 
until really then. Playwright right and Fool just said booze right. code to you. And we're signing <laughs> off so we can go look at some porn. <laughs> it is nice. Um, no pregnant women porn this evening, thanks. Okay. But definitely tomorrow morning. All right. Maybe. Well, no, I have to work, so. Okay. Wednesday. Well, what That's else, Meg? Off. What's happening? Well, I just wanted to say uh, I've been listening to the show tonight, and I was a little disappointed in the Zane Lamprey portion of the evening. Okay. Go ahead. Where did everybody go? Oh, it they just like, disappeared. They just disappeared. I saw Nate with his thinking man position, <laughs> and I saw Tasty kind of sitting back being like, oh, too many cookies. Yeah. No. That's not, no. It's not the Tasty I know. Here's the deal. Oh, that's not the way I roll. No, I- Lockdown on everybody for the Zane portion of the episode. Good question. He does. No, yes, yes, he did. We're God more about it. talking to brewers, you know. That guy. Here's, here's the thing. I want to sleep. Be professional. Good question. Good question. Go ahead. Zane, Nate. Zane is a professional. <laughs> Dustin's a professional. I'm out. Yeah, we're, we're <laughs> I got amateurs, nothing. Yeah. I got nothing in that conversation. <laughs> I'll just drag him down. He'll be like, and then so anyway, uh, whatever that guy was talking about, and on to the important stuff. <laughs> We have kind of been told to shut the fuck up uh, when somebody's know. online. No, oh, yeah. no, no, Justin did not do that today, though. No, no, I didn't no, no, give no. you guys the Zane shut up. No, no, no. no, 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 no he told no, us to shut up. No, it's in, in general. I feel, like, I feel like, Justin, I feel like maybe you told him to shut the fuck up. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Well, we, we go with the flow. And the, we can see the flow, for sure. This is a good question. Uh, it's a very good question. Did I give you guys the shut up on the Zane? No, no, no. No, no, no right. but... It's an unwritten kind of law around here. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not. It might be. There's no, there's no law. Oh, no. That's it, not true. I've heard you specifically say, make sure you have a lot of things to say to yeah, this guest. Yeah, talk more. Yeah, yeah no, it's also say. don't interrupt him when he's talking. Well, he doesn't want you to talk over him because that's <laughs> right. shitty. Here's the, that's that's the what we do rule. here. Speaking well, of shitty, I think I just took one. <laughs> it, it's true. And and that's the only rule is uh, I, I try to make it a rule, and especially because we get a lot of feedback about it. Do not Don't talk, talk over people. Don't talk, don't talk uh, over what people. What the fuck's wrong with you people? <laughs> Whatever. And especially when we get <laughs> crazy. A, a great guest on, uh, I try to go, look, let's all uh, be conscious of it. And and it just turns out that I talk too fucking much. That's yeah, what happens. When they're not in the, in the studio, we don't have eye Wait, contact. Wait, well, well, Vinny said. No. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but when they're not in the studio, we don't have Vinny eye said. contact, so we just can't... Uh, yeah, get word in edgewise without offending anybody. But right. honestly, I think that was just like two people talking to each other. I think it was, I think you should have offended more people. I think you guys could have gone with that. Yeah. But that, I you mean, know that's... Zane does what we do. How, how, how offensive can we get with that one? It was, uh, I liked it. I thought it was okay. It's too bad it didn't get recorded in an archive because uh, no one's going to hear <laughs> that fucking <laughs> thing. Everyone would have enjoyed uh, it. It's the curse of the Nobody writer. can hear it. No. That's great. Well, because I'm calling in, so no. Oh, they can hear that this part. Either, ever. Yeah. No angry Megan uh, drunk of the year nominations. Well, there's still evening. there's still time. Plenty of time. Well, <laughs> time. it's not necessarily a year. But, uh, yeah. I like angry no, Megan. I did, I did also want to say on a on a sober note. Um, Right now, I am enjoying a clone of Nate's Citrus Bomb IPA, oh, and it is fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, Drink it's, up. It's Thank great. you. It's awesome. It's like a fantastic beer. Okay. Yeah, that one features Falconers and a lot of other cool stuff. That Yeah, the the, um, the dankness, actually, that we were talking about earlier is the same malt bill. So uh, it's a great platform to experiment with hops. So if you like what's going on there, you can use that same malt bill to 
do lots of IPAs and get some interesting nice. things out nice. of hops. So. Yeah, and I heard you guys talking a lot about New Zealand hops and uh, Pete, the household brewer. He's he's the guy. I don't I I don't brew. I just call in for drunk of the week and stuff. Right. But uh, he's doing a pale ale, and it's 100 percent Golden Promise, and then it's hopped completely with New Zealand hops. Nice. Nice. Yeah, it's really good. It's like 4% session beer, best pale ale session beer ever. Besides Triple Rock. Right. <laughs> of course. Well, okay. I'll give you that. All right. <laughs> Hanger, Hanger. i got to talk to Terrence the Black now, so we'll catch up to you later. Thank you for calling. Cheers, Megan. Hey. See ya. Cheers. So, Terrence the Black, you went to uh, the uh, uh, baby shower uh, yesterday, right? Or Saturday, whenever. Yeah, yeah. No, I yesterday. did not. Oh, you didn't no, go? I didn't go. That's no. kind of gay. Oh, it, was, it wasn't it co-ed. It was not co-ed. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Dude, no, it should have been. Girls not co-ed. don't even want to go to the... Well, Ladies only. At least I don't. I don't want to go to those things. Why would you guys? You're the one having the baby. Now, Terrence, I know you're a I big fan... I wanted people just to send gifts. I know you're a big you fan make, of... Make um, the husband go. Golden Girls. Uh, so you must be happy about the name Abigail. Yeah, you put that on Facebook what about, too. What, what do you What do you got on Esther? Have you heard this? You're like you're all about it. You're like, oh, Abby, that's I've perfect. Esther Blanche, Mildred, oh, Agnes, Mildred's a good one really too. Good. How about like How like about Maud? So Terrence, you're good with Maud. M A U D E. It should be Blanche Maud. Blanche Maud Moore. So so you're fine with the name. I think it's actually a good name. It sounds like Abbey Road, which is kind of like, but it doesn't. It's Abby Rose. It's yeah. Abigail Rose. What, what nickname? Can't, can't you just name her Abby? And then her name is Abby. And then we'll Rose. Call her Abby. Couldn't you just, do just name her Abby? That was going to go for it. Just Abby. do That'd it. Be like well, speak- having a like Moscow said. I had. I was going to name her Sam or a Sammy, but he was like, "That's stupid." It is stupid. Well, the the problem still time no, to fix. There's still time to fix all that. That is little Sammy, big. How about how about Abby? But no, no, because see, the problem if you name it Abby is then the kid has to feel questions its whole life. Oh, is your real name Abigail? Or it could be called fucking Blanche all its life. Yeah. Either or way. Esther, God. That, I'm all for that. Why not call it, look it, if you're going for the for the whole cool thing anyway, why not call it Abby Road Moore? Yes. Why not just do yes. it? It's yes. modern. Because I, I liked Rose. The road thing was just a fun coincidence. <laughs> actually, the road thing was just you uh, making people accept Abigail. Um, I actually don't believe I should be telling anyone what a middle name should be because my son's middle name is Danger. No, right. Yeah, yes, it is. It is. But that's so you say my, so you say my like middle that. name yeah. is Danger? Yes. That's literally the reason why we did it. Yeah, that is half that, retarded. That's, that's going to get the kid laid. Cool. It's going to get the kid laid, though. Right. Oh, yeah. At some point. So. Without Probably a co- by Abigail. Yeah, but yeah. without a condom. Oh, <laughs> Abigail ain't going to sleep with no half black dudes. Are you kidding me? Yes, she She's is. a proper lady. Look at oh. her mom. Okay, Wait, I think we're done here. I'm good to New York. All right. It's like a quarter black at this point, anyway, Jackson, isn't he? Actually, Becca is blacker than I am. So it's true. I think the half black comes from her. Let uh, me let me take a little more black away from Terrence the Black. Terrence the Black, uh, I don't know if you know this, has seen, and I'm not. Is I'm, that this, a de? This isn't a joke. Has Terrence seen D- every single D- episode of the Golden Girls. And, oh, you were serious and loves it. Oh no, he put Facebook. Wow. I'm serious. He, he You're actually Facebook. proud of that. I'm serious. He owns like the DVD set or something. I have every single episode on DVD. It's, it's actually a really well-written show. It's hilarious. Nick, yeah. Moscow, shut the fuck up. <laughs> you guys are fucking making me sick. I, I, I could never watch a whole one. <laughs> Sorry. 
So how how long do we have? Wasn't there to, there was a Blanche on that show, right? There yeah. was a fucking yeah. Blanche. Yeah, she was the hoe. What were the other broad names? Blanche was the hoe. Blanche was the whore. She was the whore. Yeah. There was uh, Blanche, Sophia, Dorothy, and Rose. Those are the four <laughs> main characters. <laughs> so okay. I just upchucked. <laughs> How do you even know that? Wow! I, I've been watching. It's a good show. It's a great mom. show. It's a, it's hilarious. It's it really show. is. How long do we have um, to change Bevo's mind? We're talking about weeks now, like just a couple it's weeks, like right? Less than a month. Right up till she inks it. Less than a month. Yeah. yeah. Oh, thank we got to Well, until it's on film. Abigail. Abby's fine. It's not fine. No, it's just Abby, and that's all. You're... Abby. If it was <sighs> Abigail, my 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 mom had these friends, and they hated Abigail, so they talked her out of. Name me Abigail. That's what we're trying to do here. Well, that's that's going to be a good yeah, story. Yeah, but we're trying to talk her into naming it Blanche. My, my, my mom's... <laughs> well, only I'm going as, with Esther. Only as an alternative to Abigail. I like Sophia. I'm not going to lie. I think that would be a pretty awesome name. For Terrence, shut up with your golden girl watching. Yeah, I'm just what? saying. You take your golden Sophia. girls and go jack off somewhere else. <laughs> uh. Sophia is also, is also terrible. That is awful. All right. What do we have to do to get you to switch from Abigail? How long do we have, anyway? Like two weeks? Four. We have four weeks wow. to talk to you about well, this. That's, well, that's what they say. Well, you know, Sam can sign that birth certificate weeks, just as well. Terrence, can, well, you get a, can you get Sam in here? He's just sitting out there doing nothing as usual Watch anyway. Actually, can you have him bring beer in? Oh, <laughs> he's just hiding in the background. <laughs> he's like, I'm just going to hide in the hallway. But where's Sam? Here I am. Hey I'm right here under the desk. <laughs> hey, guys. Sam, get out of this microphone. Uh, who chose Abigail? Did you? Uh, my mom. Really? She suggested it. And see, here's the problem with Sam. That's the let last me, thing you're going to accept from your mother-in-law. Let you me point that, right? this out. So I've been in a band with Sam. I've done several things where decisions are, are part of the process. Here's a decision-making Sam process with Sam. Yeah. So, Sam, uh, I don't know. What do you think about doing an sync song? Okay. Uh, sounds like a great idea so Sam what do you think of uh, Abigail as a name okay no there was a whole Uh, list of names that Sam rejected like what there was some like twilight names there were no twilight names you're retarded (laughs) no um, what did he reject I'm curious Blanche Bertha Bonnie you rejected Bonnie yeah um Margaret Large, large, large. Tell me the difference between Margaret and Abigail. Margaret's worse. It's Margaret's worse. worse. It's Marge. Oh, for sure. It Maggie. is. So, name is horrible. So Abby is the difference between Margaret and Abigail. It's it, the, it's what it's it's the short version. Yeah, 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 it's the short version. Well, why not name the whole name something that's cool? Why rely on the short name as like being Abigail. the cool name? I'm still. On the Latronda wagon. Aha. Okay. Why name her something you're never, ever going to call her unless you're mad at her? And I'm kind of True. being serious when Doc asked that question for me. Uh, it's You're never going to call, <laughs> her, call her the full name. Maybe I will. But no, you won't. You won't. Nobody will. And so why? Ever. It's a valid question. Why name the full name that you'll never use? I don't know that I won't ever. I won't. Use it. She'll I like use it. it. When, I like Abigail. When yeah, the kid okay. mouths off, right? You, no, Abigail like, Moore. Where Abigail did you get Moore. Where did you get Abigail? Like a baby book, and you're no, like, his oh, mom suggested it. Oh, that's right from your mom. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah but your mom might call her that. Maybe. No, nope, it's five. Abby all the way. What were the other names that were up there? Give us the top five, top three. It, I think uh, for first names, it was Grace Rose or Abigail. Grace. Grace? 
Rose. Or Samantha. I like Grace right, Samantha. better than Samantha's Oh, or Samantha. Samantha. Now, that's... I don't know. Samantha would be fine if Sam's name wasn't Sam. Yeah, yeah it's got Sam and I man agree. right Then you there. can't do it. You can't do it. <laughs> I like Grace and Rose above Abigail. Although, I have to admit, as I'm having this discussion and berating you two, Abigail's kind of growing on bad. me. Yeah. yeah. It's growing on me a little bit. But, but, but you'll never call her that. And if you have I such will, a problem, though. I won't. Here's have the your thing. own kid and name it. Quit trying to name mine. Oh, fuck that. Oh. No, no. I'm, oh, sticking, no, I'm sticking with abusing you guys. How about Terrence Abby? and Sam. I'm, I'm abusing you guys for years. You're going to have so many babies before uh, Nangam Wood. How about Abnesia? But let's go back yeah, to last not, last uh, show's yes. discussion. Condoms and birth control. Bevo missed out on the doubling up discussion yeah. that Justin is a huge proponent of. Yeah. You, <laughs> rhythm method idiots. You guys. Uh, Abigail's oh, kind of growing up. Here's the thing. If it goes Abigail, I'm sticking with Abigail. I like Abigail. I'm not going Abby or Abs or... Yeah, I like Abs. <laughs> Abe. Abu. Abba. Abba. Can we talk about Gail. What about Gail? I'm sticking with Abigail. Look at Bebo's feet. I need to leave. My feet are sausages right now. Make it large. Wow, what happens? Is that what happens? Yeah. No. Let me Big see. Foot. Oh, and you know what? They don't get smaller again. Oh, my God. Those oh, are just... Totally oh, they don't. <laughs> they look like water balloons. Yeah, they do. Dude, those things are huge. Let Can me I see. Home? Stick them most, up again. Most of the no, baby weights in the feet. Do you know how feet. hard it is for me to lift my... She can't even, yeah. How do you pee? Uh, how do you pee? All your pee is in your feet. She had to buy new shoes. Her, her feet grew like two no, sizes. No, I haven't worn oh. anything but flip flops. You had to buy new everything, right? <laughs> had to buy new socks. Are you wearing like bloomers? What are your panties right now? <laughs> no, they... I have the same underwear. How can you have the same underwear? You have a big ass now. They the just stretch don't out. Have asses. It just. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's just a You're string. still wearing a thong. Every girl does yes. nowadays, Justin. Oh, I have maternity thongs. When you're thongs. pregnant, yeah, what? that's good and bad. I, I don't really like that. Really? Thongs. <laughs> yep. Is that, it's 2011, buddy. Girls wear thongs. I know, but that's ridiculous. Is that for that. comfort <laughs> or is that for Sam? No, it doesn't matter. Sam, no, it's for me. Sam's not my good anymore so anyway. My underwear yeah, going to yeah. end up in there anyway. I might as well put them there myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's the only thing that's going up there. I just thought... Well just go for the crack? Yeah, I get it. So maybe I don't know this. I thought that, that thongs were specifically wear those like because dudes like them. Like, I didn't realize you'd wear them for your own thing, but no. it does kind of make sense when you're pregnant. Hey, it makes her feel sexy. Yeah, that's girls do that. Dude, it's not for dudes, it's for me. <laughs> right. Makes me feel sexy. That's why you're wearing yours? Sam, you going to watch it come out? Always. Are you going to catch if it? They I make don't it. know. Because you got two I'll choices, right? Dude. Actually, you got three choices. You could not pee in the room, which no, will probably be, get you a divorce. Yeah. Uh, you could hold the hand up near the head, or you could be on the other side of the curtain, right? Hey, dude, yeah. they, they're yeah. slippery when they come out. What are you going to do? Slippery when wet. Uh, I don't know yeah. yet. Yeah. Terrence, Terrence, what did you do? You were on the other side of the curtain, right? No, actually, I was um, holding Becca's legs open. I, I saw the kid come out. Yeah. So you saw all the poo-poo and the pee-pee and the baby. There was actually no poo-poo at all. It was just kind of... Oh. Weird. It was um, slime. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe Jello. it, except for like the most <laughs> horrifying thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and you're you're a man of God, so yeah. you were spared the poop. But yeah. Can you imagine like guy like Sam? <laughs> God saved yeah. Terrence. Yeah, is that was diarrhea all over. It was it was horrible. Well, and and honestly, why did you choose to be on that end of the spectrum? Um, because uh, I was told it was going to be a beautiful, beautiful thing, and yeah, I was right. lied to. Who told you that? Becca told me that. Yeah, it I don't. I have the horrible. option to have a mirror. Set up so know? I can see. Yeah, I want to see that, that crap. That was the cool thing about it. It was a birth of a life. Literally? And that was awesome. But uh-huh. to see <laughs> that 
coming out of my former no. fun hole was kind of <laughs> kind of weird. My former <laughs> fun hole. Yeah, that's, that's a that whole is. different topic for a different show. Now, you know, it just won't taste small. the same now. Will now, it? Sam, why? <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Now, Sam, why why are you debating? Because you're just not sure if you need to see that, or what's yeah. the? I, I would know. prefer he didn't. You know, it's you gonna, would. It's you don't need him to scar see his little mind. So you don't feel like, oh, if my husband doesn't watch it, it, like it's fine. You don't feel like that's a violation of, you know. No, I want him there, but I don't want him there. And Sam, what what's your so debate? Sense. I want him like with uh, me, I just like, up by my head. It'd be weird. I mean, it's not like it grosses me out or anything, but it'd just be weird. Like I, I could probably actually watch it if it were someone else, like someone that I didn't know. But being someone that I know, like, I don't know. Kinda... And not just someone you know. I mean, yeah, let's yeah. face it. You gotta I, get... I, I watch pregnancy video, videos all the time. <laughs> I mean, you gotta... it, it, it's your porn, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But eventually you got to get back in there. I mean, you got to yeah. get back on the horse. That's probably why I don't really want to see it because, you know. Like, <laughs> It'll never be. Now, now, then when I look, I'll be like, oh. That's kind of my immature joke. But I, in all honesty, <laughs> forgetting joke. about my immature joke about like, oh, that's my vagina. I don't need to watch it blow up and everything. Aside from that. I don't know. I just don't get it. Like, why? I don't got it. I need to see that. Yeah, it's going it to happen with or without me watching it. Why do yeah. I need to watch it? As long as I'm on the other side of the curtain, like, hey, you're doing great. The you only know? way I yeah. would want to see it is if it could be made humorous in some way. Oh, well, then if, if yeah, that... Yeah, probably can. Well, with, no. a video, with a video, we <laughs> no. can do that. No. Again, I say... Look at the video. No. Like, look at how big my video camera is. It's like this big. I'm going to borrow that. Yeah. And Sam can get right in there, and then we can make an animated comedy skit out of it. By humorous, I mean humor between myself and the doctor. Oh, yeah. So. But what if we? Uh, what if I was we, making jokes. What if we disguised the vagina and the butthole to protect the innocent? Like a puppet show? Yeah, like whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Blur it out. Yeah, blur it out. Yeah. yeah. Well, so so no one will know that it's Bevo's vagina and butt. No. Stop shaking that at me like, you know you want it. <laughs> Here's what's going to happen. Car, she can be all drugged up anyway, Sam, so no, I'm, I'm going to trust no. you. Well, just take the video for your family and you, and then <laughs> later I can talk you guys into yeah. letting us do an animated short out of, out of, <laughs> out of Esther's birth. <laughs> and it will have the it'll have the theme music to the Golden Girls as she's entering the world. And Terrence will be the like stink on shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Terrence will be all about it. Uh, Can we leave? I have to not go to work tomorrow. Hang oh, on. hang on, I'm looking for the Golden Girls theme music first. <laughs> yeah, seri- sing it if you want. Me Seriously, to. Sam, ha- hang out in the waiting room and pass out cigars. That's the yeah. way God wanted it. Oh, that's what they right. did in like the fifties. So. Yeah, yeah, that and it was a better time. There's a yeah. thank you. Giant request for your ass. This is how this is how Esther's gonna come into the world. Oh yeah. Actually, um, Sam should be in the room with a piano. Yeah. Oh, I should. Oh, with the keytar. The keytar. Key I'm gonna bring that. Is, no, you are not. Thank you, Doc. That's a great idea. That is a great oh, yeah. idea. Oh yeah. Maybe play a little jump. Shut up. <laughs> come on, these are these are golden tidbits I'm throwing. You out. know how much web traffic we're gonna get? That baby shooting out to this song. Yeah. Terrence knows the song. Thank you for being a friend. Oh, yeah. It's going to be good. Oh, see, how can we not do that? Oh, look, see, Roger even brought cigars to do. Look, they're made out of hop cigars. Do they smell like cat piss? So we can play the song, we can do the cigars, the whole thing. You can put yeah, that in your vagina. So you, yeah. guys, you guys are going to call me when, when Beef goes into labor, right? No. Yeah. I will. Yeah, that's cool. Especially if I don't have your camera, I'll have you bring it out. 
Could I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna no. give it to you tonight. No. Um. So we can't get you to switch to no. Rose, still, huh? No. Esther. No. <laughs> mm. All right. You sure, Sam? Your mom's all happy now, right? Yeah. Sam's no. mom's all no. proud. She's was, like, "Oh, I named the baby." She late. suggested it, and we went through a list, and that was what was final. Like those were the names that he didn't hate, so we made a name out of. Thank you for being <laughs> um, hey, hey, Sam. This is this is your mother. Um, I have a really good idea for a name. Um, what do you think? How about Abigail? I'm not sure, Mom. That's going to join a list of things no, we're be, considering. No, it'll be really good because you could call her Abby, and then everyone will call her Abby and ignore the fact that her whole name is Abigail. What do you think, Sam? Is it good? Uh, no, Mom, no, Mom, I can't because uh, all my friends will make fun of me because they hate it. Mom. Mom. Okay. Mom. Okay, Mom. <laughs> what about Estelle? <laughs> Sammy, see, Sam's like, yeah, mom, okay. I like that one too. It's tough. <laughs> okay, w- Beav, were you around when uh, Abigail was pitched to Sam by his mom? I was there. Yeah, you were there. Okay, because sometimes if you're not there, it's difficult with Sam. <laughs> How about Estelle? Yeah, I like that, mom. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's got to make it easy being married to him. I'm then, really sad Bevo. that this is my last week. <laughs> I am sad too. You can always call in. All right, you can still hit yeah. the donate now button on the homepage. Just hit the one-time donate button, and it's uh, Bevo's baby shower right here on the air. And if you send me an email and says uh, my donation uh, was for Bevo, I'll make sure all that money goes to them, and um, you know oh. to that is the appreciated Golden Girls DVD collection that we buy uh, for Abigail's uh, for Abigail's uh, birth. Terrence yeah. will have he'll take that in a minute. <laughs> yeah. oh Are they all dead yet? One of them no. is not. The rest, the, actually, the one that played the oldest one on the show is alive. Oh, nope. no. that's no, no, no. no, no she she does. Does. Is alive. Oh, sorry, you can come to me. Oh, as, sorry, Terrence. As the expert go ahead. In the room. Okay. All right. Don't never Betty, disagree with me. Betty on White's the only one that's still alive. Oh, and Betty White. Also, okay. the oldest, the one that played the oldest one on right. the was show the actually was actually that's the youngest what I'm one. Thinking. Yes, yes. Um, Terrence, <laughs> how did this happen to you? I used to watch it after the Cosby Show with my mom growing up, and then I got hooked on it. Right. So it's it's easy to turn it off. I don't want to. I love it. I love it. Dude. <laughs> it's really... It's, it's disgusting. It's kind of amazing. It's kind of disgusting. How this happened. Okay. Good. <laughs> Thank you for being What's funny is that there's not anybody who hasn't watched this show. Like, everyone's seen it and gone like, oh, I guess I could be good. Yeah. yeah, it's currently on some channel somewhere right now. Yeah. Beatrice is one of the broad's names. But they call her B. Uh, and uh, Arthur, <laughs> yeah, because she was Ruth, and, and then there's Betty. Then there she was there's, Maude. there's Rue, Rue McClanahan. I'm just looking at their real names. Yeah, yeah Rue. Rue. That's right. Wow, you're a good juice guy. You know all I, of them. I, I run the media. And uh, then there's Estelle. Is that where you're calling it? <laughs> and then there's Abigail, who was the producer. <laughs> Abigail was the producer. But I bet they didn't call the her Abigail. The chat wants to know if you can give them a total. On the baby fund. Of the cash if money. possible. I could have a look. Let me see. Um, I can get close. Let's see. $13. All right. There is... Oh, no. Wow. See... $13? That doesn't... A lot of people didn't tell diaper. me the amount. Um, oh. Uh, 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 figure okay, out. there's five. There was one before that. Um, oh, shit. 
a good friend of yours, Beeve, I don't know if he wants me to give the name. He can tell me if he wants. You can message it to me. He gave a hundred bucks. Wow. Yeah, that's a hundred and five bucks. That's awesome. Our computer just exploded. Uh, here's a tw- here's <laughs> a t- here's a twenty from another person. That's a hundred and twenty plus one that I didn't know how much it was. Um, here's another fifty. That's a hundred and seventy. Um, here's another fifty. Um, wow. Add that up for me. Two twenty. <laughs> yes. Uh, here's another hundred. Holy shit. That's two twenty. Wow. Um, wow, you guys are very generous. Thank yeah, you. God. Here is another five, 125. Um, and let me go down here. Oh, There's shit. A lot of rich people out there, apparently. And you know what? There's a bunch more. There's another There's another five, uh, so 130, uh, a few things. Uh, here's another 10, 140. Um, wow, that'll buy Sammy a vasectomy. <laughs> <laughs> here's another 10, 150. Uh, <laughs> so as as they're in there. So far, at least 150 bucks toward uh, toward Baby Latronda. So yeah, thanks to That's our awesome. listeners. That's Thank really you. cool. Uh, archive listeners, you can do the same, and just send me an email. Tell me how much you donated. What I'll probably do is just give this week's donation over to Bevo. Everybody who donates this week, um, all the one-time donations will go to Bevo and uh, and 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 uh, Estelle, Esther, <laughs> Agnes, Agnes, <laughs> whatever her name is, fucking Agnes. Really, guys? Doris. <laughs> Doris. No, I like That's how, another good one. I got Sam's contributing. <laughs> Doris. Did you, did you expect much different from a chick named Beverly, though, mm. if you really uh, think about it? Sure, I thought she'd break the cycle. She, you know, her mom's like a billion years old, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'm going to name you Beverly. And I thought that people would want to, like, break that. Uh, named after my aunt, douche. But Bev is like the opposite. She's like, she's Your like, aunt, douche? <laughs> my aunt. She Tama, called her Auntie Douchey. Douche. <laughs> Hey, Auntie So apparently the only... Hello, Dottie. Beaver, are you still in your 20s? You are, aren't you? Yes. So apparently yes. the only girl named Beverly who's still in her 20s is now going to name her baby Abigail. Makes sense. And that baby will then be the only baby in the... Uh, what generation is this now? Is it uh, Z. In the Z um, generation named uh, Abigail. Unless it catches on. Right. Which, when, let's face it, it won't. No, it'll we'll... come back to Esther. <laughs> it's a full I'm, circle. You know what? I don't know about you guys, but Roger and I are calling this baby Esther. Yeah. And whenever um, you know, Latronda no longer stands. Whenever we see baby Latronda, we're calling her Esther. Hey, what's up, Esther? <laughs> Esther. I could have named her Barbara. That's oh, yeah. worse. That is worse. Uh, That's actually call, my aunt's name. Then we call her Babs. Because then she yeah, Babs. Short would be Barbara or Babs. Or, or Debbie or yeah. something like. And that's no good. Mary Babs. Right. Abby Babs. Oh man! All right, well, good effort, guys. Esther Babs, you know, um, you know, Abby well, Esther. Well done. I, I guess. I don't know what that means. Sam kind of likes modern music and stuff too. I would have thought he'd, but I don't know. At least poppy stuff. What David Bowie? Uh, what do I know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, mom, that's a great idea. He's, it's just that Sam's a pushover. That's a great. Abby, I love Abigail, mom. That work? <laughs> yeah. Am I gonna get late tonight? Yeah. That's all I care about. <laughs> all right, we got to um, pick a drunk of the week. Okay. Got a few people here. Abigail. <laughs> Esther. <laughs> Esther. All right, Kefla. Doris. Now, Kefla had a shitload of beers. He was reading uh, Most of them were uh, four-ounces, four but uh, in his four-ounce uh, list, I I counted about seven. And then he got to a Cantillon, a Destroysa, 
a brew for your die IPA, uh, a, 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 a Southern tier, and a little something, something. So after his seven four-ouncers, he had five. Can we call him back up? 22s or smaller. It's a good idea. We <laughs> we always should take down the number to call back up. I mean, like, hey, buddy, no, how you doing? Out. <laughs> if you don't answer your phone, you can't win. What's up with the Destroysa and the Destroysa? He said, what, Destroysa? And you've always said Destroysa. Is it like a Porsche Porsche type of thing? They no. They when we had him on the show, they said think of destroy and say destroy sa. Got it. Really? So, yeah, that's how they said it to me. Destroy. So it's destroy. The more you know. I think it's destroy sa. But then they use olive oil in their beer. Right. Like olive. Remember that's that. A, olive's a good name. We haven't heard from him in a while. What's going on over there? Olive's Double. good. <laughs> Probably just ruined beer. Uh, okay, and then we had um, Waltz. Volts. And and Volts, who wrote in, um, we didn't take a resume, but he sang us uh, the baby song. First he sang like a happy birthday baby song. Then he got out his acoustic and and made up his own song. Yeah, he did. That was pretty good. So he was drunk. And then we had Brew Douche. Brew Douche. Um, who who was, has messaged me a few times, and his messages just get progressively like worse with grammar and like using the caps lock button and right like, tell him to call back that's weird it's just nah. a train wreck <laughs> roger <laughs> roger hasn't let's, done this in a while have a conversation he, doesn't know the tra- he doesn't know the train wreck that is the callback <laughs> yeah no there will be no callback yeah. as of now i'll take another call from brudish actually okay yeah Never have brudish call back right now if he calls back quickly we'll we'll, we'll do a follow-up with him just to find out because um, you know, he was drunk, uh, but he was also was just very excited to be on the show. We didn't get a real picture of his drunkenness. So my vote so far uh, is with Kefla because he had the first call. He had a shitload of beers. Uh, you guys can vote how you want. Waltz with the baby song. I did like the baby song. You know, I like I like performance based drunk of the week, and so he's a he's a close second. I like the War Pigs guy. Oh, who? Oh, that was Brudeuse. That was Brudeuse. That was Brudeuse. She did the war. Welcome pigs. back to the show, Uncle Scott. <laughs> Come on, Doctor Scott. I actually prefer Uncle Scott when he's drunk. He gets real creepy, and then you're like, "Oh, Uncle Scott." <laughs> <laughs> you're like, "Yeah, let's refer to Uncle That's Scott." Uncle Scott, there. Uncle Augustina. <laughs> yeah. All right, and um, I don't know, Abigail. I don't care if you don't like it. <laughs> Biva just fell asleep anyway. <laughs> so what do you think? Are Do you actually think you're coming back after this baby, you know, is around? Yeah, be shit? honest. I would like to. That's not an answer. Shit. No, I would. I, I, I would like to. I don't want you to be gone, Bebe. We like having you around here. Let's be honest. This hot pile of man mess needs me. <laughs> <laughs> Touche. I'm pretty sure she was and, talking to Roger. Yeah. I don't think she, don't yeah. think she was talking I love to Sam. Roger, actually. What yeah. the Come fuck is often. up with this air conditioner? I thought you said you had an air conditioning in here. All right. Uh, all right, try that. Maybe that's Bruce. Oh, that's dish. probably him. Yeah. Take this one last call. So who's going to take over for Bebo? I don't know, actually. I got a couple people I got to hit up. You know, Gabby uh, used to fill in, and I'm hoping that Gabby wants to come fill in. I'm also. I'm. I think it's going to be a combination of people. We're going to have to have like a team of people to replace. Why don't we just start interviewing? Because I do so staff. much. I do need to do some interviews. We need to. Uh, you know who does a really good job of it because she is interactive. Nicole. Um, 
is Nicole. Yeah, oh. she Nicole has a lot of knowledge. And but she has a she has a job and and other things. So that's why I think I have to have kind of a combination. I'm hoping to kind of fill in the dates with several people. I still haven't asked uh, Gabby or Nicole. I got to go bug them and see what's happening. And then maybe we can just get some uh, floozy in here. That High would, school uh, girl. Maybe. You know, I'll do it. That I can sleep <laughs> I'll, with. I'll be more than happy to do <laughs> that. Come over for friends. Just go to U. <laughs> just tell, tell me what I got to do. Should I just stop by U-Haul on my way out here and grab a day laborer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is that better than me? Hello? Uh, L Brewing Network. <laughs> L Brewing Network. Okay. Buenos dias. <laughs> Buenos dias, Brewing Network. Please hold. L Network Day Brew. Okay. So, no, no, Brew Douche is on line one. Right. Warts. Waltz. What? Yeah, the guy. I bet you it's what. Sure. Okay. Um, he's calling in. He's already called in for Drunk of the Week. He's actually calling in because he wants to talk to you about convincing JP's girlfriend to take my spot. Mm. No. I don't know about that. All right, let's go to Brew Douche first. Brew Douche. Justin. Hey, bud. Hey, I'm so honored you said you would take a call back for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like, know how pissed? Do you do have you those creepy pissed? glasses? I like Brood. Like raper glasses. He's fun. He's having a good time. Okay. He's chilling. No, really, really, I am. I have saved up for this so much. Do you know how pissed off JP would be if you took a call back from anybody? <laughs> That's true. He would be very upset right now. What are you? What know, are you doing, Justin? Just, yeah, yeah. He he's so socially inept. It's like, all right, you gotta follow the rules. Gotta follow the rules. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> wow, you've met JP. It's weird. No, but I paid attention to him for the oh. last four or five years, so it's like longer than uh, most I, of us. Yeah, I know him like I know people I know who are like him. So, uh, do you uh, have to, Brutish? Do you have to work tomorrow? No, I don't. Actually, I'm off. As I'm saying, it's like I. This is only the time that I've gotten to listen to you live. For the second time yeah. in five years, and so it's the first time in second time in five years, right? Live. Yeah, this is only the second time I've gotten to listen live in five years, and you're really making it hard for me to take a piss in my yard right now. So go piss in your yard, dude. I can hear the fucking crickets out there. Just piss. No, I, I'm I'm standing here right now with my dick in my hand, and I can't piss because I'm like talking to you right what? now. Watch out for those sphincter muscles. What do you got? He what has you got? a shy bladder. He's got stage fright. Yeah. I do. I do. I do. Hey, radio. Radio. All right. I want you to put the phone down next to your wiener. I'm going to talk it into ping right now. Oh my okay. God. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Uh, let's put it down there. Hey. Do you want me to put it on speakerphone while you're next to the wiener? Whatever you got to do, man. Just going to talk to your okay. wiener. Yeah. All right. Okay. Like, ready? Yeah. Talk to the wang. Uh, hold on. I'm pushing real hard. Hold on. Don't pee uh, on your phone. Dude, this is disgusting. Hold on. Here it goes. Everybody getting weirded out? All right. Listen. I am a little bit. Hold on. Here you go. Well, if you could stop making that noise. Come on, you can have an aneurysm. This is like gay sex. Pants. Yeah. You're going to blow an aneurysm, buddy. Take it I'm going to poop myself if you don't stop. Come You're on. trying to push out a kidney stone or something? What the fuck? Yeah. No, I just, I'm trying to pee real hard, and I need to pee, and I'm trying to like... Just relax, let it flow. Right. If you were real drunk, you would have no problem peeing. Yeah, exactly. So you're trying to pee while you're hard? Bevo, do me a favor. Talk his wiener into peeing. Tell it tell to relax. Yeah, come on, you're good at making, making the wiener relax. Bevo, <laughs> talk to this band. What does that mean, Doc? <laughs> here, I'm going to... I'm not talking to his wiener. Bevo, I'm going to type you what to say. Can you hear oh. that? How do you know? You haven't even met his wiener yet. Wait, I think listen, he's actually already listen. king. Bevo did it. Yeah. Bevo. And we're done. And yeah. he's spent. No, I'm not done yet. Try it anyway. Bevo did it. 
Yeah, thank you. Bevo, try so, to just talk to the Bruder. Shut he up. He already shut, peed. Shut up for a second. We're just going to try to help oh, you along. Okay. It's going to be a long yes, pee. Justin, hey, Wiener. Everybody, all you right. say. Yes, obey Justin. Yes, obey Justin. <laughs> yes, obey Justin. <laughs> Is that, that how you spell Wiener? Roger, can you show your ass? Um, <laughs> it's going to be okay. It is okay. Thanks. <laughs> just let it out. Okay. Okay. Are we all done now? I'm here for you. <laughs> Can we wow. not hear him speak anymore? No. I know it hurts. No. I can't type fast enough to make it funny. I'm trying to have people make funny so things, but awkward. I just can't type funny. I can, I can, I can say it right now. Yeah. Uh, I would just have you repeat after me, but then it's like me talking to the wiener. Yeah. yeah that's gay. <laughs> Well, good effort, Bevo. You're a good sport. See, this is why we're going to miss Bevo, because, you know, not anybody's going to sit at that chair over there and, and let do me... brilliant improv comedy, like... Or let me type things for them to say to a wiener. <laughs> Roger's like, I Roger will. Roger should take over for me, but only, only, if he's willing to dance All right, Bruce, you're still in the running for Drunk of the Week. i got to hang up on you, but um, you okay. know, you're in there for Drunk of the Week. Bye. Uh, who else do we have here? That was Wurtz, Waltz. <laughs> Well, he was already on though, Warts. and he sang a baby he song. Yeah, but he's he's calling for JP's girlfriend to cast oh, his vote for her. Uh, all right, go ahead. Words, uh, Waltz. What did you want? Well, I was just calling to say, you know, uh, JP every now and then lets it slip out that he's got some sort of girlfriend or something. You know, right? I'm I'm pretty sure it's either a picture of a 14 year old girl. Or something like, you know, maybe a it's, teddy bear. You know, she's a real person. I'm going to vouch that it's he has a real girlfriend that's a real girl. And she's yeah. really nice. Too. And she's really pretty. Is Which she is, like, she, does she have both arms? Surprise. You know, she every, all of her parts are there as far as I can tell. Yep. Yeah. Really? Which it's, is, I don't think... JP would know what to do with most of those parts. But anyway, well, the story is, uh, I think she would be a really, really great chat moderator because... Uh, anyone who could maintain JP's low, low self-esteem uh, <laughs> is probably really encouraging for the uh, the chat room. It's a decent but, point. But think about imagine. it. Think about it. Think about how difficult sometimes it is to keep JP on the show. Imagine if I had to keep the two of them going in the same room on the show. Uh, I just don't think it could happen. I think it's a, a recipe for disaster. Or a recipe That's for exactly at least right one point. very good radio show. Yeah, <laughs> Just one of one. Bevo's in a closet you right guys, now. Yeah, you I could. Talking yeah. about beer. So, so is JP. About his oh. things he's doing. Yeah, I couldn't that. do it. All right, thanks, Waltz. And who's the third? Uh... Uh, that's Code. All right, hey Code, what's up, man? Hey, I had a quick suggestion for uh, <laughs> Bevo's baby name. Okay. WLP five thirty. <laughs> Go back to the uh, we did that with Mike that, White's uh, baby Duval? too. Duval? That's uh, West no, Mala. <laughs> no, it's a- Abby Ale. Yeah. Oh, it is the Abby Ale. Oh, so that could be go. the nickname is uh, so Abby Gale. It's five thirty. Five thirty. Abby Ale. It's mm-hmm. good. It's not bad. You get like a custom license plate. It's pretty good. Yeah. Pretty. Pretty. Yeah. A custom license plate on um, Sam's 1990 uh, Toyota Tacoma. 1995. 96. Whatever. <laughs> Six. What, do you guys have a Trans Am, too? Uh, that's a good suggestion, Code. Thank you. That's all I have. All right, See thank you. Thank you, Code. I like it. 530. Um, 530. Yeah. For little baby Esther. Yep. It's good. 
not bad. It's good. I like Blanche more than I like Esther. <laughs> Blanche is oh, it's funny. It's Esther. It's got to be Esther. I'm going to brew a beer for Blanche. <laughs> what are you going to call it? It's a, maybe a blonde. Esther. Blanche. I'm going to call it Esther. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna ferment it really hot with the English ale yeast. It's gonna be like seventy eight degrees. Ferment it like ninety degrees and with uh yeah. Be done in two days. What's the English ale? O O two and O O seven? Yeah. Seventy eight degrees of uh really good English ale. It's gonna be called Esther. <laughs> All right. Are we done? Oh God, are we done? I have to pee so bad. Can we, we please a, be done? Can, can I just shit myself? Can oh, I talk oh yeah, you? who's our Thank drunk of the week there? Talk you down. Oh yeah. Okay, uh, it's either Kefla, who called in first and had a shitload of beer, or it's Waltz, who called in um, twice. Uh, he sang the baby songs and stuff. Or it's Brew Douche, who did the... Um, um, war Pigs. Uh, war pigs. Yeah, War Pigs. Uh, raise your hand if it's uh, Kefla. Can we go over the nominations wow. again? <laughs> uh, raise your hand if it's Waltz. Oh. Couple, Sam, you only get to vote once. So, yeah. Oh, and <laughs> Roger, are you in on Waltz? No. And raise your hand if it's a brew douche. Brew douche. Ooh, tight race this week. Oh, that is a tight oh, race. Oh, there's four. I got to do a recount. I got to do a recount. All right. Uh, raise your hand if it's Kefla. Who's Kefla again? <laughs> was the first guy. The first guy who had yeah, a, a four-ounce four four pour. Four a lot of beers, yeah. Death by four-ounce Yeah, but he wasn't drunk. Okay, raise your hand if it's Waltz who sang the songs. Okay. I'm going to half. You can't <laughs> go half. You're in or half. What? You can't go half. You're in or not. And no. raise your hand. So you're out. Okay, and raise your hand if it's Brew Douche. God damn it. This sucks. Oh, by a hair, and only because Bevo gets two votes as normal. Uh, Brew douche is the winner. Wow! 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 All right, angry man over here on the right. Brew douche, well done, and you know, good job. He's been tuning in for five years. He said it's only the second time he got to listen live. So, uh, well done. You're drunk of the week. Send me an email, Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, and uh, give me your address. We'll send you a um, like a medal or something. 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 Piece of my shit that's in my fucking underwear. Metal and stuff. All right, guys. You know I've been talking a lot about brewing. When you brew, you can go to beersmith.com and download yourself a free 21 day trial of their new brewing software. Go to beersmith.com. It's a really awesome uh, brewing software. I use it now, and uh, not that that should be the reason that you do, because I'm a shitty brewer. But I really do enjoy. I'm kind of a techie. (laughs) It's got a great uh, interface. It's got everything I need to brew, and uh, in some cases. Um, it, it's really got even more than I need. I have to get in there and, and get used to it and, and find my way uh, to a great brew. You can go to beersmith.com, free 21-day trial, uh, a lot of key features, including uh, precisely adjusting your color, track inventory, mash profiles for advanced brewers. You can convert recipes automatically from all grain to extract, uh, which is a good way to use uh, Jamil's Brewing Classic Styles book. You can punch in his extract recipe and convert it already. Uh, over 300 recipes are available on beersmith.com website uh, just to punch in there. So if you're, if you're a new guy and looking for good recipes, it, it has that just right there and built in. Free 21-day trial. So if you don't like it, uh, you know, you haven't lost anything. Go to beersmith.com and check it out. We love it. All right. Are we done? Yep. Monday show next week. I sure do hope I can find what, the what archive that of, on? of this show. Wednesday. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So Tuesday, next, 
Next week, we're not on a Sunday show because we're going to the NorCal uh, Homebrew Festival, so we'll be on a Monday show. It's my birthday. It'll be Monday the 19th. And, uh, oh, yeah. happy birthday. Uh, I'll be going for Drunk of the Week, I think. I'll be, um, just be hanging out drinking. No, you know, you're going to come I'll in press, hungover. I'll press oh. record. Maybe I should have JP host the show, no. and I should just sit around drinking. I don't know. No. I got some fun stuff planned for you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. No. Oh, I like that. That means. Okay. No. So next week's Sounds show, it's not a Sunday show. It's a Monday show, and uh, we'll be on at our normal time. Actually, I think we'll be on at 6. When we do the Monday show, we'd like to go on at 6. That way, Nate can make it on time and uh, things like that. Am I missing anything, Tacey? <laughs> no, I think you covered it all. Okay. We didn't have Grapple? feedback, but uh, we'll do it next time. Oh, that's true. But that's Damn. Right. Yeah, we don't have to. No. Okay. All right, so hopefully we'll see a bunch of you at the NorCal Homebrew Festival up in Dobbins, California uh, later this week. I'm going up on Thursday, Tasty. What are you doing there on Thursday? I don't know. I'm just going to go camp and shit. I'm going to help out uh, Paxton drink. Oh, drink all day Friday. Oh, good. Because, you oh. know, you got the Sean Paxton dinner for Friday night. Oh, I see. That's so I'm going to go up Thursday. I'm going to bring my dog. I'm going to bring Walker up there uh, and hang out with him. And, Slow um, Walker. Chill out, yes. Walker, <laughs> whose name uh, doesn't serve him well, he can barely move. Um, we're gonna hang out Kinda though, cool. and then on Friday, I'm gonna help Paxton cook, and then we got the the you know there's hoppy hour on Friday, right. and then there's the Paxton dinner, and then we will have the uh, Brewing Network Club booth yeah. set up all along uh, with the other oh, clubs, yeah. and pouring some beer from Tasty awesome. and from Nate and from me and from the Woods and from Doc. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. So it'll be a good time. So we're doing that next week, and then we'll come back and do the show on Monday. Um, Bevo, we love you. God love you, baby. Thank you. I love you very much, and we'll miss you, and I hope you come back very soon. I'll come back. Okay. After Esther arrives. After Esther arrives, I hope you come back very After soon. After Esther arrives, and I have a little bit of time to not be so fat. Good. Yeah. Um, feedback? No, we'll do it later. Okay. It's fine. Uh, I just promised somebody I would ask. Hit the one-time donation button. Every every one-time donation that comes through this week, I'm going to give to Bevo. Uh, You can send me an email as you do it so I know exactly what it is. But every one-time donation that comes through this week, we're going to give to Bevo and Sam. It's their uh, on-air baby shower. And listen to me, they deserve it. Um, This isn't a charity case. Bevo's been sitting in here for uh, several years doing her thing and helping us out. And we love them. And, And Sam, too, even though he's a total fucking retard. We sure do love that kid, and we love their baby. So help them out. It's a good way just to uh, contribute to their... You know, they're starting a family. Isn't it kind of cool that they've started a family on air? Like, literally on air with you guys. You've gotten to know them over the years uh, when they before they were married. Now they've gotten married. Now they're having a baby. How cool to get to contribute to that. So please do, and I would appreciate it. And and so will they. It it goes a long way. Uh, All right. We'll see you all next week on Monday, right? Sure. See you okay. then. Everyone will be feeling Monday. good on Monday. Whenever we oh, do the yeah. Monday show, everyone's like, yeah, no, we had a great weekend. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks, everybody. We'll see you later.
cherry stuff, yeah, you know what I am talking about. But don't you give me that American crew, boy, the one. 